Hey, how the fuck do I get off this fucking thing? <laughs> I believe that Dungeons and Dragons is a direct quote from the pit of hell. Alright, so yo, welcome to Dungeon Punks episode uh, 57, COVID lockdown special. It's Christmas. Christmas. Hi, it's Nathan Bean. Hi, I've, to my left, I've got... Bobman, hello. Bobman, Mark Bobman checking in. Uh, and to my right, I've got my man... David Ager. David Ager on the hey. delay. Excellent, excellent. So, sp- respectively, we were in Leeds, Hull, and Manchester. No, you're not in Manchester, are you? Where are you, Bark? Lutterworth, just outside Rugby. Fucking hell. Oh, what? That's some wasteland down there, man. Sounds, like, it wanna... sounds boring. It already, I only know that you know, rugby and lower. It sounds fucking boring. Being crew, two places you pass through on the fucking train due to somewhere better. Do you know what I'm saying? Agreed. The rubbish. Right. Well, Mark's down in rugby. Um, I'm here in Leeds as per David's in Hull. Oh. Um, what we're going to talk about then? What's first? Do some facts. Then. <laughs> Go on. Hey, got it. Got it. <laughs> I haven't got I haven't got anything. I've got loads of fads, but I just haven't really got anything. Well, uh, I'll, tell you what, I'll, I'll start off with uh, yeah. not so much a fad, but I watched the uh, under Bordy's instruction of over four to five years. I finally watched the Wild Bunch. Hang on a minute, I told you about this as well. This is something I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder about. Oh, what are you? Oh, really? A chip on your shoulder, mate? No, unusual. what slight is it? Influences come up, and someone says, "Oh, Mark suggested it." That's bollocks. Because nine times out of ten, I say it. It's like when I say, "Oh, you should all watch this thing on on the WhatsApp group." No one says, "Fuck all." Then Bordy will come and be like, "Oh, I'll tell you what, I just watched." And I'm like, "Mate, I, I told you about that six months ago. Why are you ignoring me? Why do you ignore me?" <laughs> no, really. I don't ignore him for this precise reason. Because yeah. I get mad. Is that what? I yeah. Yeah. You get a bit angry, mate. Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, Carol, it's, it's it doesn't matter Fucking Scrooge. Um yeah, watch the Wild Bunch, which is absolutely fucking mega, absolutely off its fucking tits, that film. No one mate. Like um blood. There's lots of blood in it. Hey, absolute fucking the, the beginning's just an absolute fucking slaughter fest. Yeah, it's so good. Civilians just getting absolutely fucking choppered down. It's yeah, fucking yeah. rocker. Um Carl's finest, I would say. Absolutely fucking superb. Uh, I'll be meaning to watch like more more Western since then, um, but I just haven't really had a chance. I did watch uh, one that I think I mentioned a while ago, uh, Treasure of Sierra Madre, which I think is actually quite a big, like quite a, it seems to be like quite a, a famous one, at least I guess in the US maybe, uh, like a Humphrey Bogart one. Uh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that before. You watched it, didn't you, Bordy? After I got it on Amazon, you gave it a watch as yeah. well. It's, uh, it's good. Yeah, I, 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 Black, it's a it's a uh, black and white here, really really good. Uh, basically, um, three uh, three fellas go to find a fortune in the uh, you know uh, looking for uh, looking for gold, and uh, the basically kind of go one of them um, goes well Humphrey Bogart's character going uh, goes really paranoid, goes insane, thinks the uh, the other two are trying to take his gold. Um, yeah, just kind of a, I guess a classic tale, and uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's it's really good, really really good, it's like really um, like. 
like I think I said loads of times on this pod, like I had real like um, fear of westerns because of my my recollections of westerns are like all the fucking awful chintzy ones that were shown on ITV on a Sunday. Yeah, you know, so that that always like coloured my kind of what what I figured most westerns were like. But when you actually watch some good ones that are really gritty, it's just uh, yeah, Yeah, some like really good like human stories and. People. Like any genre, you got to dig around for the stories rather than the setting. Do you know what I mean? So, like, like any of those, like I always say about it, Outlaw Josie Wales and things like that. That's yeah, a fucking a pale rider. All those things are amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stories, um, which leads me on to like, uh, actually, no, I won't talk about the Mandalorian. We'll, we'll get past that. Go on. Is it, what other trends you got, Dave? That's it, mate. That's it. To be honest, mate. Apart from that, I've been. Um... Not, not really watch, uh, working and playing Call of Duty with Mark and that. Uh, that's pretty much been it. It's been my life. Very good. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your fad? Well, it's it's a podcast called Mad Max in Character. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's by the guy, you know, who does that um, podcast effectively speaking? The one about special effects in films. I don't know. It's from down your way. He used to be a projectionist at one of the um, cinemas in Margate. And, um, on this podcast, him and one... Right. Yeah, that guy. It doesn't need to have a. He's um. He's got an Instagram account, hasn't he? Yeah, like Mister Mister M Models or something. Mister Mere Models or something. Yeah, like that. He, I'm sure he was the projectionist at the Canterbury Cinema uh, when my mate, when my roommate Jim Reed, um, shout out Jim, was working there as a as a kind of a trainee. I'm sure he's right. the guy. Um, really? Yeah, I think it's him. I'm sure. I, I'm sure when I was. Um, when I first used Instagram, I followed that dude, and I'm pretty sure I determined that's where remember, he... he's a member. Yeah, he's a member of Five Old First as well. Yeah, I'm sure it's him. I'm sure it's him. But anyway, that's I, I digress. Sorry, carry on, mate. So him, him and one of the other guys who, who he gets on every now and again to 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 sort of like co-present that. They um, basically go through every week. They go through a Mad Max, pick a certain character from one of the Mad Max films, and just go through every breakdown, every scene they're in, and then like. Really yeah. mate it's unbelievable these, these people like they do at the first film then the next week they do Mad Max 2 then Thunderdome then Fury Road and then they go back and do it you know in that order again and pick a character right. and some yeah, of the I'm characters like, episodes are like 30 minutes long because there's that little to say about and they might have like two scenes sometimes like, they're like picking a character out of the canteen or something some dude who's in it for like yeah yeah oh. totally minutes or something it's, um, it's really it's they started doing it in lockdown and these, i think they're up to like 50 episodes now fucking really good it's, i really enjoy it it's about lockdown is that it's given people opportunity and, and time to kind of dig into the stuff that they probably probably sitting around thinking you know what i know shit tons about mad max uh, what am i gonna do this i'll make a podcast it's, it's, it's kind of good i think, I think that, that people are never gonna have as much i've said this a bunch of times it's like you're never going to have this much free time again in your adult life. So if you're just sitting around going, oh, oh, I've got to wear a mask, or oh, I can't go to Anston when I want to, instead of actually doing something worthwhile with your fucking life. And um, it's it's really good, actually. And then the other thing was um, smashing out the detectorist again. Oh, for sure. Oh, for oh, I, yeah, I did that too a few weeks ago, mate. Fucking. And then that, that led me onto Nate's, onto Ager's suggestion of uh, don't <laughs> to get the <laughs> Fucking mentioned it to me, I forgot, but it's good. Ah, I think it was, it might have been like Matt Beach or someone like that. Yeah, 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 I think it was. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nate suggested don't forget the driver, and that was uh, that was fucking brilliant. 
bit of sweet shit, that, isn't it? Eh? Oh, man, alive. Fucking hell. I really liked it. I thought it... Um... Yeah, I loved it, mate. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. It's because that little... I hate to say it, that, that little funny-looking fellow. What's his name? Toby... Uh, Toby, Toby yeah. Yeah, from um, them films. The guy from The Detectorist. Um, yeah. In it, and I think he part, he might have wrote it as well. He certainly had some hand in it. Just a gentle... Marvel films as well, isn't it? He plays... Um, Oh, he's like the, one of the, the Nazi bad guys who gets downloaded into a computer. I forget his name. Okay. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit spun out on that stuff at the moment. But uh, yeah, he's in a few. He's, he, he's got quite a, you know, like a, a prolific body of work, to be fair. You know what I mean? He's not like some, uh, quite a resume. Quite a, an impressive resume. Uh, indeed, <laughs> <man>. um, <laughs> a considerable body of work. So, so you've been watching that, have you? I watched that as well. And then the other thing that um, somebody else suggested as well. can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Joe Wilding. Um, that kingdom, that um, um no, yeah. mate, you fucking <laughs> fucking hell. This is the exact one. This is the exact one, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, so Nate suggested I watched that a while ago, and I never got around to it. And uh, it's good, isn't it? Brilliant, mate. Yeah, absolutely bums the Walking Dead to bits. I, I mean, the, the two are not even comparable. It's, I mean, I, I don't know. So. About like the you know the Korean medieval period or whatever that is set in, but everything about yeah. it looks horrendous. Like it just looks so, so harsh. It's unrelenting, isn't it? Like and the zombies yeah. are wicked in it as well. Yeah, real good. Just don't give a, they just don't give a fuck about like your average everyday person, do they? Like they just fucking mow them down. Is it I'm scary? Though, right? Is it scary, Mark? Uh, not not really, Dave. There's a couple of jumps in it and stuff, but it's just tense. It's really tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of really tense. Enjoy it. A lot of tents, in it? A lot of, camp, lot, of, lot of camping. Well, you'd love yeah. it then, Dave, wouldn't you? That's a big camping yourself. <laughs> be, be all over that. <laughs> Very camp. I've got good. It's really good. I spent it tent by keeping a loft uh, and never used. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, but so, no, what about you? How are you, Beanie? Any tuts? Um, I was trying to think, and I haven't really got. I, trying to like read for a lot of old stuff I'm trying not to spend money during lockdown so i've been like, i'm gonna rummage around and i found on the bookshelf a book i've never read even though i've had it for ages is watership down now i never presumably you've seen the cartoon right yeah it's in the cartoon yeah i've never read the book yeah i was exactly the same because i was that traumatized by that pigging cartoon when i was a child that i thought i never ever want to read that and anyway whilst i was farting around you know over the lockdown period i mean sort of listening to loads of records okay i came back to that fall of the fraffer oh mate so good me too good and it? and it's so good i think i was just listening to a lot of bleak stuff you know because i've been writing and doing quite a lot of different little jobs i've been listening to sort of music that's too sort of wordy you know so it's a lot of you know sort of what is that that you would say post sort of hardcore post rock sort of thing in it that fall oh, of the fraffer uh, a lot of people would probably, probably describe it as crust to be honest mate yeah I'd, uh, yeah that, i would say they probably Politics, yeah, so anyway, I've been listening to I was listening to a lot of that, and obviously that led me to think, oh, I've never actually read that book. So you know, the, the lyrics obviously draw on quite a lot of that influence, and also because of the you yeah. know, political state. Then you know, I thought oh, I'll I'll explore that, and so I've been just getting stuck into that book. Um, it's really fucking good. It's, I can't believe it's taken me you know forty years or whatever to actually get around to reading it because, but it doesn't read like a kid's book, which is kind of weird. It's doesn't feel like a, a condescending reader or anything. It's just really, co- it's really quite sophisticated, and, and the kind of law that goes along with it is really it's, cool. Isn't it? How we've got to out the age that rat, and we've never read it, and, and yet I'd, I'd cite it like, especially the film, as like an influence on not on on like my, my reasons for doing role playing stuff as well. You know the way it builds up and stuff. Yeah, yeah like I've, I've never read the book. you know what? I'm going to get the audio book 
and, and listen to Let's it. Do it because I'm reading it now and it's it's really good. Plus, also, it means I understand the lyrics of Fall of the Fraffer a lot better. Um, sure. yeah. I've been reading that and then I thought, okay, I won't watch the original uh, cartoon that I watched because I, I think it's kind of when you watch something like that when you're quite young and it's quite traumatizing and you do go back, watch it as an adult, it doesn't have the same effect or whatever. And totally. I think I think it un- unpicks almost like a part of your psyche. Do you know what I mean? Because you're actually this isn't what I thought it was. You know what I mean, and it's like it, I think I think it's important to kind of hold on to that sort of scar tissue sometimes. So I noticed that they've done an, an updated version on Netflix. Oh mate, um, yeah, I, I, it's... is that the BBC one that's got the guy out of Star Wars in it? Yeah, John Boyega's in it. Um, Professor X is in it, and a, you know, like a few, a lot of uh, Olivia Coleman. You know, reputable. Names, if you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can't. It, the, oh, it, the, 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 it's like the problem of a lot of these things. Like my problem with the Clone Wars and all that kind of stuff is, I just don't really like that animation style. It's very clean and computer animated and stuff. It just doesn't really sort of vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, it's important. The, the original cartoon's got a, a slight uh, kind of like grittiness to it, and it just because of oh, well, it's, yeah, almost, like, it's almost like a rotoscope thing, and it's like it looks like Lord of the Rings does, doesn't it? It's got yeah, that kind of yeah. vibe to it. That Lord of the Rings cartoon is fucking insane you know that first oh, yeah. one. Oh, it's awful yeah, yeah. yeah so, like but you still watch it don't you because you're like god damn that's oh, yeah. yeah so anyway um so basically watership down and getting sort of stuck into that has been quite um yeah like yeah i don't know it's just occupied a lot of my time do you know what I mean? a bit a bit of fantasy or whatever so yeah um not not as interesting as the detectorists or um you've been or, doing a lot of writing you've done a lot of writing as well haven't you yeah but that's basically just because i've like I keep saying to people, I've got all this this free time. I've I had I have more time anyway because work allows me to have free time. So whilst I'm there, it's super intense. You know, but I have enough time off now to where I can sort of process it, and it does influence the you know the things I'm working on. So basically, getting getting the role playing game wrapped up was job one. Um, then I had like a load of stuff lying around on my computer, some old interviews I did, and I sort of cobbled that together and made a zine went pretty well and then i made another one dead quick after it like i just sort of whipped another one together because I, I just really liked making it not so much even the the writing of it but the kind of gluing the and yeah, yeah making shit it's, nice. it's kind of, i don't know it's just kind of fun so i did that that sold pretty well people have asked me and because that's done all right people have been asking me to do different things but i that everything else is on hold now until i get the dungeon punk zine finished and that's what i'm working on yeah. at the moment so that will be out or let me see Trying to get book role playing book done. That's job one, but I've got to wait till Toby has time to finish. Yeah, Toby's doing layout, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and I think it's new ground for him as well <clears throat> because he normally does uh, digital work, and obviously we're laying this out for press. Yeah, yeah. Not, so, it's not the yeah, same it's as different things. Do you know what I mean? Because the printing's different and stuff, so you lay it yeah. out different. Set margins. Um, and also, just obviously, like where they cut the page, so your page two and your page, I don't know. 40 are going to be on the same sheet and so on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. It's too complicated for me. So I was just like, do it, mate. So he seems, but I think it's a new experience for him also. So he's working on that. Um, I'll tell you what I did get. Shout out Alicia, the girl who's done the artwork for the book. Oh, shit. Yeah. So all the artwork's fucking incredible, but she, she did the map. She redrew. You know that map we used that Joe did for the us? Joe's, Joe's map. Yeah, yeah. So we, some years back when we started our campaign, I, I sketched out like a crude map, sent it to Joe and said, it'd be cool if you could just sort of this look so I can show the lads where we are in the game or what have you. Anyway, so that's sort of been floating around. 
I just thought if we're going to have that in the front of the book, I kind of need to update it to include Eve's um, settings and the stuff we wrote for Black Dahlia Murder. You know, so like those things are actually included in the, the realm, if you like, if people wanted to play in it, I suppose. It's probably a little bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit ambitious, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I just sent it to her, and I was like, can you update this and, and do it in your style? Just so it's in keeping... I'm not there's anything wrong with Joe's, but it's just so this is in keeping... To with keep the it other. to the same style as the rest of the yeah, stuff, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, she's done it, and she did a fucking bang-up job of it. It, it looks wicked, and um, she's posted same it down. She, she actually gave me the, uh, the map, so... That's oh, little, sick. Yeah, that's a little Christmas present to myself. So that's that's coming home here and getting framed up sort of thing. So Amazing, amazing. Very nice. So hopefully one day, if we ever get around to playing D&D again, we'll, uh, we'll explore some further <laughs> further reaches of that um, <coughs> that, that realm. Um, what else? Uh, they, oh, yeah, that's it. And so for the pre-order, the Dungeon Punk zine is going to be in that. And I figured having that in there simply because the the RPG game to come out as a zine originally, but I, I just wrote a bit too much. It's a little bit really? too much for a zine, so we figured if we put a little spine, it'd be like a little booklet, you know. But that's yeah. that's not really us, is it? Like you know, we don't do booklets. We're, we're punks, so so we need need something with it, yeah. Yeah, cool. to like basically color color it with our our things. I don't want people buying it and thinking that's that's how we do everything because obviously this is a. Yeah, you know, it's just you know exceptional circumstance because I've had fuck all to do for a year. But um, so I figure if we do the zine and that will like have a bit more of our attitude and things in it, and it's all be it'll be pace and scrappy and kind of how this podcast is. So cool though, because I, I like how um that kind of links into I've been playing a game with Toby online, which has uh, been pretty cool because I, I I sort of knew him a little bit before that, but sure we we sort of been playing um every week since May. We- me, wow. uh, Coliseum Rex and a um, couple of other guys, uh, Patrick and, and James, um, so, playing a Vampire Masquerade game. So, that's been cool. how's that been going? Because yeah, didn't you kill him at one point? Yeah, oh, mate, it's insane. So, it's basically, the way the way that Jamie's done it is he's separated it out into seasons, so it's like a television show. So, each, each season's broken down. The first one was six episodes, and everyone after that has been four episodes. And then between each season, there's um, another totally separate set of characters who are related to the main story right. main characters, but are like in the past like one of them was set in the troubles in northern ireland in like the 70s one was sure. set in um one of them was set in turkey in the, just after vietnam war one was set in um like we played like um Jackson's, some raiders nice and another one was set um, in in like the 1800s, and we were like adventurers in um, India. Oh, mate, it's, it's so awesome. So that's sorry, sorry. Just one thing. That's 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 one session. Each of those was it. Each of those separate games is just one session. That's mega. Two and a half hour session, and basically each of them is set. So when when you play Vampire the Masquerade, the, the idea is that you're a you're a vampire, but you have a, a sire who sired you. Sort of gives you all your sort of traits and stuff and each of those separate games was set around a sire yeah, yeah. i mean about the sires of, of of the people we were playing mate it, it, it's been so good we finished it last night we had the last game last night i threw another vampire out of the 88th story of uh, the world trade center on september 11 2001 at two o'clock in the oh. morning so before the planes hit the tower we were fighting on the top of the tower Mate, it was fucking unbelievable. It was one of them Damn. where it didn't even click. Nothing clicked into place until 
it goes, you, you arrive at this this place and, and you know, it's the World Trade Center and you walk into the lobby and you see the clock on the wall and it's like 11 p.m. on the on the um, 10th of September 2001 and you go, fuck. I mean, not the penny sort of stack to drop. It, oh, mate, it was insane. It's been insane. It's been really. I need to, I need to play really, one, really. I need to play one yeah. of Jamie's games, man. Yeah, same. I, I'm I'm keen. Like he's um. I, my my character was um, my character was called um, Goth, and he was uh, his character. Jamie said, "You've got to be under 100 years old, and your sire, has been killed, and you've been summoned to this island. I don't know why. You've just found you for a reason. You're going to be on this island. So my character was a, a guy called Goth, who was in the um, Indian Indian Army. He was an artillery um, instructor in the Indian Army. Also, he was a paedophile. Okay, and, now, um, yeah, it, the, oh. the idea with, with Nosferatu as a clan is that they find somebody, then they turn him into a vampire to make him like a punishment, make him a better person. So, so my idea was that my guy was a monster as a human. As he became a vampire, he became more of a human. Do you know what I mean? So he went through this journey, sort of through the game of him being like a better person, and, and he and he used and. The only way he could feed was hunting down other paedophiles and drinking them. That was how he fed. It's been really fucking good. Really, really good game. I'll tell you what, it's a fucking miserable night out with you, innit? Of course it is. Seriously. I mean, even I wouldn't dream up something that fucking horrible. It ended up, it's, it's one of them games where we all like play and then afterwards, one would, would write like a, a story of what their character did after, you know, when they go, after go back to the room. Because each, each, each episode was one night. So it sort of started when you wake and then it ended as you go to, as the sun comes up, as you have to go to bed or whatever, you know, into, into, into hiding. So everyone, as soon as you finish the game, like an hour later, everyone was right. was sending like two pages of like story about what their character did when they got back to the room. You know what I mean? It's just like the buying from all the players has just been fucking phenomenal. What you need, and if you've got everyone on the yeah. same page and, and it wants to get stuck into it, you just you're sort of creating your own lore, aren't you? And that sounds awesome. It's good, it's really good, really enjoyed it. And then obviously we've we had a we re-entered the world of Shadowrun, didn't we, as well? Which was fucking fantastic. Totally, totally different, brilliant, entertaining. I've never laughed so much for years. It was fucking hilarious. It was, fucking, it was so stupid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant. It was it was absolutely gonzo, wasn't it? It was just fucking brilliant. Absolutely. We needed that. I mean, if you think about a lot of the other realms we play in, and it is like, I mean, you're playing a paedophile who eats other paedophiles. In my game, everyone's fucking sad. Do you know what I mean? It's just sometimes you just need to like blow off some steam and be like, you know what? I was going to be a dick. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and something like Shadowrun lets you do that. It's like you say, it's gonzo, isn't it? It's the right setting for that kind of mondo <laughs> nonsense. It's, uh, I loved it. I'm, I'm guided. I hope we can play again soon because the last couple of sessions have been super fun. And we want to, and we keep it nice and rules light, don't we? And it just flows. It's just like telling a daft story with your pals, and it's kind of like what we're good at anyway, isn't it? So it's... <laughs> you can do anything. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you know what the, best, you know the best thing about doing RPGs online? That you can change your background. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just in the Zoom call or whatever. That was insane when we found out that. That was insane. <laughs> it was super funny, but I mean, yeah, I think it, in the circumstances that we're living in, where like real life feels like some kind of miserable role playing game at the moment, like a gr a grim dark life. I think I just needed that sort of like jolt of kind of multicolored two thousand AD nonsense. Uh, I've never thought of that, mate. I've never actually thought about because I was I was thinking just then. I was like, are we actually going to describe the game we just had? 
uh, something just added. So the Shadowruns game that we did. And 2000 AD is probably the best way to describe it, actually. Sorry. Just absolutely. Over the top, kind of. Just, it wasn't silly to the point where it's like, oh, you know, nonsense. It was just yeah. what would be the most extreme response in these circumstances yeah. or what, where exactly. would we go in. And that, that's kind of what we did. And the fact that everyone was on board and it wasn't like, I think worse than just one prat kind of like sending it all sideways. Yeah. The fact that everyone was on board to just like, I think it's more to keep Bordy on his toes than anything else. But <laughs> I, feel, I feel that if anything, it was kind of, it was so, it, like I said, it, I know it didn't get ridiculous, but it was kind of like stupid to the point where it was almost a bit of a parody on cyberpunk stuff. You know, like, yeah, like, like cyberpunk tropes and stuff like that. Like it's, uh, yeah, I, I think that was with kind of, I'll explain this to like, yeah, with intention. I'll, I'll explain this to the listeners. When you've got the kind of the same sort of group interests we have, the same we, we all speak the same language. We've seen the same films. We can reference. You know, you'll pull. I don't know. You'll pull a gun in a in a in, a, in the game, or you'll say a certain line. Someone's going to get the reference. Do you know what I mean? It's all pastiche. Yeah. It's all, not to the point where it's like just copying stuff, but you know, that, it's that kind of group vernacular that just kind of works, and that really only works when you've got a bunch of mates who are on the same page. Like that wouldn't work with any. Yeah, some rando in there. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work. It needs yeah, to be. Yeah. Um, and that's why it works but yeah i really hope we can continue yeah, it yeah, yeah. something else why i like that's it well it's because you don't need to know fucking every little piece of minutiae of law or anything like that no, i don't know if you've had a shadow on world other than it's seattle in the future do you know what i mean that's and that's all i need to know it's um oh, oh, and anything you need to know i'll just tell you I'll exactly you know what i mean yeah i'll just tell you whether it's a bit of like in-game in between games like bit of text or whatever or yeah. it's just a bit of a bit of a law drop or whatever if you need to know i'll just tell you about it there's no point in being like secretive about shit is there no absolutely i think you you're definitely the right man for that job i think it's um you, you host it really well i think it, it plays to your strength okay. i really enjoy doing it that's why and you can tell sorry a mouthful of crisps what you snack what you snacking mate flavor it's um, Walker's roast chicken crisps. I've got like, a, they're one of my favorite flavors. Um, very enjoyable. And I've got like a six bag of those. So I'm just uh, slowly working my way through them. Bad oh, guy. What, what flavor did you say then? Chicken. Like li- literally my nightmare. Chicken <laughs> crisps. Oh, I can't even, I, I can't even handle the smell. I can't even handle the color of the packet. Honestly. Such a weirdo. What's wrong with them? Like, yeah, I don't know. The smell just knocks me out. It makes me feel sick. Well, I'm, glad you're eating, I'm glad you're eating them all. Oh, don't worry, yeah, I'll eat them all. I'm saving you so you won't have to deal with it. I'm eating them all. France is shut now, mate. You're not going to get any more Walker's crisps for them last ones, mate. Yeah, I'll be stuck in a lorry somewhere, won't I? That, mate. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah shout, out really. Ken, shout out to Kent, you fucking set of idiots, right? <laughs> Number one, I'm going to say something right now. So, um, I'm from Fanet, which is uh, unarguably the scabby knuckle of this country. Uh, and that largely a place that voted to means Brexit because <laughs> they're all racist. And um, we'll say that we're never good at anything. Margate's fucking shit. We've got a shit football team. The town's shit. Nothing's cool. I'm cool, and I'm not even from there anymore. Um, but <laughs> number one, number one place for infection rates in the country. So, this, you know, <laughs> finally, good at, finally good at something. I saw the news. They were like, where's the worst place in England? It's Thanet, the exact place I'm from. So, um, imagine, imagine, imagine what the ozone is like as well over the top of planet now. The amount of truck driver piss that's been dispelled, Eight. the heat rising must have just melted a hole right through the ozone, right above fucking Funland or whatever it was called. Mate, think how many fucking pork pies and scotch eggs are getting chinned just on that <laughs> carriageway. <laughs> so many dead prozies. So, <laughs> <laughs> the gutters and the sewers of Mark will be. <laughs> 
prostitutes and Albanian children's corpses. It's uh, <laughs> doesn't bear. But I will say that, like, fucking you reap what you sow because they're turning the Garden of England into an absolute car park. So uh, jog on, jog on, Kent. I can't but think you fucking no, no, no. You, know, you, you parred yourself off there. Anyway, so I haven't been back for a year, and I don't intend to go back for another year. So he days to me, off Margate. Right. Um, Shout out Duggan, though. I've got, I've got a quick question, just uh, going back to, Bob, you mentioned, I know you talked about Detectivists ages ago, but when you watched it, again, what is the third viewing for you? Third? Yeah, third, yeah. Third. yeah. The first time you watch it, did you cry at any point? Isn't it? All the way through, mate. What about the third, <laughs> what, third? What about this last viewing? All the way through, mate. Yeah, my guy. Same I was absolutely wrecked. Mate, every... I was like... I'd, I'd be watching it and it'd get to like one o'clock in the morning and I'd be texting Jen going, I love you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and like sending her send send that song on Spotify, you know, the theme song. The Johnny Flynn one, yeah. Oh, mate, it's so good. A bit of folkness. It's, yeah. it's a hell of a, a show and it definitely stirs the feels, I will say. I don't know if I actually cried outright, but I definitely had a, a lump in my throat. Um, I, cannot, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the new Wurzel. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm a few days or whatever. Now it's a Christmas. Yeah. See, what I miss about Christmas television. You know, I don't want to sound like Joe Radio Times or something here, but you know, when you were a kid and there used to be specials, you know, like regular event, event TV, yeah. Do a special, like you get Only Fools and Horses Christmas or something, some shit like that. And I just feel like when I look at television now, I've only seen, I mean, I, I, I spend a bit more time at home and when I'm not writing or potting around doing something, I think oh, I'll watch a bit of telly. And what's on? Police fucking interceptors. That's all that's ever on. Yeah, police interceptors pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, but not all the time. Like the fucking <laughs> cop, cop channel or whatever it is. Just, all it is is just people chasing people. I don't cop really channel. understand. <laughs> Policeman's fucking channel. Like, yeah. There's just not a lot right lot on television. Like, is there going to be um, a Christmas Inside Number 9 this year? don't think so. I don't know. I haven't heard oh, of it. stuffed a lot of stuff up, hasn't it? Yeah, he has, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's killed any 70,000 people. That's the big issue, but... Right. <laughs> that was good, mate. I mean, I could live without them, but I mean, I really wanted, I really wanted that open all hours Christmas special this year.
Hello. I'm here. How are you all? Oh, good, mate. All good. Oh, mate. Yeah. Nice to hear from you, mate. You're right. I'm doing well. I heard you've gone crust. The <laughs> <laughs> rumor traveled quick, didn't it? Fucking. <laughs> yeah, you caught under my rudimentary peanut reference really quick. So I, I was, that was my test, and I was like, yeah, he's a true crusty. He's a true crust. Uh, yes. I don't know. I'm going, I think we're going for a weird uh, midlife crisis in which I turn into a crusty, but. Full, full, full Dr. Martin, just like Martin Clint. <laughs> Dr. Martin, butt flap. Where my is it, is it <laughs> butt flaps and all? Butt flap and all. Or where my dread's on the inside, because dread is what I feel on the outside. A little, uh, <laughs> it's in the streams it. there for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk. To, we're going to talk to Rob about them. Things going in America, Rob. How's America? <laughs> okay, no. how's, how's America? I think it sounds like it's going pretty well. It, it, it depends which. It depends which news you follow, right? I mean, totally. if you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a which, fucking which, mess. Which news sources say it's going well? Yeah, uh, <laughs> mental ones. I, I think uh, well the the reality reality news it's going well. I, I would say the uh, the Fox News and everyone else said it's absolute pandemonium, and that, it's, that's by, it's by their own doing. <laughs> that's the craziest <laughs> thing. Fox News definitely um, have, have sort of turned, haven't they? I saw something in the like on the telly a little while back where like. They're traditionally Republican leaning, aren't they? Fox News, yeah, for the conservative yeah. channel. So it just really surprised me um, when I saw that all the uh, all, all your kind of your Trumpist supporters and so on had really had really turned on Fox News. So that was quite interesting to me because they weren't yeah. conspiracy enough. So, like, yeah. what's the equivalent? Like, what, like the Daily Mail or the Sun? Is that like some sort oh. of like conspiracy nut job paper? I mean, they, they sort of they, those papers sort of feed into the kind of um, the mania of the right. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they kind we of don't, make them on. I, I don't know if it's full conspiracy style, but they're certainly we don't really have not an, we don't have an equivalent news kind of for the Fox News. Like I feel that like, like televised news is pretty well regulated here. I'd say in terms of newspapers, we have closer. I think it's the opposite. Cause I feel like in the US, the like newspapers are relatively like you know well regulated and. But here, like, I feel that the newspapers are closest. I would say the sun can jump on some fucking banana shit. But I think that's the problem, though. You're talking about newspapers, and Americans don't read. (laughs) 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 I'm coming to shit reading. God damn it. I'm read this shit. We got words. Language? What's language? Reading's for Russians. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But you're all right then, Robin, yes. in your little world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My little my little pocket of the world is 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 doing well. Like family's healthy, things are great with, you know, kid and the wife and coffee shops doing well, considering just so uh, I'm just thankful I live in California. Not that things are going that well in the u.s in general but california just, nice, yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> yeah it's nice it's i don't know yeah unbelievable i don't know i just find it's it really ni- it's nice and sunny sunny breezy day i can see the beach from my house it's it's yes. nice today you um is your is your shop still is your coffee shop still open or are you under quarantine or, or what we are we are open for takeout only which is good then we don't have to deal with a bunch of mask holes and like people just like because <laughs> 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 like look like it, it's crazy i i get it but 
like, you know, when people are sick, like they wear a mask or they stay home and they quarantine when someone has the flu, like this is, this is, I don't get it. Like going outside and having to wear a mask while you run an errand for like 30 uh-huh. minutes or an hour is like, like infringing on your liberty. Like so fucking soft. Not a big ass, yeah. is it? The way I see it is I think if, right, certainly here in, here in the UK, okay, so we've had Grenfell, all these terrible things that have happened that have been sort of prominent in the news, okay? And oh, yeah. but they're all someone else's problem, aren't they? They're a black person's problem or a poor person's problem. Yeah. All these yeah. other people, what actually motivates people to get off their ass and protest is having to wear a mask. Oh yeah, for a little bit to protect yeah. you from other people, right? And that if that's if that's how hard your life is, I, you know what, slavery, all this other terrible shit that's happened, fuck all that. But if you're asking me to wear a piece of paper over my face for thirty minutes, well, heads will roll. <laughs> it's it's yeah. insane to me. Like, I mean, talk about the level of your problems. If that's what gets you up your butt to protest anything, fucking hell. Anyways. I think that that's the perfect analogy. And that's what like my wife, Kim and I were saying, like, not too long ago, a couple months ago, and you know, you guys are starting to get the kind of the ripple effect of like Fox News and conspiracy theory and mm. QAnon and all this weird shit that's going on over here. All these people are protesting everything, but someone getting beaten up by the police, like, oh, it's their problem, or people, the government stealing. Well, it didn't impact me. Like, I still have a roof over my head, and I still, like, I don't care. And but. You asked me to, yeah, to your point, you, you want me to wear a mask? Like, how dare you ask me to wear a mask? And I don't understand, like, why that's, that's the hill, that's the hill you're going to die on, a mask? Yeah, it's really weird. Well, then yeah. the other thing that's strange is all these politicians in the States are getting fucking roasted on social media and it's beautiful like they don't know what to they don't know what to do because they're saying oh the the hospital they're in wrapped up in all the conspiracies like the hospitals are lying there's not that many people sick covid it was invented by doctors to just you know increase you know revenue for drug prices and they're all in on it together or only people that live here get it or only the Chinese people get it, whatever it is, right? All these conspiracy theories, but then there they are when the vaccine came out, they're first in line getting a shot. And everyone's yeah. like, you, if you posted anything about being conspiracy, like you don't get the shot and you can go fucking die on your rock somewhere. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I don't understand what happened. I mean, integrity wasn't wrong when they said humanity is the devil like i mean this yeah. is it's yeah, like the moment. Very, yeah. you know i think i think so we all pertinent like 20 years on it that phrase still fucking i don't even know if they coined it or lifted it from francis bacon or whoever the fuck they stole that from but i have no <laughs> idea and i just made that up but i i just you know <laughs> i I, I just i just think that that phrase or even west like with cold cave people are poison like it's oh. just so fucking weird like i get it we're never all going to agree on everything everyone has their own opinion but there's just kind of a basic level of kindness like really can't you just be cool for this one day like or this for this one thing like i just don't get it it's i think weird. i feel like we are like i i feel like people make the joke or the comparison of like hi oh, it's a bit like we're living in like black mirror like an episode of black mirror like we are fully one hundred percent now, like living in an episode of Black Mirror. Like Black where, like that, the, yeah. the 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 slight comparisons have gone, and now we are living in like the beginnings of an actual dystopian 
like a through the looking glass. Whenever, whenever I wake up in the morning, I literally think, what episode of Inside Number Nine am I in today? Do you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> everything just seems fo- like you turn on the news. I wouldn't be surprised if like someone, you know, Trump had grown two heads or something. Do you know what I mean? Something crazy shit like that. <laughs> in today's news, he argues with himself behind a tiny little desk on in in the um yard of a fucking garden it's a pastiche on itself do you know what i mean like it's like no one even needs to parody anything anymore because it's just it just parodies itself like in the that's in the us and the uk at the moment like you know that's that's it's become its own parody it's insane i saw this thing yesterday there was like a thing on tv i can't remember what it was it was like a bloopers tv show it'll be all right in the night or something but there was there was one where it was like Boris Johnson from a couple of years ago playing like Dutch rugby. I don't oh, know I saw that. Did you see uh, that? A little kid out of the way. Little... <laughs> Annihilates him, mate. Like Chinese or Asian kid just blasts him and like carries on trucking. I was thinking, this this yeah. is the man who There's is running one. my country. There's another one where he's playing football. And he fucking demolishes someone as well. He's, he's fucking <laughs> absolute fucking beast, mate. He's an absolute. <laughs> Roy Keane enforcing that midfield. Uh, <laughs> Canton a fucking drop kick into the stands. I, 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 but but that's a, the that's the metaphor. I mean, it, it's really crazy. It's like idiocracy has come to life. I mean, everyone's drinking monster energy drinks and like <laughs> I mean, we have a maniac like in the office. It's like <laughs> you know, it, it's who doesn't believe anything. It's so strange. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> keep looking at it and like every now and again because I, you know, because I'm sort of always, I'm always working on different things. I'm, at the moment, one of the little jobs I've got, um, like a punk horror uh, anthology is coming out next year, and I've been sort of acting into writing something for it. And every time I sit down, I come up with an idea or you know, like a, a theme or something like that. I go, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty weird. That's pretty creepy. But it's literally. It happens to follow him. I can't keep up with reality. Do you know what I mean? Everything yeah, yeah. I come up with is happening like a week later. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Turns out you'd actually well, just read the story on the BBC on the news. Yeah. I mean, it's like The Walking Dead. You know, you, you, you're not really scared of the zombies anymore. You're scared of the people, people that are who yeah. in the world, right? I mean, it's it's just really, I, I don't I don't know I, I it's interesting being a parent you know and and you know and I'm sure went on here that has kids I mean you know Bordy I know your kids are much older but you still kind yes. of worry about it right oh, and you know I'm like my kid's only four and a half and he has to grow up with this weird shit going on and and <laughs> like people can't be cool I mean people were never cool there's always fucked up things going yeah. on but this is like a whole nother well, level. Yeah. The reality of it, and I realize this when I talk to kind of like vaguely, you know, left lefty neighbors or what have you, they seem surprised. Like, you know, when we were drawn to the, you know, this sort of music or these kind of like alternative viewpoints, if you like, it's largely because we realize that mainstream shit fucking sucks for the most part. The politics sucks. People who are in charge suck, cops suck, all that stuff is, is hopeless. And that's why you, you know, you rebel against it as a, as a youngster and, you know, sort of colors your path through life if you are but when i find myself talking to you know my neighbor across the street and they, they were sort of grumbling and saying oh, i can't believe people are like this and i was like really really you can't it was like fucking it makes complete sense to me. Do you know what I mean? this this ain't new this is just allowed people to like reveal their true color you, you know what i mean 
reveal yeah. their true form. If you, I know it sounds a bit that, dramatic. Just an excuse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like V. It's V. The rubber mask came off, yeah. and it's all a bunch of lizard people underneath. You know, like the analogy, Rob. Fucking hell, V. Damn. There is, yeah, a, I mean, there is like a frightening like willingness of people at the moment, though. Like, like uh, beyond anything I think I've ever seen in my life, like my short life, anyway. Like, you're a short just, life. What are you, twelve? <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, I'm in comparison, I'm, blue yeah, over here. I'm pretty short. I'm pretty young. Um, <laughs> like. It's, a, it's like a willingness to just ignore reason and the, like facts and truth because it, there's a, like a, a, a narrative and undercurrent there that that marries up with what they want, which is typically just something incredibly selfish, like not wearing a mask, something simple like that. Not like, you know, human liberties or anything like that, just real basic bit shit. My mate Tim said this the other day. He was like, people have now gone to that point where they can say what they want in it, on the internet without getting punched in the mouth in real life it's it's it's, it's what's been plaguing hardcore for years but it's now just like <laughs> do you know like the mainstream. Life, yeah. yeah wait until you yeah. try and get a job in like fucking five years time and someone bullshit drags all that shit timeline on facebook yeah yeah totally i don't know man it's it's, um, it's definitely definitely weird times anyway um should we move on to like a more a more happy topic or i don't know <laughs> we're talking about misery of <laughs> life don't i <laughs> Music. What music have you listen to, Rob? Anything that anything that we should uh, know about? Let's see. I, I mean, stuff that I really liked this year was obviously the rated XLP was fucking outrageous. That so fucking good. Um, the the Nothing album, the new Nothing album, Great Dismal is fantastic. Um, I haven't heard that. Is it good? I, I, that's uh, that's Nicky Horror Show's band, right? Yeah, Nicky from Horror Show's band, Nothing. Yeah, the new album, Great Dismal. Fucking great. Um, huh. Here you go. Um, West Side Gun, that hip hop artist, really good stuff. Uh, Zarface, Chubby and the Gang. Um, what else came Oh, your favorite, this? Mark. <laughs> I love like Chubby it. and the Gang. I was waiting for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get off of that subject quick. Have you, have you heard the Rat Cage? Do you know that band? Oh, yeah. 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 Rat Cage is great. New Rat Cage um, album. Brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. The Retaliate LP is really good. Um, yeah. Just fucking harsh, hardcore, really yes. good stuff. Um, yeah, the Take Offense LP was really good, kind of crossover, agnostic front type hardcore. It came out. Yeah, earlier in the year it came out. I think it came out tail end of last year, early this year. Yeah. Um, like that band Fuming Mouth. They're, they're a band I that. like at the moment. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's horrible. It's really good. I like that. And I had this new demo today by a band called uh, Pariah with two eyes, um, <laughs> swallowed by fog, it's called. I think it's people from like um, Void of Faith or Monster X and things like that. You know, those kind of power violence. Yeah, but it's, it's just it's just gnarly. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, so yeah, Pariah, listen to that if you can. Uh, what else did I hear that I like? They dreads. How many dreads have they got between them? One. I don't one. know. I can't tell. I think they're like those kind one of you know, grown up crusty guys. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a late bloom crusty, you see. So I've come oh, in. Oh, I've, yeah, yeah. I've escaped um, dread pubes. The, 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 the Nate I met in 1995 will be ashamed right now. I'm appalled at myself, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Here's what it is. Here's my, here's my reasoning. It's because I've not seen you. It's basically your fault because I haven't seen you for like a year. You haven't been able to like step in and say, well, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm off on these kind of tangents. And sometimes you encourage me down because you think it'll be funny and there'll be a return for you in the long run. 
on this occasion, you failed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here, here I am. Look, look at me. I'm out in the wilderness listening to Extinction of Mankind and, you know, <laughs> you know saving the one in 12 club. I mean, come on. Where, where, where were you? This is all your fault, basically. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're shit, mate. Sort yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> You're knitting yourself fucking pants out of uh, tinsel or whatever. <laughs> in, before this rumor takes hold, I haven't gone down that line at all. I've just started listening. I, I think it's because I've been a bit bored and I've just been listening to loads more music than I probably would have done when I didn't have as much time on my hands. So I've been um, exploring DB a lot. DB Nate, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what, exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm excited for this new period of my life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> can't commit fully though, because I'm, I'm kind of like you know, I'm too clean cut. Even even when I'm looking scummy, I, I, I can't. My hair's too thin for dreadlocks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll say that. Rob, Rob, yeah. I've got to ask: Did you ever go for a crusty phase? Uh, uh, yeah, but I never dressed the part. I, mean, I just always liked the music. Fair you know, fair enough. It's yeah. good. Hey, the bass sound. Can you hold on for one second? I don't know if I'm muted or not. Give me one sec. I gotta go. I gotta go help my kid. Give me one sec. Hold on, I'll be right back. I don't know what it is. I've just got really into it all of a sudden. It's it's quite peculiar and and very. I I feel like I'm an accidental crusty. It's really weird. Think about it though. If you think about bands like Gehenna and like. Mm. Really like inside front stuff. That is crusty as well, kind of. It is, isn't it? I think that's where I was it's going. And stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, and I've been listening to a lot of that lately. Like, um, I think it's because I like the sound of those things. Before, I never really explored it further because I was like, I think stepping fully into that world was too far away. Because Ge- Gehenna and Catharsis were, were still kind of straight edge bands, weren't they? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I never really took a step into the into the the dirt, but. Uh, <laughs> I've dipped my toe in now, and uh, and, and here we are. Well, to be fair, Rotten Hell got compared to Disfear all the time. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Like, that was like the biggest comparison I think we ever got, apart from obviously Integrity. Yeah. I was like, oh, you sound like Disfear. Which, you know, is no bad thing. I, I, don't, I don't know, really. I just think I, I've never really... I, I mean, I, I, I listen to Doom. Oh, oh shit. You've <laughs> <laughs> been hacked by a child. Hacked. Yeah. What? It was your kid shouting, I think. And I know, shout out. Yeah, he's uh, he he went to the restroom, and so um, yeah, I was uh, in there wiping an ass. <laughs> Live, on <the> Live on pod. Yeah, well, real life with Rob Moran. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real, real you want reality TV? There you go. That's that's what it is. I'm still. Uh, Speaking of wiping actors, I'm still decompressing from my. I've literally broken up from work now, so Friday was my last day. But Jesus Christ, that last week was. It's been some hell. It's been tough as. Do you know what I mean? It was. There was at one point I walked down a hallway because one kid was booting off big style, and it was just teachers scattered on the floor. You know when you see in like a like a video game, like an explosion goes off and like bodies fly everywhere. And yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm walking down the hall and it was just people slumped against on the floor. Like all the way down this hallway, I was like, "What's what's happened here?" And the, the child that you know committed these atrocities was like three foot high, and just <laughs> all souped up on like monster energy drinks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. So it, 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 people just you know got a thousand yard stairs. It was like Nam. I don't know. It's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, people are burnt out. Man. <laughs> you know, without making it, you know, too uh, you know, about me or what have you. That. It's just interesting to walk through. Like this term is really long anyway. Like it's seven, it's seven weeks, which is quite long for a term. But given the kind of circumstances, what we're working with, and all the 
kind of new conditions and our rules and bubbles and everything else and everything's booting off like loads of people are off do you know what I mean like their mental health is bad like yeah yeah, yeah. people aren't showing up and stuff and it just becomes less and less of you so it's literally just like it feels like you're in a war it, that's the only way I can describe yeah. it but obviously that's no slight to anyone has been an actual war but it just really felt like you were up against it all the time so I'm, I'm quite enjoying my, uh, my, my quiet time so <laughs> are you still baking bread oh, I gave up on that but the, the, the starter went moldy good though yeah, I liked it when it was going on you're into that, weren't you? Do you had some, didn't you? I made you a little bit of that bread. Yeah, we, had, yeah, yeah. we had uh, we had came on for chili. Did oh, that was good. Yeah, that was a, that was a decent plate. That was um, a podcast that's never going to come out. Yeah, <laughs> was that the last time we did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. You just got a free feed there. I mean, none of, that was yeah, that was complicated. We won't we won't touch on that too much. But yeah. <laughs> 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 Rob, have you been involved in any any gaming uh, over this uh, strange time, or is that completely out the window for you? Um, kind of, kind of out the window, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, we tried to get some stuff going with the D and D crew, but there's just uh, unfortunate infighting going on, so it just ain't oh, gonna. God, no, yeah, no. What, what's going on? What's going on? I I don't know. It's just yeah. That's the answer. That's the answer. I'm, I'm not allowed to comment. I have no comment. <laughs> no, it's just drama with people. You know, it is what it is. But it, it, I would say it's not anything horrible. And we'll get to gaming eventually. But I, honestly, I've been uh, I've, I've introduced my kid to the world of Dungeons and Dragons. So we've been playing like regular board games, but using the D and D dice to move around the board. So now he's like learning. He knows every single die. Now the difference between a yeah, four and a you 20. You have to make up your own story. <laughs> Hear that? He just said in D and D, you have to make up your own stories. Yeah. <laughs> he us talking. He knows. He already has a better grip on the, the actual concepts of D and D than most 30 year olds. <laughs> Certainly anyone running this podcast. You can probably teach us. <laughs> yeah. So but I've been, I've been having fun just like my wife and I play board games with them all the time like just really getting him into reading and gaming and and then yeah. um you know just basic games and um but then i introduced him to the old D D cartoon from the 80s and we watched them oh, he was yes. blown away by it and then did you know that there's a fan made episode that someone closed out the whole storyline someone made a it's kind of shoddy it was made probably like 10 years ago on some hacked ass software or something but but someone made an ending for the whole series and we found oh, it a, oh god there was a last episode written because they had this that the the script for it was up line um because like, it, it got kind of canned didn't it It got canned like right yeah. before it. um i'd be curious to see that rob actually you'll have to is it was it on youtube or something yeah youtube and the episode's called uh requiem and it's like about 35 minute episode and you know the voices are hokey because it's fan made so people are kind of doing it themselves but they tie it up kind of nicely actually and um what was interesting and i I think they use some gi joe faces to like superimpose people and stuff (laughs) (laughs) it's a little hokey even my kid was like these aren't the same voices or why does venger look like that like he was saying stuff like it was kind of interesting but I don't know. That's been kind of fun is like introducing him to like board games and the concept of the dice. And, and, you know, I think when he's like five or six, I'll actually try to play a game with him. So, but I don't know when, when things loosen up, hopefully, you know, get back to playing, you know, um, Warhammer and 
and wild in the streets with Chris. And, you know, I I see Chris and talk to him all the time. We just haven't been able to play games, you know, doing some, hasn't he been doing a load of, of work on wild in the streets? Isn't he? I noticed that uh, last time I I checked in on Facebook that he'd like, is it the version 2.0 or something? He seems to be doing a lot of work with like new stats and things like that. That's a lot. Yeah, he's working on some new, uh, you know, new units, and he's got a couple of new sculpts coming, and yeah, it's a couple of different rules down the pike. But yeah, he's he's work, still work, actively working on the game. So lads, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Someone was asking me about that Danzig story. I think that was. They, I can't remember. It was, but someone was quizzing me about that. <laughs> Danzig's got a bald spot. No, I'll tell you what, it was Chad. It came up because I said that we did, this is a little while back, I said we'd interviewed you, uh, interviewed Rob on here, and he was telling some stories, and the first thing he said was like, Danzig's bald spot or something like that. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was real. Chad was there when it happened. It was all, it was real. (laughs) I love how these things just like become like kind of the the common coin. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like everyone knows. It's fucking great. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, DBS, Dancing's Bald Spot. It's my new band. <laughs> DBS. DBS, yeah. It's funny. How are you all doing? Like, I've been talking about me, but what about you all? I mean, how are things and, like, work and family, and how are you all dealing with this over there? I mean, I've finished well. I finished work this afternoon, so... I had a six and a half hour conference call today. Oh, that sounds awful, mate. Can you, do you have to be on Zoom or can you just turn it off and listen to the sound? No, no, you have to. You're on the full thing. That's what we do at work when they have like the team meetings in the morning. I just turn off the camera and like read a book. <laughs> you know, so I'm present, but not really. Good night, man. That's it. That's it now. Finish till January. So you're not sick anymore. No, I'm all better now. I've got 5G or whatever it is that you get when you have COVID. <laughs> true, to, true to form, Mark. Mark being one of the most positive people I know, also one of the most COVID positive people I've met. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 In a bad way, you not get any superpowers or anything. What happens from COVID? You just get like a really bad cold and just be hungry. Yeah, just you just feel that tired all the time. Couldn't get any Intern- dinner. Did you turn orange. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turned orange. <laughs> yeah, Always. What happened was you got really sad because no one would deliver to the fucking farmyard where you were oh, living. Mate, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was just like, you see, he's on, he's on our group chat, chat Rob, and he's gone about, yeah, how he can't get any dinner, and all he's eating is like pot noodles and baked beans on this little. Yeah, it's just wheat of with hot milk. That's all I have. Wheat of with hot milk, and I says, why don't you just order some food? And he's like, oh, I live in, I live on a farm. <laughs> like, no, no, no one will come. Like, it's like fucking. <laughs> werewolf in London or something like that, straight from the farm. And then he's let up this way. Where's the farmer? <laughs> he's the farmer and his wife. Like Bordy in his like nightgown creeping around this yeah. place. <laughs> it's a candlestick. <laughs> like wee willy winky running around. <laughs> <laughs> looking, for snacks, looking for snacks in the farmer's cupboard like a fucking... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only place that does just eat is a chippy and the minimum order is 25 quid oh, 25 quid's worth of stuff with a chippy I bet you could though mate in your prime that would not have been a problem for you uh, but not now especially post-covid oh. 
<laughs> Fuck me. Oh, like. I love the idea of you on a farm just creeping around looking for looking for little dry <laughs> snacks, a little <laughs> some milk for your wheat mix. Oh. <laughs> Was it was it was it a real farm or was it just a yeah. farmhouse? <laughs> like well, you couldn't even really find like veggies in the ground or anything to eat snack on. <laughs> He's rooting around, milking <laughs> cows out in the barn. Straight <laughs> into his William Big Spoil. Like, so warm. So warm. Coming out warm. Oh my god. There's some chickens, but we've got an electric fence around them. Electric fence. Um, obviously, one thing that um come out since uh, all COVID stuff is uh, season two of Mandalorian. Have you watched it, Rob? I have, but I've been pacing myself. I've only seen the first three episodes. Uh, but, I, but, I'm, but I'm loving it. Well, because the thing is, is that with COVID, I don't know when they're going to film again. So I'm like, I want to enjoy this because there might not be anything for a while. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Fair enough. Making it last, isn't it? Fair enough. Yeah. Making it last, I'm yeah. yeah. I couldn't help it. I'm a, I'm a binger. Do you know what I mean? I'm like okay. all I'm like Bordy in the farmer's kitchen, cramming Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm a lover, not a fucker. I'm good, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm working. How's Bob and life? Bobbin's good, mate. Yeah, yeah. I stopped hiding, um, Bob. So I don't think you're in the chat. Um, Nate, on the um, Call of Duty Warzone chat. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of Call of Duty Call of Duty chat. Warzone chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And... Um, <laughs> I'd gone to the shop to, <laughs> some, uh, to get some treats and stuff like that for me and Ange. And then well, I actually bought myself a little pack of bourbons, hid them down the side of the sofa, my side of the sofa, which she never goes. But of course, on that day, when like that? she knew, went down there, found them, took them off me, wouldn't let me have them, limited me to two. <laughs> Why is she limiting you? Because she says I'll get diabetes. Which, I mean... Give, present company included. I mean, that's fair, isn't it? Like, Bordy got ca caught diabetes from eating too many bourbons. Caught diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. you know I mean, there's there's a warning here. Bordy, at one point, you were, you were trying to reverse your diabetes, Bordy. How did that go? Not very well, mate, I'll be honest. No. You just got, <laughs> they've got double, double diabetes. Yeah, yeah. So, so rather it, it going down, it went. It's like diabetes wrapped in bacon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what an American would do. They'd be like, you call this diabetes? Yeah. Like, you watch this and then like bathe in lard. Like, <laughs> in cheese. That's what it needs. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Try yeah. it. Okay, type two. Now I've got type four. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I want to, is it a bit like um, in, uh, oh, what's that fucking thing called? Oh, I've blown this now. What's the rock band thing called? Spinal tap. I feel like you've got the spinal tap of diabetes. Well, like everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone else goes up to two, but yours goes up to four. That'd yeah, be, eleven. Uh, why do you just? <laughs> why do you make? Why do you make type two more serious? Yeah, <laughs> this one goes up to type four. <laughs> can you reverse diabetes? I'm like, this has got nothing to do with anything. But like, I'm curious. Like, oh, can you turn? Can you turn it around or not? That's it. Yeah, in theory, you can. Yeah, if you, you, can, get, you can. Yeah, get your blood sugar down far enough. Yeah, interesting. Interest in that, or I'm that interested in it. I'm eating a full sore into myself. Maybe you're munching away on something. Butter on there as well, I presume, Mark. I've just eaten it straight out of the packet. Tear a bit. Oh, off. raw dog. Absolutely yeah. raw dog in it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you not just put butter on the top of it if you eat the whole. I got, you. I got you butter. Covid, mate. Why don't you just get the whole pack and get a whole pack of low pack? 
just put it, it on the top. Just get a spoon and eat the eat the, eat the lower pack out the tub. Oh God! In like you're dipping a bit of bread to hummus. <laughs> Punk rock style. Um, yeah, I don't think I've got any any other news to be honest about um, my work or anything like that. It was just horrendous for for weeks. Um, yeah. I'm not, and now I'm not there, and that's really good. But I'm happy in my house. Yeah. That's fine. I don't plan. I don't plan on leaving it for two weeks. Why well, doing a pod without Frank on it? I don't like doing it. Make him back. Yeah, Frank. Cut. <laughs> Sleeping ass. So just winter, winter would have barked for you. Winter would have just. She'd be on the mic. You know what I mean? Her feet would yeah. just be slurping water out of a bowl. This loser doesn't do anything. Do you know what I mean? It's been out for kind of about his mates. I'll tell you what. Right, he's so embarrassing. We when I take him out for a walk of an evening, he makes me stop. When I see people coming, I because you know me, I'm not friend, I'm not a friendly man, so I'll purposely go out of my way to avoid talking to people. But this dick drags me into social situations all the time, and I detest him for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I told you about the time he, he pulled me. There was like a load of scowls on the corner, up to no good, and he just bowls, pulls me right up to him and sits in the middle of him. Wearing like those jackets, you know, with the with like you know, hoolie jackets with the eye holes in the yeah, 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 yeah. Stood there like Dan Sant jacket, Sant jacket, Dan Sant, which is goalkeeper jacket. he's got little, he's got little target reptiles he wears where he plays five side football so he can save the goals on his little in his little hoodie goggles. Frank pulled me into a, a big gang of Dan Sants and um <laughs> Oh god. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Did he throw you in a bath? <laughs> Maybe gonna have a really long bath <laughs> and, then, and show pictures of himself in different clothes. <laughs> 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 Fucking love that. What champion. Oh, I love it. We can say so uh, he's, he's on the, he's he's one of the guests, isn't he, Mark? He's coming on in about half ten, yeah. So he's hours yeah. away. Oh, half ten, that feels so far away. You know what else is really good? A band from the UK called Necra. Uh, mail ordered that seven inch Necra. It's sick. Check them out. Yeah, they have a seven inch called Royal Disruptor. It popped into my head. That was one of the things I was trying to think of. Uh, one of the other bands when you were mentioning Rat Cage, but yeah, sick. Check it out. Right. right. I was just trying to change the subject from Dan Sant as well. This is about me no, right now. Skillfully done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I haven't really got anything. Actually, Dan, uh, Rob, I'm going to send you... Um, can I send stuff to your shop? Yeah. Because I've, I've done my new zine, and I figured I'd send a couple your way. Maybe you can uh, stick them in your magazine rack or something. Well, we can... Yeah, we can give them out to... Like, out stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely send them over. I will do that. Cool. Okay. What else is on the list, Nathan B? I, I, I gave you the list. Well, so you, you, are we doing 10 minutes? I thought we were doing 10 minute segments with, with guests. Rob, haven't you got anything else to do, mate? Just get off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Comes this in sucks. ten minutes and stays for like forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this fucking sucks. I was on here like <laughs> talking hardcore and wiping an ass, talking about Trump. Dan Danzig's bald spot came up again. Covered um, a lot of ground. I'll be honest with you. And I, Rob, I often think this. A lot of our other guests 
this is not a, a butt kiss at all. A lot of our guests fail to measure up to you because you said quite standard. But in a colourful life of vampirism and San Diego <laughs> and all this other cool, you're a man who's done a lot of interesting shit. So these other losers I, we get on, do you know what I mean? I struggle to fill 10 minutes with their drab lives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel I I feel privileged to be uh, bestowed such a a, a wonderful uh, title of of an, an undrab life and and I think I'm I'm made better by the by the company of this podcast for asking such great questions like <laughs> what am I what am I doing for COVID yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. and how and how is America. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> anyway, you brought strokes on this podcast, mate. I tell you what. I will say, in all honesty, I, I genuinely miss you guys. I, I wish, oh. you know, it, it sucked. I, I, I had plans to to come back to to the UK twice, actually during 2020 for for work again, and uh, oh. and was at least going to head up north one of those times. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm bummed. Definitely missed you guys. It's nice to kind of hear from you and and uh, and kind of oh. talk about the state of things. So. Um, I like yeah. it's been nice having you having you drop in and having Natty, you know. So it's uh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for for joining us and uh, bringing a bit of bringing a bit of uh, American color to this. Uh, <laughs> is that you saying here. American color because I'm Mexican and brown? Is that what this is about? Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to call out your privilege, Nate. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, thanks, uh, Rob. Appreciate it. Yes, Appreciate no, it, miss you guys very much. Hey, mate. Take care, man. All right. Bye. Take care, all. Bye. Now you can talk shit about me once I leave. Oh, we'd never get rid of him. Mando. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Are we not? Are we not? Have we not got a? Is it not anyone you would like to involve in this conversation? Are we just doing it us three? I think I think three of us can do it, and then if anyone comes in, they can chip in. But so, what we're saying? What did anyone think of season two? Season oh. one was fucking brilliant, wasn't it? Let's let's be honest. Top tier, mate. Season one season. must have got backache for carrying that franchise on its fucking shoulders. That's all oh, I was saying. Oh, you know I mean? Because everything apart from Rogue One has been a load of pony. Um, uh, good good moments here and there throughout the new, the new films, but certainly not a, not a patch on the kind of storytelling I was looking for. Then Mandalorian comes along out of nowhere, presenting a bunch of characters that we don't know about that aren't you know, aren't really established or anything, and just fucking knocks it out of the park and reminds you exactly why you liked Star Wars the first fucking time. Yeah, exactly. I like something that's struck me. Um, so obviously, we were all probably especially. Um, you two like very precious about Star Wars. Um, 
But even I guess more so maybe after the prequels came out. Yeah, he's, he's I, feel like, I feel that like because Disney's putting out so much stuff, like as it goes on, I actually just become I become less precious about it. And now because there's been the things that have really missed the mark, I kind of don't really care anymore. It's it's not you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's already been bastardized so much that if they release something that's, yeah, totally. that's great, if they release something that sucks, whatever, I'm past it now. You know, there's so much dog shit Star Wars stuff out there now that. I'm not really asked. I'm happy just to take the odd bit of good stuff and ignore the rest. Like another, if another film comes, I probably won't go and watch it. You know what I mean, it's just not. Depends. So depends on what it is. You know, if it's a, if it's a main film, I think I'll go see it. But I, I'm just. Not, you, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. If it's not, main, you know, I'll just. I'll, I haven't seen that last one. Uh, I've seen it. It's not very good. Um, now and now I feel I need to watch it because there's been some stuff in the Mandalorian that references. You know I mean. In. They tie in some cool bits and pieces, no doubt, um, to, to the overarching story. But all the stuff, all the stuff with his, with the, uh, you know, with um, the child's blood's all to do with Snoke, isn't it? Or Snoke or whatever he's uh, trying to resurrect uh, Palpatine and stuff. Exactly. That's that's where that leads into, and I, and I think that's a good touch. But I mean, those are really just storytelling flourishes. The way I look at it is, you should always been the same for me, even even with the originals. There's, there's certain characters I like. I'm not wholly invested in the overall sweep. By one character. So I, I tried to explain this the other day. When Empire Strikes Back came out, the thing that captured my attention most, that bit on the bridge with the bounty hunters. Now, that was yeah. what? That's like a, a, a four minute scene, okay, with characters that have no lines. That one one scene, line. Or one line, yeah. That one scene alone tells you more about the Star Wars universe, pretty much anything that led, led up to that point. It's not just yeah. guys and bad guys. Who are these people? How are they earning a the crust? Where the fuck are they from? Why are they all different? Do you know what I mean? Well, you just see suddenly it just makes the, the universe that much bigger, and you realize that there's loads of other little stories going on. It's not just not everyone's just focused on this intergalactic war, if you like. It's just that that scene covers a lot of ground but by doing very little. Did you know what I mean? Yeah, why is there a fellow who looks like Mr. Bump? Why is Mr. Bump there? Why is there a bug man robot and a bug man hanging around together? Hey, I thought about this. I watched that part the other day because I made the kids at school watch it, right? We had like we had like a bit of free time and I was like, what do you all want to watch? And they were like, oh, let's watch Nightmare Before Christmas. And I was like, fuck that. We're watching Empire Strikes Back. And I, down and I made them watch this. And I said, this this movie is hugely important and you all need to understand this. And now what the fuck was going on? But I'm sitting there like so, you know, sobbing or whatever through it. And um yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with this. I got, I've been sidetracked. Um, <laughs> I remember I had, I had some fucking huge point to make here, but it's 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 gone. Forget it. Move on. Um, just, they've just nailed the feel, haven't they? That's the thing. So yeah. they've made, they made it like like bonanza in space. You know what I mean? It's like fucking bonanza in space. How good's that? Shots are all there. Like the thing that you like you like about Empire and Star, like particularly Star Wars, is that like it's fucked up and beaten and you know it's, it's, this is a universe that's it, it, it is working it's not all yeah. it's people making do and getting by in that respect it's no different than that's why it becomes identifiable to our own sort of thing you know these are just people who are just this this poor cunt's like I don't know, farming moisture in a desert that sounds like a shit yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what i mean it's, shit, <laughs> that's a shit job he's and you know what i mean he's just trying to all he wants to do is get out of his shit town and go and fly about the universe but sorry mate you've got to get a harvest in this year that's real life shit. Do you know what I mean? That's like your Warhammer Fantasy roleplay style. I think that what they've done with the Mandalorian is they've they've homed in on that that thing. You know what I'm saying they've yeah. homed in on that element where it's just like it's it's small people getting dragged into things beyond their. Oh, that the, the Mandalorian Din Djarin, he's he's quite happy earning his crust. Do you know what I mean? Up until the, the point we meet him, he's he's, he's doing all right. 
You know what I mean? He's making yeah. ends bobbing about. Um, sudden, you know, this one particular thing changes his entire, uh, you know, his whole tra- trajectory. And, and also him as a human being. Do you know what I mean? He suddenly yeah, becomes, totally. no one's born political, are they? You know I'm saying? Yeah, totally. You only become politicized by the things that happen to you or the things you experience. You know, no, no one's born in the desert thinking they want to smash America. No, they're, you know, someone drops a bomb on their fucking hut and all of a sudden it's like, hey, fuck you. I'm coming for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's exactly the same with this with Ginger in there. He's all of a sudden he's entrusted with this thing that is he's responsible for. And all of a sudden his world doesn't revolve around him anymore. He has responsibility. And I suppose in some ways that's like becoming a father or you, you or you do you know what I mean? You basically have something else you've got to take care of. It means you're not the most important thing in your life. Anyway, Owen's here. Fucking the Darth Vader is, are we? <laughs> That's my mic, guys. Is it all right? Yeah, it's quite lovely. Yeah, it's pretty clear, mate. Yeah, yeah. It sounds oh, like sure. uh, when you're playing in college, you was on that. Well, yeah, I, ju- I just ran up the stairs with the room to go because I was like, oh, if I got a microphone I can use for this, oh, if only I'd know when I was in work last week. If only, you know, I had something. I remembered that, like, every fucking day this year when I play Call of Duty, I've done so with a headset and a microphone. So I was like, <laughs> it, it took me all day to process that knowledge. So that's where my mind's at at the moment. I thought you had a stair lift. Um, <laughs> no, so I need to go to the top floor. No, no, no. Like, that's so I need to go very upstairs to the converted attic and everything, which also doubles as my storeroom for all my... Um, Plastic boxes still sealed and everything, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark style. Is it your, I imagine your your top floor is like Warehouse Thirteen or something. Uh, you should see the way the the beams are bowing up there, mate. It's oh god. What I'd be well, worried I'm, about is um any any of the. In, in um, the new Doctor Who, Nate, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but in the new Doctor Who, didn't they let Daleks fly upstairs anyway? You need to fuck off with that talk. I got a pop fact for you. The guy you already know, Sporty, because I told you. But the guy who did the voice for uh, Zippy and um, uh, George in Rainbow is also the same person who did the voice of the Daleks in the television show of Doctor Who. Who? Doctor Who. That's right. That is amazing. Tune in next week for more useless fucking trivia. (laughs) Did you know that the guy who does Alexander the Meerkat was also the Geordie bloke in um, Iron Man and Partridge? Michael really? the caretaker. Yeah, I, look, I saw it the other day on the Wikipedia, and I was like, "Wow, that's an interesting bit of voice facts." And I thought I'd bring it into the conversation. So you did so very well. It's you're a natural on this show, Owen. I Absolutely. think so. Apart from the fact I use the phrase "voice facts," which I don't think is a real thing, <laughs> but we'll roll with it. So that make you feel better. Yeah. yeah. Related to anything, have any of you seen that film, Sucker Punch? No, it, that's the one by um. Oh fuck, that that guy's doing the justice. Zack Snyder, isn't it? It's on Netflix. I had a little. I was literally just scrolling through yesterday. I oh, watched that. Whatever. It is quite possibly the worst thing I've ever clapped my eyes upon. Like garbage. <laughs> it was like a two-hour-long uh, uh, aftershave advert. When you watch an aftershave advert, and it's shits on fire. Then there's a cunt walking around with his um. Dragonfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah on his back and suddenly Kanye West is playing at deafening volume or whatever. It was like that. None of it made any sense. It was a load of juxtaposed images that were just complete toss that cost 82 million. 82 million. That's a joke, uh, he's it? making an Justice League, isn't it? Well, he's remaking the Justice League, isn't oh. he? So I'm sure it's going to be a big success. They keep throwing money at this geezer though, don't he? So I mean... You see, he was in charge of the whole DC franchise, wasn't he? Like he was like the, yeah. you know, um, oh. Kathleen Kennedy of it. 
but then his daughter topped herself, and um, that's why he, he pulled out. Yeah, eight Jesus. kids. I googled him last night. Um, Not you've done your research yeah. today, Nate. You really have. <laughs> I've just steered the conversation because he, he just kept typing in sucker punch and then clicking on images. <laughs> What's coming up? <laughs> A load, of, a load of girls in like fucking schoolgirl outfit with massive. It's honestly, we're watching it and we're Man. like, this is. It's like like one minute there's fighting. It's like Stephen made a film, huh? In it, it's like Stephen made a film. Yeah, exactly, it's almost like a manga. Like some little manga nerds like gone. Here's eighty-two million. I'm, I'm, li- I'm right here, man. I'm right here. <laughs> right. I didn't want to say I'll wait, but like you know, people like I'll wait. Um, I'm just yeah. like, here's eighty-two million. Basically, make uh, some noncy film that about everything you like. There's one bit where, the, first of all, that she gets the things that are like from Justice League. You know, like rain. All the rain. You know, where the rain slows down and it, the, the light hits the rain, and they look up and they're like, "Oh, it's like the crow." You know that. Um, there's yeah. that. Um, she gets put in a nut house, and then when she's in the nut house, she suddenly becomes a stripper, and then the strippers team up and fight the Nazis, um, and then uh, somehow they get teleported onto a train and fight a load of orcs. And then she cuts the dragon's head off. And when she cuts his head off, he and the Stooges comes blasting out of his mouth. I, I don't understand any of it. I'm just like... No, but it sounds all right. I mean, what I'm describing, it sounds, lot, it sounds cool. I don't really know what my problem is, but... Yeah. Maybe it's you, you know. Maybe you're the problem. And the problem oh. is... Well, we've been, we've been through this a few times. We've been through this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everyone else's the problem, isn't it? Mm. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, you're all used to it. Uh, Owen, what, any, um, anyone out there who doesn't know, uh, Owen, who's, who's on, the, on the call there now, is hi, the guy. If you've ever bought anything from Dungeon Punks or Korama, he's already posted it to you. The person who has posted it. Your money. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just love the post office and any excuse to go there, to be honest. Like, I know all the tricks of the trade, making sure everything goes through last letter and everything, you know. I've got a stack of CN22 stickers here ready to go. I don't have to do them in the post office. I've even got a drop and go account now, so I can just like take the stuff in there, leave it there. Oh, it's brilliant, like, you know, and they'll just do it for me. I mean, I imagine they feel sorry for you when you walk through the door and eyes, oh, little guy again. Come here, little guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, what were you posting? Oh, yeah, Anything yeah, in there? Yeah, oh, no, I'm just posting oh. some t shirts and some dice, you know. All right, some dice. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, and yeah, he's, he's the master of supplies and stores. That's, uh, that's his job. And here he is joining us. Is this your first time on this podcast, Owen? Yeah, long time listener, first time caller, you know. So, uh... <laughs> Why isn't Gross Point Blank on Netflix? Like, uh, honestly, like, uh, it really grinds my gears. It's a great movie, isn't it? It is a great it's movie, but it's never on anything. So, unusual. I'm I'm my head. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Love it. Benny the Jet. Uh, but he rolls up at the dance and, like, Faith No More's playing and stuff. It's cool. I feel like um, John Cusack, is, he made a lot of cool films, didn't he? He's kind of gone off the boil. Yeah, but he's not been, has he been there, I think, recently? Did he get cancelled or something? He get cancer? Cancelled. 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 Uh, okay. As in lots of our times. I don't think he's done anything too bad. The last thing I can actually remember him being in was Con Air, to be honest. But I mean, I'm sure things have changed. That, that was like 25 years ago, so <laughs> he's probably done something since. But yeah. I can't no, think of anything. Yeah, I must have been. I think he's gone. One, I think he's gone down a route of one of those actors that just suddenly starts doing sort of yeah. really character uh, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's another one. Do you know what I mean? People that had their moment in the sun, then all of a sudden they're doing the voiceover of a of an owl in like uh, Flight of the Guardians or something is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> they drop off hard. Owen, we were just talking about the Mandalorian. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's all right. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is it? But like, yeah, no, no, it's no Torchwood. No, it's um, I thought I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. Like it was um, like genuinely, you, you know, like he's put the way he's done it in, say, like Rebels, which I also watched, and Clone Wars. He like um, I cannot think of the guy's name. Um, what's the guy who's uh, Dave Filoni? You know, like he's obviously gone, he knows the background of it probably better than anyone since George Lucas. And he knows how to like delve into that. He knows what bits are interesting, like in the Clone Wars, when he took it to like, you know, having this thing for Mandalore. It's like, yeah, that's something that like kids will enjoy, but also like adults who, you know, watch the original Star Wars trilogy, but like, yeah, I want to see more Mandalorians. That's fucking cool and everything. And this has just given him a greater outlet. They've obviously given him like a bit of free range to do all this stuff. And they're just referencing like everything, but not in a way that would like alienate anyone who hasn't seen any of that. Same Um, the other day where you get something you could watch. Uh, So a colleague at work was saying, you know, do I need to have watched all the other films? I was like, no, not at all. You might get get a bit more. Kind of like, oh, that's and on cool. top of that, they, they they can do different tones in it. Like you can have like the episode where it's a bit more comedy. You've got, you know, like the kids, uh, the child stealing um, biscuits in the fucking school and everything. You think that's kind of funny. But then he had like the episode with the shocker in it. And it's like um, watching, you know, like a Kurosawa film. Like, you know, it's really okay. bleak yeah. looking, really atmospheric, really dark feeling and everything like really um yeah there's just like a load of atmosphere there and they could just do that from episode to episode and it doesn't feel like it's you know like the tone's switching up or anything you know we you know in a way that would be like jarring in some other things i feel that the second series is is being stronger than the first because i feel that like it's still got that each episode is its own little thing yeah but it feels like like that's part of like a bigger thing whereas the first series i, I love the first series but like a couple of the episodes almost felt like they were like like YouTube shots or something. They could have you been know, like I, a Doctor Who TV episode, you know. It didn't feel like it was linked in styles. I totally get what you mean. Yeah, I don't um, know what Doctor Who thing means, but but, no. like, but um, yeah, I feel I feel like this one. It, I like the fact that it ties into a like a, a bigger arc a little bit more. Um, yeah, because obviously, as soon as like the last episode dropped, people were complaining on the internet saying, "Oh, I can't believe that they've linked it into the bigger thing." That that you know, are we allowed to spoil it? I guess we are. Like you know, Luke's yeah, turn yeah. up and everything. <laughs> And, um, yeah, people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah, they've ruined it. They've taken it away from being this thing. But, like, they did another – they did loads of other episodes that weren't that, and they'll do loads of episodes that weren't that going forward. And it's okay to kind of do these bigger things that link it into the wider universe, but still keep it focused on the main story and everything. And I think they've done it quite well. I don't think that took anything away from what they built. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like – I was surprised. I'll tell you what, I was surprised – I kind of saw that one coming, although I, I, I thought it'd either be Luke or Ezra who showed up. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all it is. And at the end of the day, Ezra to the like general populace requires too much explanation. Just this random Jedi, and you also you've got to show like the kid is going to be safe. He's going somewhere trusted because if he's you know the the, the Mandalorian is not going to let him just go to like any other old cunt that turns up. It's got to be yeah. someone who's like you know like clearly you know it makes sense for him to go with yeah, yeah, yeah. and who's going to pull him away from his father who's the only person who could do that it's got to be luke but i mean you know and the only thing stopping you from believing that was the fact that that doesn't seem possible without recasting him but 
Exactly. And I mean, I was thinking about this when uh, so you, you know, you're watching it and you think what the, what the potential are. Because, you know, you look at all the little kind of you know, MacGuffins or whatever in each episode. And I, yeah. they said, oh, this, this will shout out to anyone in the Force who's passing by or whatever. And I thought, right. Yeah, yeah. The only Jedi's who are kicking about are eight Ahsoka. We've already seen her. Um, yeah. Ezra is like, no one would really know him. And like you say, Luke's a familiar figure. And also we know that in those ones that came later, that he did try and establish a Jedi Academy. That's what that's what yeah. in post Return of the Jedi. So it, all, it was it was inevitable, really. But I thought they handled it in such a in such a cool way. Like, I, 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 did anyone here in this conversation not jump off their fucking couch when that when that even when the lightsaber popped green or when the it's before that is but when when um, I was watching with Shona, my partner, and as soon as they said a lone X-wing, I was, yeah, exactly. I just literally shouted, "Oh my god!" And Shona was like, "What?" And I just sat there silently, like I was like, "I cannot say anything else." Because I know yeah. Yeah, who else is going to be turning up in a in like a re- rebellion painted X wing in that? Who else flies that around? And, and, the, and the good thing is, like, because like I, I know this series had like a little bit of Jedi involvement because it's a Star Wars thing, which isn't like rammed full of Jedi stuff. It's it's cool to actually buzz for that stuff again. I think that's I think that's the thing it's done really well is like yeah like say in the um, last film and everything where they have like a billion star destroyers on the screen at once it just doesn't have any impact you don't look at that and think whoa I can't even imagine it it's just complete overkill whereas in this one it'll be like one or two TIE fighters appear and like oh my god it's a TIE fighter or like a single X-wing earlier in the series when it was those one or those two X-wings on patrol like holy shit an X-wing's shown up and it just has so much more impact when they do have those things in it whereas oh, like without, without the overkill of just like the um hollywood you know like let's just put a billion things on the screen at once no i agree i think it's there's just the cool touches i mean like it's like when slave one showed up in the boba fett episode i mean come on man i mean that's yeah, the slave yeah. is under the screen i like I almost fell off my couch i was like oh my god it's fucking slow you know what i mean and, and, and think yeah. about it we, we've seen more boba fett in two episodes of that show than we had in thirty forty thirty years prior or whatever you know what I'm saying or the four years when you know I thought it was kind of cool because Boba Fett is a difficult character to flesh out simply because he accomplished loads saying nothing like if you yeah. look at when he shows up in Empire like you know that Darth Vader who's essentially the baddest man kicking about you know that he kind of kind of respects Boba Fett and you think if he's cool with him what's this dude about yeah. do you know what I mean so, he's just an- he says nothing, you know, just his little nod or, you know, all those little things. So shout out Jeremy Bullock, rest in peace, because, like, he did a lot for an old crumbly white guy without actually doing much at all. Yeah. What we needed to see was, you know, certainly for viewers these days, it's not going to cut the mustard. You know, they, we need to see why exactly why this guy's a badass and then tipping up and breaking, breaking up stormtroopers with a gaffy stick in true form is uh, pretty pretty much sealed the deal as far as I'm concerned. Um, they didn't, they also, I, I honestly thought when Bobby showed up, they might uh, overuse him a little bit, but they didn't. They, they really kept him as a supporting They character. really dialed him back. Even, even like in that last episode when it was kind of like, yeah, it was like all the women together doing yeah. the big shit. Yeah, he, he was really like, like he was driving the car, man. Do you know what I mean? I thought. I, I cool. think that's a good thing, though. Like another thing that they yeah. don't do so much on it is they don't like overemphasize things. Like again, say like in the last Star Wars film, say like in the Marvel films, which I do enjoy, but like it's more toned down. It doesn't feel as shoved in your face like when 
they do do cool things like it's like oh we've just got a load of women here but it doesn't have to feel like we've got the all the women moment in like the fucking Avengers thing where it's just kind of like patronizing to the audience almost and maybe if you're like quite young you might feel into that but that's the thing it does feel like it's trying too hard and I think it does it very subtly a lot of those things and just shows like look we can we're including all these different people all these different cultures stuff and just doing it in a very you know like integrated way where it doesn't feel plot breaking or anything and I think that's really nice just out of myself as a bit of a sexist there to be honest so apologies for everyone but fucking pig you are but what I noticed I I didn't even notice until no let's see you know when that that last scene where they where they're taking the bridge and I was like oh shit it's it's just but it's just you know the ladies they're they're not counting on that you know some dude to come in and say they're handling this business like I thought the way they did um, the way the Mandalorians, like Bo Katan and the other one, they moved yeah. and that was fucking awesome. You know, when on that little that walkway or whatever, and they they sort of yeah, jumped they down. Come off the sides. Yeah, that was yeah. sick. Oh, and that's a, that's the thing. Like, obviously, Bo-Katan's got this whole history and everything, but they've not really addressed it in the Mandalorian. But it doesn't matter. Like, if you hadn't read like the backstory of a character from the Clone Wars, you wouldn't be like, "Who is this person?" It does. It, they haven't really delved into it. They haven't dumped a load of exposition on you about who she is, what the dark saber is, and everything. They just kind of been like, "Yeah, this is the thing she's interested in," and you just kind of roll with it. It's like, "Yeah, I can, you know, she's an ancient artifact. She wants it." Blah blah. blah. But they haven't gone into all that backstory they haven't like you know laid in it so again if you're a kid or if you're new to it like you said your friend was who hasn't seen all those films or hasn't watched all the casting series you're not going to be like i don't know who any of these people are i don't care and i think it does it really well that's definitely the, the i definitely i think that's their definitely their strongest suit you can watch those things and you can you can enjoy it for what it is it's an exciting enough story before that whole bit with luke was like it's like in rogue one fucking as far as i'm concerned it's more or less a flawless star wars film it's, it's second only to M. In my opinion, yeah, I agree. Any bit, Darth Vader ignites the lights, and it's like, oh, oh my oh, mate, god, that, that last scene where he walks through and just is those dudes right before the um, yeah, yeah, know, yeah the just... uh, blockade run. To me, that, that was the Luke Skywalker moment, and Bob in the Mandalorian was his, his yeah, version and it's just getting to see Luke at the height yeah. of his powers, isn't it? Yeah. Which you, you know, like as a yeah. computer yeah. Jedi, yeah. just like casually just destroying all these people, yeah, these robots, and everything. And again, crunches yeah, that was... robot on a horse, like he crunches that death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, crunches him like a tin can. It's fucking like what shout, a bad shout, shout out to when um, he does it to General Grievous, isn't it? Obi Wan. Yeah, I like Max like that. Loads of noise. I mean, I still love like any time the stormtroopers just blast them. I, I fucking love that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for popping in, Owain. Yeah, is that it? Do you want me to talk about anything I else, or have I done I okay? So I quit. All right, while I'm ahead. I just say, yeah, quit while you're ahead, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's for, I think that's for the best before I embarrass myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've already got voice, mate. Oh my god, it's Paolo's hacked. He's hacked in the. lovely voice. He's Hi, Paolo. Lovely voice. Give me strength, Paolo. I love you. I haven't spoke to you in a while, but I hope you're doing well, my friends. You too, mate. You too. Cool. I'll let you all get on. Lovely speech to you. Okay. He's now. Right, babe. Sick. Hey, Paolo. Have you put some coal in the computer? <laughs> oh, mate, I had a fucking nightmare starting it up. Kel Supreme. Yeah, did you, mate? Just bought 50p it. into it to get it started. <laughs> you couldn't get the cranking handle going. <laughs> you kidding? Right? Yeah, not bad, mate. You? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Right, I'll go, I'll go in. I'll go in then. Paola, right. What? Uh, okay, we said we're going to have some set questions, so let's, let's hit Paola with some... Uh, 
Here we go. I know. Okay, now. Paolo, what have you been? What have you been reading recently? I've been reading recently. Well, if you'd like to listen to the podcast Middle Earth Crisis, then you'll find out exactly what I've been reading. Um, what have you been reading? Your, um, your ste- I think your headphones have run out of. Um... Oh, for fuck's sake! Really? Oh, it's all, it's all right now. Yeah, it's going a bit weird. All right now. Got a bit excited for a minute there. Is it, is it back, in the, back in the room? Hear me now. Yeah, much better. Hey Shabba. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, yeah, you could listen to that podcast, or you could just, you know, talk on, you could actually talk now on the original per, per, uh, podcast you were employed to be on. Employed, standard. Um, yeah, I've been reading a, I'm in the middle of a war in a book. I, I don't really like it. Um, it's about the Bretonian Knights. I like it. The fucking, they're such a, like, they're the, the worst people ever. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, do I, it's like, literally like reading about the Conservative government. I, I I'd say, they're them. pretty good Tories, aren't they? So, you know. Sorry, mate? They're, they're pretty much, I mean, I was going to say to you, they're, they're pretty much Tories, aren't they? So, I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, it's fucking well, insane. That's one of the reasons I started doing a Bretonian army at one point, and um, uh, I, I liked the idea of it. I was like, oh, questing knights, I like the whole King Arthur uh, vibe. Then you read about them, and they're all like Duke de Lac, you, you know, some punts. No, mate, it's not for me. I can't I can't get down with that. I'll just feel the I've never read anything about them. I didn't realize that. Oh, don't bother yeah. me. I mean, like Nate said, the fucking you're buzzing like, yeah, we've got knights, we're questing, we're looking for the lady, proper Arthurian legend shit. And then you actually read about the way the 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 set, you know, the political situation is set up. Carry on, and it's fucking horrendous. It's literally like they are the upper class. Like, I think I'll be putting that one down. Absolutely. In the bin. I just don't want to read it. Blame you, mate. The Green Knight's cool. Green he's Knight's he's cool. like the Green Man, isn't he? Uh, he's cool. Hey, have you seen that trailer for that movie, The Green Knight? Oh, mate, it looks fucking mental. It looked wild. That. Yeah, sorry, yeah. completely unrelated, but it does look really cool. That in? Is it a good <laughs> film? Yeah, it's a quite, I think, I want to say it's produced, directed, but produced by a lot of the people who are bringing out stuff like your, your Midsummers and Hereditaries. It's not directed mm, by yeah. them. It's, it's, a folk yeah, horror vibe. Yeah, but it looks, yeah. it, Bordy, did you get like an Excalibur vibe off some of it? Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like how bleak and miserable it looks, like, but also really, a bit like that movie Black Death as well. It just had like some of those vibes in it from just what, from what I saw on a trailer. It looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, good shout. Yeah, I'll, I'll scan out that when I finish the pod. Like yeah, I'll link it to you. Uh, I'll let you have a look. It's uh, yeah, looks wicked. It over. So, what have you been thing that Paolo, one oh. thing that Paolo was reading the other week was um, it got me to read was a new William Gibson book. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. He's done, uh, yeah, oh. yeah he's, he's, done, he's done a couple of uh, a new books. Fucking really good. Like the set, Same, isn't like, it? modern day and in the future sort of thing. And, it's like, but it's like, um, got stuff about like Brexit and Trump and and shit like that in it as well. It's really weird. It's really good. As well, yeah, it's a massive environmental message in that as well. Yeah, yeah, all environmental. planet up. It's fucking all base is covered. I don't know what it's about. Do you? I've got it. I've got it now. Now, I've, now I've read. Now I've listened to the second one as well. I've got a. Uh, I've got a more right. thing about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's like yeah. new man, isn't it? You two will really love them. They're really good. Yeah, I'll check them out for sure, mate. Definitely. I'm interested in that. I'm always like uh, on the uh, Gibber for new bits and pieces. Although, having said that, did you? I, I sent you that uh, um, English heretic thing, didn't I, Paolo? Yeah, that looks. Is that what it's kind of about? Like ritual sites and, and like how it's affected the, the space tank stuff. Thing. It, okay, I don't know if you've ever read those um, American witchcraft books. I was really into them a few years back. It was like a trilogy of books called like a, it's a grimoire of American political witchcraft. And more or less, it's like mm-hmm. a narrative that sort of wanders through, you know, like kind of like uh, tumultuous events, if you like, whether it be uh, 
the Manson murders and, you know, JFK getting popped and all that, and kind of weaves together all the sort of characters that are a part of it to produce this sort of somewhat occult history of the Americas. Um, from what I can understand, the English heretic is like basically an English version of that. It takes in all these different sites and events and artists and, and, and like uh, Joel Peter Witkin is mentioned in there alongside like the Shell Grotto and Margate and it sort of weaves together this big sort of tapestry of uh, the peculiar of England if you like um, so it's Sounds very cool much Toby actually said, said about it to me you know Toby's um, in the game of Mark because I, I found yeah. it it's a really good it's a good really good little book um, store called Repeater Books um, and they more or less do found it through all these kind of like you know i look at a lot of these sort of like um sort of folky zines and things like that that interested me quite a lot lately and the front cover's somehow... got a bit of a folky vibe to it it's kind of like it's almost like a zine style as well isn't it the way it's been put together uh, loads of good stuff in i mean the artwork inside's really cool but there's a lot of Aiga, you might be interested in some of these things like the weird mate, I, I already looked earlier mate i'm gonna i'm gonna pick some up now i'm gonna get paid tomorrow mate well up my street Shout out to Hellbore, because, I mean, that is a fucking fantastic magazine. Um, I think this is it. Um, lockdown has provided me with a lot of opportunity just to have a little browse around and look at, catch up with a few things I'm interested in. And that Hellbore fanzine. Yeah. Really, really good. Like, it's yeah. put together, edited by... It's, they have, like, stuff in there where, like, I mean, I'll give you a couple of examples. Each issue is themed. So I think the first issue is about the old gods, if you like, like... um and your herns and all that, the horned god and all that sort of thing, an associated story. So they'll get a bunch of different people writing about those. Uh, there's a really great Alan Moore interview, for example. Ooh, so they drag nice. in these kind of sort of figures that we're all sort of familiar with who actually, it all, it all kind of makes sense, you know? Then there was um, a very short article about like folklore against sort of fascism and how the origins of folklore belong to the people. How it's, you know, the community story, you know, storytelling. And it was the one thing that like, uh, the, your higher ups or the priests couldn't dictate, you know, because it was it, it it belonged to likes of us. Do you know what I mean? So it was it, it was quite interesting drawing those sort of comparisons about how it's of the how it's of the land and of the people rather than of the uh, cool. the, the lauded higher classes and so on. Um, so that's really good. So there's a little element. It's basically ticks all the boxes of things I'm interested in. It's got like you know the, the pagan kind of stuff, but it's also got a little bit of little touch of politics in there, and also. You know, some yeah. culture in there. I'd recommend it to anyone. It's and it's edited by a lady. That I think it's mostly have like um, it's female writers for the most part, with other people sort of dropping in. You know, great. It's, I'd recommend it of all three. I haven't got the sorry. When you say it's like stories about the old gods and that, is each one is it fiction or is it like um like a um, like an article like about like articles? Um, for example, I mean, there are. I don't think there's any actual fiction. There's a one bit where they were talking about. Like bog people, you know how like um, in peat bogs, yeah. like a Tolland man. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Really interesting article about that and about how you know it's generally perceived that perhaps these were murders or sacrifices or yeah, you know, just different evidence. And I don't know, it's just a lot of the things that you were interested in when you were like thirteen and reading about old seventy books in the library that's been updated. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, presented yeah. the artwork's fucking fantastic. The way it's designed, brilliant. It's just I don't know, they're just a really good read. And I found a couple of others that are like that, but. So shout out to Wolverstein zine because that's kind of what lured me into a lot of this stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Lyle um, up in Edinburgh there, and uh, he's like a old vegan straight edge guy from from back in the day. But he's he's also like quite quite preeminent talker on the uh, on the subject of Sasquatch and, and things like that. Um, you know, he's one of Lyle's boys. He gives. So it's not Lyle Blackburn, it. is it? I don't, I don't think. What so. did you say no, his second he, name was? I know. Lyle. 
Scott Lyle is his name. Um, he used to do some fanzine stuff back in the day, but he does this fanzine called Wolverstain. And I'll tell you what, tying into what we were talking about earlier on, his second issue is due. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen that T-shirt I've got where it's the, it's the like the werewolf with the um, yeah, some, yeah, sometimes yeah. looping, always anti-fascist. That's that's the artwork off the back of his um, zine. Um, that's cool. But he, again, he does a lot of articles. He did like, um, I think that there's, there's a little bit of fiction in there, which is really good. But then he does like a tour around his hometown, like the particular manor he's from, taking in all the kind of like weird idiosyncrasies of the particular town. Then there's another that thing. Reminds me of, do you remember that book, uh, All the Devils Are Here, about, about Kent? And Margate crops exactly. up in that yeah. as well. It's just, it just reminds that's, me exactly like that. Exactly. I, I think that's the interesting thing. One of the things I've taken quite a bit of interest in lately is looking at where people are from. Um, this kid, uh, this lad, Scott, he, he takes us around his hometown and he talks about the standing stones of Edinburgh. He's Obviously, he's very genned up on the kind of esoteric stuff in his, oh, yeah. in his own neck of the woods. But one of the other funny things is he, he does an article about influence of folk horror and things in hardcore. He does this whole like two, three page article taking in amoebics, arsis, integrity, all that. He, he talks about that because, you know, you know and, he, and he speaks with some knowledge on the subject. And then finally, the other article at the end of it, which I thought was really great, he, he documents a road trip and his mate took to go to like, um, like oh. a death metal a festival. I don't know if it's a New England metal festival. Whatever. You, I forget which one he went to. But he tied it in so that when him and his mate hired this car to go to these bands. But what they did was they went to where like, went to where like the Mothman Prophecies was filmed, Point Pleasant. Yeah, tied in all these little things and he gives a little write-up on like what weirdos you met in the town and what he had for his you'd like it boy it's like what he had to eat and so on and oh, so on. <laughs> yeah. i'd really recommend follow him on on um, instagram if you can he's called wolver's wolver's stain and it's brilliant he's got a second issue coming out um that he's working on at the moment which i'm excited for and the kid who's done a front cover of the new one is the singer from fall of the Frafra. so yeah it all ties all ties wow. yeah, yeah he's a really good artist is that guy Anyway, he's good, yeah. I kind of hijacked you there, but I was on a bit of a roll. There's a link, send us a link to Instagram, mate. Link, cool. I'll do it now. What have you been there? Obviously, have you been listening to anything, pal? I know, I know you talked about on Middle Earth Crisis, you've been listening to a lot of Sasquatch podcasts. Fucking mate, look, I've just literally just got into another one. It's called Wild Thing, um, and it's it's not my usual thing. It's not like interviews about witnesses and that sort of thing. It's a, there's a guy, there's a pro, a really famous Sasquatch investigator. He's, he's passed away now called Grover Krant. Um, and it turns out that it's one of his kind of relate relations, like second cousin or some shit like that. But she didn't realize that she was related to him. It's kind of like her journey of working out that how she's related to Grover Krant because she's got the same name and she's like oh wait a minute maybe we're related and then she starts finding yeah. out about his bigfoot research but it's all done in like um a, more of a skeptics um like a skeptics view i reckon you dig it because she's really entertaining not like dry or anything it's really good i'll think i'll cool. think it's called um, i'll think it, yeah wild thing i'll send a link in the um in the group in a bit but i, I thought it's just really well put together so, yeah, Sounds good. good. I'm quite interested in your Sasquatch. I mean, that's quite. Um, there was a thing in the paper actually last week because I do. I have a, I have like a little feed set up for this. So every time something peculiar happens in the UK, I get like a little was it RSS feed like a thing pops up. Yeah. And, uh, there was a thing in the paper about how someone th thought they'd seen um wild man. It was down Surrey way. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's, it's happened it, UK all the time. The, in, in Ireland, there's actually a Sasquatch research organisation looking for them in Ireland. <sighs> In Ireland, he's made a Guinness. 
<laughs> just a big pile of guineas running around with arms and legs. There's loads of reports in the UK of Sasquatch. It's fucking story about that. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I, was a kid um, I remember it really clearly, whether it's bullshit or not, it's just one of those things that kind of stuck in my head. But I must have been about 12 or something like that. And this kid came in one day and he said, He'd been him and his dad had been driving down this um oh what's the bloody name of the road? And it goes on the back of Coffin House Corner. Anyway, it's it's there's a road out there. <laughs> Coffin House um, Corner. Coffin House Corner, that's not a real road. Not it's a real Coffin place, House surely. Like, uh, <laughs> Google that shit, bitch. Got a Coffin House Corner. It, my school was right in the corner of it. On the end of it's that road. It's gotta be in Margate. That sounds that is in Margate. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at pictures of it. Oh, now. Mate, that that's the fucking maddest thing I've ever heard. Um, my my school is right next where I where I went to school for years is right at the bottom of that of Coffin House Corner. So um, and, and incidentally, at the bottom of that road where Peter Tobin interred the bodies of uh, two young girls at the <laughs> in the house. God. At the so anyway, oh, <laughs> yeah, but I remember there's, there's like a road that's adjacent to that. Um, and remember this, we're at school and this kid comes in and he said he goes, this thing ran out across the across in front of my dad's car and we thought it was a bear. I was thinking to myself, oh, at twelve years old come out with something because that is a quite a lonely stretch of road that the, the bit that's adjacent to it oh i just remember him saying to me and i was like what is he kind of big foot in this country are you mad like where's he where does he live there's no like it's all open fields or the sea here but he was, yeah. he was convinced of it and whether it's bullshit or not it's stuck in my head that's all i mean and it's only as that i got goes back to your um you know your, your the disease you mentioned at first about like <clears throat> it's like a cult places in the uk then murders and bodies being buried maybe it's been created like a thin place so weird shit happens around that area interesting you say that because one of the as i was flicking through that um english heretic book you know you get to the middle of the book there's always some pictures isn't there like some photos or what have you and i looked at the first thing i saw was like margate there was like the the shell grotto where it's like um to do with lunar cults and things like that it's there have you ever have ever taken you there Bordy? i don't know if i have or not no, no, we've never been. Right opposite it is a place called Vortigan's Cave, which were, were caves that were hollowed out. You can't get in there anymore because it, it got closed down by the orphan safety. But they used to take us there when we were kids to like a school trip. And it's these big yeah. hollowed out caves. And all on that road where, <laughs> incidentally, where Antonis used, used to practice all the time, we would, our, our practice yeah. room right there, is, is this, um, uh, this weird underground temple where there's some great photos of um, people in the 20s holding seances. You know when you see like like women from the 20s all with their hair neatly curled and stuff and a, and a suit yeah on. yeah so in the middle of a cave even a seance it's, it's like that it's um it's one of them weird things i don't know if margaret has a particularly thinning of the veil like you say paulo but um well, edinburgh, weird place. Like, yeah edinburgh's like renowned for it isn't it remember when we went there and we saw uh shitty duds man stayed at his house that was terrible and, shitty duds man. <laughs> and that three-legged dog was outside yeah. walking around I think we seem to we seem to end up in a lot of these places where the veil is thin or, or certainly where our, uh, our tolerance is thin I know, I know that much uh, but... maybe that's more, maybe that's more like it <laughs> anyway sorry pal I sidetracked you there please do go on about your Sasquatch podcast I'm interested well that's the that's the, the main one I've just been I've just recently discovered um, my main my usual go to is the one with Bobo in it as well Oh yeah, so that's that's with Cliff Barrettman and Bobo, isn't it? It's um, yeah. Sasquatch and Beyond. Yeah. I rate that. I think they're two pretty decent, um, just legitimate guys, aren't they? There's no bullshit. Trump did this interest in um, wild men. 
I make sorry. Prompted this interest in like kind of um, wild men. Hey, where it come from? Um, there's have you guys? Oh, fucking! My mic's going bonkers here. Oh, oh, give us a mo. Can you hear me all right now? Uh, it's the first yeah. time it actually sounded fucking clear. To be fair. <laughs> so it's uh, have you heard a guy called Les Stroud, a survivalist? Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. He sounds pissed. <laughs> he sounds like he got a stroke. I've not had a stroke. I know Les Stroud, mate. Yeah. Of course you do. Uh, well, he's, have you seen the Bigfoot one he's done? He's, he, he, you haven't, mate. No. He, he, after a few series, he, he started realising that he started aiming some like wood knocks and stuff like that in the middle of the forest on his, on his um, on trips out there. And he's like, fucking hell, man, what's that? It's proper weird. So he does an investigation into it. And one of the series is all about Bigfoot. And I watched it. It just blew my mind. It literally just fucking blew my mind. And from that moment, I've just been really interested in all the weird things that tend to get reported in America. <laughs> Why is he making it fast? Like, Ola, Ola, you up. sound like fucking Bigfoot, mate. Like your mic is mental. <laughs> Do you think his mic is made out of like Bigfoot's dick or something? <laughs> and doing it like 200 miles an hour and filling all the words in, it's brilliant. I know. I wish you could communicate to us by knocking on wood instead of fucking talking. <laughs> no, it's a Brendan here. Is Brendan here as well now? Yeah, let's get rid of Paolo. Paolo, you gone, mate. Sorry. Yo, Paolo, you got a ghost, mate. <laughs> Yo, it's Brendan. What up? Oh, Brendan's that mic quality. It's like yeah. you're in the room, oh, isn't it? I have to be on my phone. I'm on my phone. I'm no, sorry. Sounds great. Sounds great. Sounds good, mate. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Sounds much better than Paolo. Fucking hell. Paolo's yeah. only in the next town over, and it sounds like shit. Do you know? <laughs> I'm How on, you doing? I'm, on right. I'm like calling in from the super exotic like fucking warehouse of of my job in 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 phoenix arizona i'm looking at like boxes and rafters and cobwebs right now it's pretty pretty dope what is pretty it? dope what's up what is it how hot is it well it's uh um, winter over here too so it's probably like in the 60s today or something so pretty chilly pretty chilly probably like 68 degrees outside time to get out the uggs you know and the leather jackets <laughs> Mate. <laughs> then I've got a question for you. We were talking right before you showed up, we were talking about Bigfoot's dick. Now oh. what I'm interested <laughs> in is any kind of strange folklore from your town or any kind of weird shit that's kind of local to you. Do you have like a local myth or legend or anything like that? Yeah, we got some cryptids over here and stuff. Um we got uh we got uh first of all, there's a really active um like Bigfoot community here in Arizona. Like the People who live out on the Indian reservations, the native peoples that live around here, they swear that they see uh, Bigfoots and Yetis and shit out on the reservations. They're like, they're all about it. Um, I can't say I've ever seen anything like that. We also got like uh, that idea of like the skinwalkers, which are those like evil, those like evil uh, fucking uh, sorcerer dudes that like dress up in animal skins and then go and do shit that people... People up again on the Indian reservations, they take that shit super seriously. Those skinwalkers. What do you mean, Nate? What's that? What do you mean, Nate? What do you mean, Nate? Yeah. We, we know all about that stuff. Skinwalkers. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And Very then uh, we're we're not we're not so far from the um the Mexican border that uh we're not like immune to the La Llorona uh myth, it's which that. is which is actually pretty ah. cool. It's like ah. it's, it's are you are you guys aware of that one? Oh, go on. No, it's no. Like uh, it's like it's like a lady. It's like the ghost of a lady who got her kids taken away or her kids drowned or something. And then so she uh-huh. wanders around at night, like crying on the road and 
you might like encounter this like crying lady on the road and then she turns into a ghost and like kills you or something. Oh, that's kind of that. that's right. hard. Yeah, you, yeah. If you want to hear a grim. What about a chupacabra? Oh, chupacabra, yeah. We're we're a little too far north for that. That's that's uh that's down in that's down more in Mexico, but like, you know, we have like a lot of uh, people who emigrate up here from Mexico and they and they bring like, you know, stories of La Chupacabra and stuff with them. But that's not really this area. Okay. I'm still the Chupacabra is probably just like a Chihuahua just necked a shitload of monster. <laughs> <laughs> just raging. Just livid, mate. Livid. I'll tell you what, right? <laughs> I saw this thing years ago, okay? Um, and then you'll know this. What, what do um, Mexican witches call the words on the tip of my tongue? Oh, Bruja. Oh, that's it, yeah. Did you ever see the video, that video footage of what they said was a bruja flying around on a fucking broomstick? You know, no. dude, I need to link you to this because not only is there that which is bonkers, really sinister and weird, but also there's this other weird thing where they like like a Mexican gnome dancing on the side of the highway. It, what it, the so fuck? I say this out loud, I realize I sound like a complete lunatic, but it, this is the sort of stuff that o- occupies my brain fairly often. Tell I, 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 I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was like some kind of like I, I'm not sure what it was. Anyway, there's some, there's some sort of folklore element that the Mexicans uh, have about these kind of like little people. I don't know if it's like a fairy of some kind or what have you. But there was definitely some weird footage that was floating around on YouTube of this little fella. Um, I'll, I'll post it into a group and maybe you can have a look at it later oh, on. Mate. Yes, please. This sounds amazing. Dude, yeah, that about. sounds that sounds scary as fuck. Um, it's really weird. When when I lived in Los Angeles, there were um, all kinds of little uh, um, stores that were kind of like recessed into the kind of like downtown area where it was without trying to put too fine a point on it. It was where things were kind of like, you know, economically depressed. Right. And so you had like a lot of kind of like migrant people living there and they would call them like brujerias, which was just like a little store that you would go into to buy magic shit. Right. And um, that, that oh, stuff, shit. dude, that stuff, dude, those, those places were creepy, man. They were creepy as fuck. Like, I mean, like, there's always that idea of like, oh, well, some of the magic is like white magic and some of it is black magic, but uh, it all looks very creepy. And um, there's actually, are you guys aware of this uh, uh, kind of strange cult that exists in Mexico where it's like the veneration of uh, La Santísima Muerte? Are you aware of this? This is new to me. Please continue. No. All right. All right. So like Santisima Muerte comes from this um, kind of like pagan, like veneration of like death as a um, as like a, you know, embodiment, like just out walking around. Right. And the Catholics tried to crush it. But what ended up happening is kind of like, you know, just like always happens, like they kind of repurposed it into Catholicism. And so La, La Santisima Muerte is, the you know, the, a saint death lady. Right. And the Catholic Church won't acknowledge it. They're like, no, 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 you're not supposed to fucking venerate her. You're not supposed to light candles for her or anything. But when you go into the brujerias, they all have candles and they all have shrines, right? So it's this chick who looks like Mary, right? She's wearing the robes and stuff, but it's just a big skull and then like skeleton hands. And you can like, <laughs> you, you, if you go into the brujerias in, in Los Angeles, they'll have candles there burning all night long. You're supposed to bring in money and food and alcohol, put it at her feet, and then you give her a petition, right? Anyway, so there's like a group of people who have taken that from just like having a votive candle in their house to having um, like a whole religion around it, right? And uh, there was one of those churches in my neighborhood, and I'd walk past it in the 
in the morning on the way to Whole Foods and like there would always be like flower petals and stuff in like the in the driveway and I always thought it was like kind of cool to go and like you know because I'm a dumb white person and I consider you know this shit like exotic or whatever and I'd like press my face to the glass and I'd like look inside <laughs> at the at the uh, the statues and stuff the skeleton statues I like that kind of crap anyway so one night it's literally it's Halloween night and I'm heading downtown with this girl I was dating at the time and uh, I go Oh, hey, you know what would be rad? Come check out this fucking uh, Santissima Muerte cult. Come check it out real quick. And she's, like, she's, never, she's never fucking heard of it, right? And I'm like, no, check it out. So we run across the parking lot, and uh, the windows are all, like, shaded, like, you know, like a car. So you got to get right up there and press your face on it. And so we go up, and we press our faces, and we look inside. And this place is packed to gills, right? It's all just full of people on their knees venerating these skeleton statues with red lights on. I'm not even kidding. Oh my like, god, that red... sounds mental. Dude, it was the freakiest fucking thing I ever seen. And like as I'm sitting there pushing my face to the fucking glass, because you know you can't you have to press your face in to see in, but they can just see you. And they see start you. like turn and look at me and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> 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 Not only did I feel like a huge asshole, but like... You like it. I, I, oh, hell yeah, I got the fuck out of there. I got the fuck out of there, and I didn't fuck around with those guys anymore. Because their <laughs> their cult has been, like, linked to killings and shit in Mexico, uh, you know? It's, like, fucking I'm dark. Done. Anyway, that's my um, long-winded story, sorry. It's a good story oh, as well. Thank you so yeah. much for that. This is the kind of color I like to bring to this podcast. You know, <laughs> it's all great that we can talk about, like, I don't know, what orcs we've painted this week or, you know, what nice dice we've got. But what I really want to hear about is uh, skeletal cults uh, and Brent, young Brendan <laughs> smushing his nose against them. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, just a... just such, such an ass. Like, oh, hey, let's just go to the Necromantic Temple and do what's going on down there. It was just, you know, make a complete ass out of ourselves in front of the death clerics. Why not? It's pretty much D and D, isn't it? Like if you live your life uh, like your art, Brendan. That's the way I see it. You know, it's uh... <laughs> you do you do what you can, right? Do what you can. Exactly. Anyway, what are your questions, Bordy? We're, we're firing some questions off at our various guests. This is Brendan from uh, Full Metal RPG, our longtime ally. Um, and he's from where? Are you, where are you from? Brendan's Arizona, right? You're living currently. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, thanks for having me on, by the way, guys. Thank you. It's, it's oh, a pleasure welcome. to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. It's good to talk pleasure. to you, Nate. It's been a long time, man. It's been a long fucking time. Oh, as isn't it? I don't, I don't surface very often, but it's lovely to have you here, Brendan. Um, oh, Bordy's got some questions. What are you going to give us, mate? So I was wondering uh, if you've been watching lately or reading. It's interesting for our listeners. What, what have I been watching or reading? Uh, we're <laughs> trying to look at some, some recommendations and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Why is... What the fuck, man? Why is Dan I can see Dan Sant's face. Sorry, Brendan. I don't know to cut in. Showed up. Dickhead. I can hear all of this. I know you can. Take a screen grab. Write it down, motherfucker. Ain't your turn yet. Oh, so what have I been... He's looking at his clock. What have I been watching? Okay, so I started watching Gambit, and I don't really... It really is bumming me out in, like, a big way. And then I started watching... I was just saying it's bumped you that enjoyed it. No, no, I didn't like it. It's just not, it's just, it's, I don't know. There's just something about it. I'm getting kind of tired of like um, stories that are about like uh, wonderkins, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like stories about real people, not about just some, you know, savant who just like is kicking ass all the time, you know? 
to me that's not that's yeah. not very interesting um part of what the show kind of tries to get into is like where um like obsession at being the best turns into like madness but if you want to watch like a good kind of like dissertation on that concept you got to watch the movie whiplash which is have you guys seen whiplash yeah the drumming thing. yeah that's great yeah yeah, right. That's I mean, that, that movie. I don't think you'll they'll make a better movie than that about that because that that that's the shit. And the the Queen's Gambit has a bunch of stuff in it. Or for I I don't know. Um, the Queen's Gambit, then, the chess thing, right? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. There's a chick who plays chess, and I thought that would be a lot, a lot more interesting. But it's not really it? much about chess. It's more just about like being so naturally gifted at something that you don't have to try hard at it, <laughs> like. I mean, uh, where's the human element in that? See, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one, Brendan, because nothing uh, angers me more than uh, the trials and tribulations of people who are naturally good at something. It's like, boo fucking who? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Tell me about your sad life being amazing at chess. You know, try being shit at everything. That, 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 that's, I've, I've got that TV show, show for you right here. You know? <laughs> yeah. Try being a fucking repeat failure. Anyway. Yeah. I'm into that, brother. I'm into that. I mean, it's been that work. That's, uh, yeah, did you get around to did you get around to watching that DVD I sent you, Brent Detector? Oh, dude, I actually have not. I am sorry. I need to. It, right. I think it has a zone on it, so I have to investigate. Oh shit! I, I have to investigate whether uh, my PlayStation Four will get around that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be a zone two, Mark. If it's if it's an English DVD, <laughs> so um, in America yeah, yeah. is zone one. Yeah, yeah, we're number one. First zone. Isn't he? <laughs> you are definitely number down. one. The number one zone. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what have you been listening to what music's been floating your boat anything or has it just been podcasts or dude so i got like so in the weeds on podcasts i just kind of listened to podcasts for two years and didn't listen to any music and then um just recently i was like fuck podcasts i'm listening to some music and so i found that in my absence ghost had released some new material that's quite good yeah. and then um oh, in 2018 what Never listen to that band Ghost. People like go on about it, and I think I'd probably quite like it. It's catchy, right? Like it. Well, it's interesting because they're Swedes, I think, and so their okay. take on what like metal could sound like is very different. I think I even read an interview with the with the dude where he talks about how much he likes ABBA, and if you okay. like ABBA, then you'll fucking love Ghost because it's like if ABBA made a metal album. Does that make sense? Got pop sensibilities, kind of thing. Yeah, and then they have that really strange stru- song structure, like ABBA does. It's yeah. not like their song structure is not like American pop. They ha- they do right. something else. I'm not musically like inclined enough to be able to describe it, but they do something. I don't know quite what it is. And Ghost does that same. I'll check them out. And then oh, to, there's like a new Churches album, and when I say Churches are new, I mean it's like was in 2018. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's new. It's new to me, and that's actually... New to you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and, uh, what about gaming, Brendan? How are you, how are you managing amongst all this um, COVID nonsense? Are you, are you getting some regular games in, or have you gone online, or what's happening? Well, dude, I'm, like, really blessed. Blessed, bro. Blessed. Um, <laughs> Stay blessed. <laughs> Bless up, everyone. Bless up. Yeah, yeah just, just like to thank Jesus Christ for my gaming group, which is made up of... Uh, <laughs> Which is made up of um, uh, Mark Boardman, uh, Brenton Williams, Chris Kohler, Matt Sears, and Connor Boardman. Uh, those ah. guys, I love. I love role playing with those dudes, and uh, it's they've definitely made COVID like about as fun as it could be. So 
you know, we've, we've, we've been meeting in that group regularly. A question for you based upon that, Brendan. Now, my understanding, uh, you, you know what you're talking about when it comes to gaming. You, you know, you're, you're a seasoned uh, games master, DM, and all that. How did it feel when Mark Borman first arrived to you with what I can only describe as a very loose playing style? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, I love Mark's playing style. I love it. He... Pretend he's not here. Pretend he's not here for a minute and tell me no, what you're no. doing. He, he and the, um, the other guys in that group I think we all work together really well and have like a good chemistry because I, I don't like to nail stuff down too hard either, you know, and the kind of the tone that we're doing with the game is like, I'm not doing one of my super serious games, but I'm not doing wacky shit either. And so I think that it's like a happy medium. Like we're all just, we're all just having fun and taking it easy, but we still do cool stuff. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's totally lame, but like, it's still like, you know, a cold Mark adventure. Has, uh, Mark's been very uh, complimentary of, of, of your game, Brendan. I was quite jealous when he was saying about uh, some of the stuff you were doing. It sounded really, really good. So uh, I'm glad that it's uh, it's reciprocated and you're not just babysitting him because I know he can be a he can be a bit of a fucking nuisance sometimes. But I'm glad he's, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's behaving himself. <laughs> no, he's he, everybody in that. They all know how to uh, use their characters to generate more story, and that's really. Excellent. That's what. That's the shit. So I love that. I love that fucking game. Esoteric Enterprises. You guys, if you're not playing Esoteric Enterprises. You should definitely give it a look. Yeah, I looked like, into it after like you mentioned it before. Yeah, cool. Yeah, this sounds really good. I need to get back into doing something because the the bits and pieces I was farting around online doing with uh, every now and again, I'd sort of I'd, I'd hook up with rando kind of groups just to see see if I can hack it in in <laughs> in the real world, not the real world, but you know, with with, with squares. And uh, the inevitable answer is, no, I can't. Uh, <laughs> because did I tell you about what happened with the group I was in? No. Oh, man. So we were doing, I, some guys are playing like a fight and fantasy, um, um, advanced fight and fantasy. I don't know if you have that system over there, so it's a very British thing. But um, I was quite, I, in, was like, I hadn't. Choose your own adventure book. Similar, yeah. similar to that. But um, yeah, this is probably more in keeping with uh, traditional D&D. Anyway, so it was happening. Ian Livingston and Steve Jackson had come up with the, uh, the guys who did Games Workshop, it's one of their early things. Anyway, some guy, it t- typically appeals to like people of my age, so you, you, you kind of, you're, you're 40 year olds and so on. Um, anyway, some guys on Facebook said, well, we're going to get a game going. Does anyone in? So I says, yeah, sure, I'll jump in. I didn't know any of these guys previously. And um, they seemed nice enough. You know, we started playing, and there was like a really kind of one dude from Canada who was really quite eccentric. Um, a couple other dudes on there, um, and as we as we sort of went along, I started to realise that the, the, the politically we were not not aligned at all. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh man! Oh yeah. no! It, it kind of came to a head because we, obviously we'd uh, I'd added them on when I was using Facebook at the time, so we'd added each other, um, you know, because we were sort of sending the, the group messages through the, the messenger service on that. And what was it? Oh, that was it. Basically, Trump. It's when Trump got COVID. I made some post saying, "No, uh, I hope you fucking die." I know something along those lines, you know, something about like <laughs> he he'd finally done something cool, and you know, hopefully he'd be dead soon. Um, and one of the guys pipes up and goes, "Get well, Mister President. Get well soon, Mister President." I assumed he'd be joking because I thought there's no there's no way I would know anyone who'd be such a make such a bootlicking who'd have the nerve to make such a bootlicking comment on my page. Um, anyhow. And previously, I should state that the guy had been posting like his the bands he was into was the Clash and you know the Manic Street Preachers. No, all these bands are quite sort of um, 
King volatile. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, on our side, I guess. It turned out that he was he was dead serious about this Trump thing, and like started making fun of. Well, not making fun. I, I answered him back basically, which he clearly didn't like because one of the things I'd noticed when we were playing in the game that he was like fancied himself as quite a dominating character. You know, what I mean, he's quite sort of belittling to some of the other players. I, I didn't care for that at all, and uh, I, I I gave him the full blast basically, and. Uh, he, he deleted me. We weren't friends anymore. I mean, I was, I limped away hurt, even though, and uh, I think he was just more annoyed that every time I ripped him, it got more likes than his initial comment. So I just think it was the older, uh, <laughs> he, he just didn't like playing the numbers and, and got parred off. So, uh, yeah, see you later, mate. That was that. So that was the last time I actually played anything apart from when we did Shadow on with these guys. But I'm, I'm definitely at the bit to get back into something else so maybe we'll run some esoteric enterprises or something because it sounds really interesting yeah nice yeah no it's a great game as you can get your hands on it it's a great game uh, you know very very Takes cool. that, brendan what's that Takes that brendan who's the uh producer oh it's it's produced by this this uh English lady girl, she actually lives in your country so you should probably oh. be able to get it easier than me probably but, know her what's her name brendan if she, if her she's name's, from her name's, her. i think her name is emmy allen okay Emmy Allen and she it's you know it's it's a it's a product of the of the UK man so uh okay. you should I think I think she's the one that sells it like it's yeah, you know, it's like one of these independent designers and um you know she's getting kind of a, a reputation for doing OSR material which esoteric enterprises is technically OSR material but basically like you know you can read the book once and then kind of put it to the side because you know what you're doing and then you just you know you make 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 shit happen you know I'm looking at it now actually it looks it looks right on my street yeah it looks very cool I've got it I've got it on the um, PDF somewhere Nate I'll send it over to you yeah bung it over man I just have to quick look at that I remember you talking about it before when you started playing with Brendan I, I was quite interested then but obviously now I've got a bit more, little bit more time on my hands I, I could probably get my teeth into it a bit more yeah, yeah, well, I mean, if you ever want to like join up with us, man, like, uh, come on out. And then I think at some point in the future, we'll be doing, uh, like a ravenous playthrough. And I'd love to have you for that too. Because... Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let me know if you ever got like a, a, a suitable spot for me to drop in. I'd always I'd like to come have a little crack at that. Very good. Thank Hell you. Yeah, man. You're, looking, you're looking at putting that Kickstarter out, Brendan, drink for ravenous. Oh, <laughs> are you being real? Is this a serious question? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Because you see, I that, that game. That game is under contract with a, um, a publishing company called uh, Magpie that makes um, masks and Bluebeard's Bride and uh, Cartel, a number of other games. So that that's gonna be that will be a Kickstarter, but it's entirely on when that comes. Okay, out. Okay, right. Yeah. So have you finished? As far as Ravenous goes, you've written everything is in place for it to go to to work, or? Well, uh, the the ash can I sent in the. I sent in the system resource document to, to to Magpie recently, and then they're supposed to give me approval on it to write the book, which is just the yeah. which will just be the ash can. Then after the ash can is released, then I'm supposed to actually start writing the book in earnest. Um, and I mean, I have more written on it than I is going to be in the in the ash can, so I'm hoping that that will be like a fairly expeditious kind of project. But at the same time, uh, if there's one thing I've learned in the role-playing game publishing sphere it's that everything takes forever so like never be impatient about anything like just kind of like if you think it's going to be a year-long project it's actually gonna be a five-year-long project if you think it's a <laughs> project it's probably gonna be a 10-year project it's, that's just how it goes 
Yeah, that's pretty much uh, got to manage your expectations with these things, haven't you? So, what about your other game? What about the other game you've been working on, Brendan? That um, I, mean, I can never say the name. Die, Die Elfen Chronico, whatever it's called. Die Dunkle Elfen Chronicon? I actually <laughs> haven't. I don't want to hear him say it. I haven't done anything with uh, uh, DDC in a hot minute, but now that the uh, SRD is in for Ravenous, I want to go back and put out that book that I. Uh, Held you and Brinton's feet to the flames to produce material for, and then never released. So uh. <laughs> good, dude. That book's that, that stuff you sent me to read is really good. I thought it was great. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, yeah, I, I loved it. it, it I, I think that it was a good premise. It was a good foundation yeah. for a game with just those first two little booklets. But the yeah. material that uh, Mark and Brinton and I put together for the third book, I think, actually turned it into a much more like you know, all immersive game. Um, and uh, then I just, you know, didn't work on it. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what happened is, is I was writing all these tables because it's an OSR game. So I started writing tables. And um, because I was all like, oh, it's, it's fucking the drow. So it's all good to have a bunch of spiders. And it means there needs to be like eight tables with eight <laughs> things each, right? And so this is actually a really high number <laughs> of things. <laughs> and then I just got to the spot where I like, seriously, I had like maybe 20 more entries I had to make and I just burned out and I just need oh, to yeah, sit oh. down because it's been like four or five months since I did that. And I need just to finish the fucking tables and lay the book out and put it out. Hard oh, yeah. work in it, all this. I mean, nothing on your scale, Brendan, but that, that sort of little project I've been working on, I got really burnt out with that midway through because you just said, it's so much more work intensive than you think it's going to be um, because I'm quite a, a bit of a, I punish myself about these things. Like, literally the, the moment I write something, I think, okay, that's cool. I'm done. I'll go back to it a week later and be like, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever laid my eyes upon and <laughs> tear it to shreds. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and that's why I never get anything done. Cause I'm in this constant cycle of like fucking creating and destroying. It's like, I'm like Carly, do you know what I mean? Carly yeah. on a period is what I am all the time. It's ludicrous, but. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I hear that. It's like a lot of kind of self-mortifying on these, yeah. these projects. And then, you know, and then again, just kind of like with publishing, everything, everything just, it's not just that it takes longer than you think it's going to take, but it takes more than, you you know. Yeah. Um, so, and that's all my fault. I really should just release that fucking book. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, ready, it's ready for releases. I had a, such a such a good time playing it, man. It, it hits Wait, it's, great. It's, it's so good, man. It's, it's like eminently readable. It's great. Just put it out, man. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely got it. I definitely will. Very soon. <laughs> cool. That's what we like to hear. 2021 is going to be the year where uh, we, we, we see all these new projects uh, finally landing. I think it's going to dude, be a rena be renaissance year. That would be awesome. Well, dudes, thank you for having me on. I should get back to my paying gig now. I'm pretty sure they're not stuck <laughs> that I'm out here being on a podcast. So. Um, uh, but I really have enjoyed being on. Thank you so much for making the time for me. Uh, Thanks for having you, Brendan. Oh, man. Awesome. Uh, happy
that? He must have known. It summoned, we summoned the business goblin. He's parachuting, into, he's parachuting into the war zone. He is into the drop zone. <laughs> the business well, goblin. Does it sound all right? Um, it's so funny. Yeah. I'm sat in, a, I'm sat in Walton Tesco car park. This is not my normal podcasting. I know we go to Salford one. <laughs> <laughs> Normally it's a Salford. Yeah, no, fair I can enough. tell you in a different car park, yeah. That's yeah, different. Exactly. You've gone off, off piste. Exactly. I thought I'd treat you all to Walton. The land of the wars. What are you, what, up, are you, what are you getting from Tesco? I just dropped my mum off. But I might go in for some brie. Since it's is it a bit... <laughs> is it... I pop in for a brie. Is it a little Check bit It fucking hammered me. Mate. I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy it, but uh, I'm going to brace it. It's, it's for cheese. I'll do anything for cheese. Have a cheese, <laughs> didn't you? No, no, fair, mate, how are you going to have that? Um, what are you going to do with that brie? Are you going to have it on some crackers or just no, shove it into well, your face? Well, basically, because my missus is vegan, we're going to have some... Uh, she's going to her mum and dad on Christmas Eve like during the day. So we're going to have a little huh? uh, like Christmas festive wrapping. Oh, so that's thinking, nice. Yeah, I'll lay it out for you, right? So it's a tortilla, uh, some melted brie, uh, some rich, Richmond vegan sausages, a bit of mashed potato and some cranberry sauce. What are you saying? That sounds fantastic. Oh, that right, sounds really it? good. I'll tell you what, though. The brie, that's cheese. Man. She's vegan, right? Yeah, but oh, she's vegetarian. Okay, fair news. That's what I meant, yeah. That's fair enough. I, well, I wasn't picking. I was, you know, maybe you like it. Them Richmond sausages are the one, aren't they? Oh, mate, they're so good. A good, a good vegetarian sausage because it actually tastes like a proper sawdust sausage. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah, yeah. myself. They're very, very tasty. I'll also give a shout out to Tesco because uh, their uh, plant-based, I hate to use that term, but their plant <laughs> kitchen stuff is fucking phenomenal. They've got a really good selection. We've got this, um, we've got this not, not turkey thing for Christmas dinner. It looks fucking handsome. Can't wait. That's nice. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, right Are you guys anyway? You've basically jumped in and pushed Dan Santa out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only we... going to come in for a little bit I'm gonna, I'll just have like five minutes and that's okay because I mean I already kicked Dan out once and he, got, he saw he's seen his ass. so he jumped in he shows up puts on the video chat and we're in the middle of deep conversation with Brandon who is obviously a very talented creative man yeah exactly Dan, yeah. Dan just wants to turn up and talk about Stone Islands or Stone Island dressing <laughs> or whatever it is he's doing I don't know um, <laughs> I says on your bike Dan <laughs> and he hasn't come back. He'll <laughs> be back. He can't resist. He can't help himself. He'll be he'll be off taking a picture of himself, like mad. He's running. He's running a bath as we speak. With his San Francisco's mad as fun. What's going on, Connor? Anyway, so you you are you still working, mate? Up until uh, Christmas Eve or what? Yeah, man, I'm working till yeah, Christmas Eve, yeah. So what, what, what's, what's this pod about, then? What, what, what's going on? Oh, mate, what, is it really? about? what isn't it about? Done everything, covering mate. a lot of ground. Spend a lot of time <laughs> talking about uh, Sasquatch. Yeah, but, but yeah. Paolo had taken some kind of, like, I don't know what he'd done. He sounded like he'd overdosed on something, and he was <laughs> slow in his speech. I turned up today, and we're both in the office, and it's my birthday tomorrow, and he goes, uh, Connor, I've got a present for you. So I'll go over, and I'm like, oh, that's well cute, like a little envelope or something. I'll open that tomorrow, but I couldn't resist. So when I got home, I opened it, and, it, and he got me some egg poacher pouches. <laughs> I don't even understand the joke. <laughs> it's funny as fuck. Where, where? I mean, what crosses? Imagine the mind. Imagine the mind that comes. It's, it's my mate's birthday. I know all the things he's into, the things he's interested in. 
I'll, uh, I'll, I'll rustle them up some egg poaching pouches, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> fucking hell. What, is, it them, is, he... is it one of them, them silicon ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be cyberpunk. It's a cyberpunk thing. Cyberpunk. Yeah, cyber eggs. Cyber eggs. Cyber poach. Cyber poach. Squatch. Fucking hell. Tell us, tell us real quick. You got probably about two minutes left. You five minutes. What what have you been? What have you been reading? No, I've not been reading. I've been reading uh, the cyberpunk uh, subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> what printed off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the best uh, the best way to play the game. I if you actually yeah, print it's like it a choose your own adventure book then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the frame rate's quicker if you print the game. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely yeah. is. Uh, all right, what have you been? Uh, what have you been listening to? Listening to. I, I well, right then I was listening to. Uh, can you dig it? I thought I'd put myself up for the podcast. Oh, a bit of um, pop a leader yourself. Very nice. PWY, shout out. And what have you been watching? I've been watching uh, the Clone Wars. I just finished the uh, series, the last series. It's fucking mint. I cried loads as well. It was good. Great, isn't it? Who's yeah. your favourite clone? A Rex, obviously Rex. He's the man. I like Fives. He was he was one of my dudes. Oh yeah, Fives. Is, yeah, yeah, Fives is a good shout. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's very good, Connor. Well, thanks for jumping in. It was lovely to meet. We, we've had quite a few people tagging in, so it's, it's uh, we're getting the full the full like squad in. I can't wait to listen to it. Can't wait to We should do like this in the future. The full we, sh- we should call it the Sas Squad. Shouldn't we? Whoa. <laughs> oh, you what? Can I ask you a lot of questions? Who, who's been your favourite guest up to now? Hmm. Oh, damn it! You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and it's gonna put a few people's nose out of joint because it's a bit of a bug. <laughs> Rob Moran every time. Oh, that's great! Brings the content. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Just a Mark are like in love with Rob Moran. I I have got a, I've got a massive crush. I was yeah. saying this to someone the other day. I was saying I can't believe. The bass player from Unbroken was in my kitchen ordering a takeaway off our Just Eat. That <laughs> felt like I'd, I'd, I'd sort of peaked as a hardcore kid. and I'm, That's why I'm a crusty now, because I don't need to be a hardcore kid anymore, because I've, <laughs> I've peaked. Are you, are you bro- have, you, have you earned Doc Martin's broken yet, mate? I have actually, mate. Yeah, thank you. They're very comfortable. I actually, but I didn't buy that. Those are, are crust adjacent, because I hadn't bought them as a crusty. I bought them when I was still a, a straight edge guy. Um, I put some modern stuff on him now, so right. okay, yeah, it's Chris K here as well. I didn't know you were How are you doing, Chris K? Get out, mate. Connor, you're off. Yeah, Connor. Right. See you later. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Right now, we welcome in Ted Sant. He's going to be livid. He's going to be getting about three a.m. How's it going, Chris K? Nice to see you. Long time. All right, mate. Past my bedtime. I say it's up late for you. Don't worry, we won't keep you long because we're not that interested in you. So let's just. Uh, <laughs> what's going on anyway? Hi, How have you been? How have you been? Um, good, just uh, working from home, uh, letting the kids play on YouTube all day. Pretty good. Well, I, I call good fathering. That's uh, the way to the way to do it. <laughs> for those that don't know, Chris K has just joined us. He is o- Core Hammer OG. He's um, a, a man in good standing, and I think it's the first time he's been on this podcast. Am I correct? I think so. Thank you for your fucking input, mate. <laughs> think so. Someone else talked to him for a bit. I need a wee. Be back in a minute. Sorry, Chris. See, Chris, uh, we've got a few questions here. I know it's Gav Scouser just popped in as well. So, yo, yo. yo, yo. Gavin. If you, uh, what have you been reading, Chris? What's on the old book stand? Um, mainly been reading Siege of Terror stuff this year. So, I think there's nice. a couple of books, a couple of like smaller books as well. That's nice. How are you finding them? Um, really good. Um, Dan Abnett did like book four, which is amazing. He's uh, 
he's just in a different ballpark to the other authors. It's like everything he says is just like next level. I need, so, to, I need to get onto the um, the CG step Terror stuff. I was, I was. How, how many books are we into that now, Chris? Um, four books in so far. So like yeah, yeah. John French did the first one. That was really good. Then it was like Guy Haley and Gav Thorpe. They were like pretty good. You know, not amazing. I yeah. say Dan Ablett's just on book four, and I say that was incredible. And yeah. Then Graham McNeil's done like a couple of like shorter books. Like they were really good. Yeah, I, I think I'm so out of it now. I reckon it's probably I always hit you and Owen up for whenever I'm like dipping back into the Horus Heresy because you guys are always like you know what I need to be hitting and what I need to be avoiding. But I feel like I've been out of it so long now that I am kind of tempted now just to skip to the Siege of Terror stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. Straight, you can go straight in with Siege of Terror. Yeah, you know you kind of know what's happened before anyway. There's nothing yeah. like new, but they do drop some bits that you didn't realize happened. You know, there's a lot of jaw-dropping stuff happening in it. It is worth it. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame there's always so much filler. I, I kind of, I'm probably like the same. I kind of wish just Dan Abnett was just writing the whole thing. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think he's going to do the last book. Um, I think I think it's like eight in total. And then, it, well, the, the, the eight Siege of Terror book, is that going to be the end of Horace Heresy? That's going to be it then. Yeah, absolutely. That'll seal it off. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon they'll actually finish it, or do you reckon that's bullshit and they'll? You know? No, I I think that'll be it. I think they'll pick up and do like odd stories here and there, but as like a name series, that's definitely going to be it. I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I think I might pick the uh, pick the first one up. Um. All right. Well, uh, have you been watching the Mandalorian, mate? Uh, yes, I have been watching that with my lad, who's eleven now, and he's absolutely loving it. And that last episode, he was Mate. like grabbing my knee. I'm, I'm not going to say what happened in case people haven't seen it. But no, no, it's cool. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. Um, spoilers. Well. Watch it, Gav. Go, go for it. it all, Gav. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Right, okay. Let's go for it. What, what did you ever think of um, Luke's entrance back into it? Were you buzzing, or did you see it coming like a million miles away? Honestly, I, I didn't expect it was be Luke. You guess it was Luke, Gav. Yeah, the timeline kind of fitted with Luke, didn't it, really, more than anything else. So you can imagine it was going to be him out of any yeah. sort of Jedi. Yeah, it makes sense. It's more the fact I didn't quite know how they'd pull it off. Do you know what I mean? That's all. Yeah. That was only my concern because I thought, oh, but they did the kind of layer thing, didn't they? Where they yeah, the age, the age. Having thing. said that, they're talking about um, a little bit more with Luke moving forward. And I think um, they're going to get Stan Sebastian, uh, you know, the guy who plays Winter Soldier. Because he... Yeah, he, if you look at him, he, he's, he looks exactly like fucking Mark Hamill. It's, it's quite an uncanny likeness. If you, if you change up his Holy body. Shit. I've just Googled yeah. it now. That is mental. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was saying before, like, what you think, Chris and Gav, but like, obviously, typically the Star Wars films, for the most part, are obviously saturated in Jedi stuff. Whereas this one, obviously, it's talked about the Force, but it's not been too, like, full of, like, Jedi action. So I kind of felt that, like, Luke coming in and just seeing someone tan everyone Hmm. Kind of, it, it was almost like I don't know. It was like seeing something like that for the first time. Like yeah, it makes it genuine, that child, that childhood, like fucking childhood moment it, of being like fuck. It's weird. like Vader at the end of um, totally. One as well. Yeah, I said yeah. that earlier on, Gav. Hi, Gav. By the way, I didn't you must have snuck I in one? Probably. Yeah, crikey. It's um, that, no, that was, is that what we're talking about? And Mandalorian. Sorry, I just, I just, I just asked what. Yeah, Chris and. Yeah, Gav were, Gav were thinking. What are you guys thinking about the whole extended Star Wars universe? And obviously, they announced like a load of uh, a load oh, of different ten different TV series, isn't it? That's mad, isn't it? Well, oh, right. some of it's animated, and some of it will be like weird. Yeah, you've got like things I've not even watched. But tell you yeah. what, I'm buzzing for that. The Andor, 
TV show. Sure. I watched a little bit of the um Who's that? Andor. You know the, the dude Cassian Andor, who's like the kind of like the in buzzing for that because I mean he seems like fucking hardcore radicalized rebel, doesn't he? So it's um, yeah, he was cool. He was cool, wasn't he? I mean, if he can the, stand up to the Mandalorian, then it'll be good, won't it? You know what I mean? But they got some snaps. It. They've kind of made a high sort of watermark yeah. from themselves, haven't they? But like, it'd be making hard that, work out of it to make so, it all that good. They've got Did Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez is on for the um for the, the Boba Fett one. Yeah, which is yeah. that's going to be good. To yeah. shout that, isn't it? Be good. Yeah, I, I, like we said before, like obviously they're, they're going to put out a ton of stuff, but b- because now like we've ripped that bandaid off of like Disney put out some bad Star Wars stuff, but they've also put out some bangers. I, I'm good if some something comes out and it's it's not so hot. Whatever, there'll be something yeah, else. Yeah. Coming to mind. I'm I'm good with it. It's I don't. Yeah, I don't, a lot of people are saying pressure. that. Yeah, I don't feel so pressured about it. Podcasts and stuff, and they're saying like if it's not all great, it doesn't matter, does it? As long as you still throw out some bangers. Yeah, you can't. They can't all be hits. Do you know what I mean? No. It's like, I mean, the one I'm really buzzing for is the uh, the Willow TV series. I think that's going to be. Except uh, uh, <laughs> get a Caravan of Courage TV series. I'll be fucking. <laughs> that's a proper filler. <laughs> the, the, the real episode seven, Caravan of Courage. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, they've really thrown some money at that thing lately, huh? I guess they're trying to get that it's return in Marvel as well. There's some of the Marvel stuff they're bringing out on TV as well. That was. Yeah, I mean. Why I see it is this: I'm never going to complain about people making TV shows of shit I'm interested in. No. Instead of like, if it means I've got the choice between, oh, what should I watch tonight? The Mandalorian or the fucking Lando TV show or what have you, or Songs of Praise and fucking Antiques Roadshow. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's, Nothing it's wrong with problem. Antiques Roadshow, man. Nothing wrong with Antiques Roadshow. But if I expect that from Paolo, I don't expect it from you. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> anything else, Chris? Anything else you've been watching, mate? I'm trying to think what I've watched this year. Um... What was that one with the Romans invaded Germany? Um, Barbarians on Netflix? Barbarians. That was all right. I haven't watched that. I've seen it, but I haven't, I haven't dipped in yet. Um, it's not as good as Rome, but it's pretty good. Um, what else have I watched? That Michael Jordan uh, Chicago Bulls series was really good. Yeah, that, was that, was really good. Huh? that was really good, yeah. I watched that. It was great. That uh, cool. took me back to being 16 and playing basketball at school and listening to hip-hop. And, yeah, it was yeah. a right blast from the past. Bulls had a fucking team, didn't they? Oh, mate. Holy shit. Like, Rodman, talk about like, Dennis Rodman was an absolute. Oh, yeah. I forgot all that stuff he did, like going to Vegas and the wrestling <laughs> stuff. Like, it was wild, though, wasn't it? Like, I, I, when, when I first saw Rodman playing for the Bulls, I was like, I thought he, because I thought he was punk rock as fuck, you know, because he had like the nose ring. Yeah, and sure. shit. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looked, he looked cool. Not when he went totally like kind of crazy, but like that first couple of times. He <laughs> North down, Korean like, stuff is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Bordy, what was about that time you wore a uh, basketball jersey? <laughs> <laughs> well, Je- Jenny told me to go back upstairs and get changed because I looked like a <laughs> <laughs> The basketball jersey in the 90s was definitely a, a look, but I could never pull it off. I mean, you've seen my fucking arms. That was never going to happen. But... You've you got to be super skinny or you've got to be ripped. Yeah, and I was, I was neither. <laughs> <laughs> Fat body and thin arms. It was like watching a, a Satsuma and a cock, with cocktail six for arms trying to put on a basketball show. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was not as the children say. Um, Gareth, I'm sure I saw you in a basketball vest at some point. No, never. Never owned a basketball vest. You did? Did you have a hockey shirt? Nope. That'd be Matt Boardman. It's me. I was a hockey shirt, man. Fucking no. Man. What was it? It was a red one, wasn't it, you had? Yeah. yeah. What's it? Uh, Chicago cops. Yeah. Remember that look? I think I've got a picture of it somewhere actually. 
quite fresh in my mind. I've seen it recently. <laughs> <laughs> big, big hockey fan. I remember. So, what have you two been listening to? Anything good? Uh, uh, a bit of metal, a lot of pop, a lot of pop. Playlist actually pop up, Chris. I wasn't familiar with apart from the older record. I wasn't familiar with anything that you posted. Um, but you know, Paradise Lost. Uh, I didn't even know they put a new album out. I'm, I'm out uh, is, that, is that any good? I didn't Chris? know they were still a thing. Yeah, yeah, they've kind of hit the stride again. I mean, it's not oh. like classic stuff, but it's not filler at all. You know, they're not like yeah. just putting it out there. Me and, me and Nate went to go see him a few years ago, and they're all wearing fucking waistcoats and that. They look like a bunch of like like bank, bank like didn't they look like a, lo- a load of, sort of blokes who work in their office job who were having like that like a pub covers band? It was fucking weird. <laughs> it was uh, I will check out that new record though. Because uh... was it like going watching Bolly play again? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a waistcoat. So you know, waistcoat and nothing else. <laughs> vibe. Yeah. I will say that, like my dying bride, they still they still put out some bangers. Like their new records, like still not as good as like you know early stuff, but still uh, still pretty strong efforts, really. Paul Bearer record's good. I can't get on with that new Paul Bearer record, man. Can't do it. Just nah, just don't. Yeah, it hasn't been the same since the Undertaker split with him, has he? Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell! Get the tumbleweed out. Is that Paul Bearer band, the uh, really hipster band? Yeah, they toured with um, Yob, didn't they? Yob, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we saw him in Manchester. And this sounds about right. Because hey, I, remember, was there, yeah. I, I remember the phase board he went through where he was metal for a bit. Do you remember this? <laughs> and he got like, kind yeah. of, what was that, Sun and all them bands. He went, he went for a weird phase. He's into them, aren't you, bud? He was just kind of watching right. metal bands and art galleries and shit. Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, that, that was... I, can't, I can't be youth Corolla time, mate. Even are you? Well, you're mocking me for going for a cross phase, but you went through an art metal phase, you tit. So, like, you're I don't well. know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I went around to his house once and he had these headphones plugged into a tumble dry. Check this out. You're going to love this, lads. This this hot point is fucking on point. Woo! <laughs> are you, Gav? You've been listening to anything new? Is he on? Oh, a seance, isn't it? Gav, are you there? <laughs> Hey, Gav. He's gone. Should we, should we say his uh, name in the mirror three times? Scav, scav, scav. Say it backwards. Weird. Are you, are you still in work then, Chris? Um, yeah, last day tomorrow. Oh, the kids have finished school, have they? Yeah, they finished on Friday. So, like I said, I'm working from home. They're just playing on YouTube and Fortnite and Roblox. In fact, Ryan said today, can I download Halo? I'm like, uh, what rating is it? He's like, 16. Yeah, go on then. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Well, it's really a video game. What's the worst? It's you know, it's not going to be hardcore super sex, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's uh... cyberpunk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you, are you enjoying cyberpunk, Chris? Um, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I've not had it crash or death like that, but I'm not that far <laughs> into it. So, I think a lot of people said it's like Act Two where it starts going a bit crazy, but I'm enjoying yeah, yeah. it so far. Into the dildo factory. <laughs> no, I gave myself a big cock at the beginning, though. Oh, you. Were- <laughs> Yay! Oh, he's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Doing all sorts. Uh, final question, Chris. What's your uh, what's your favourite bit of Christmas dinner, mate? Oh, <laughs> oh right. No, my favourite bit is the Scooby Doo sandwich from like Boxing Day onwards. So, like, yes, how much man. stuff can you get in a panini and then stick it in the George Foreman? Christmas panini. Yeah. 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 Ye
I'd sit here for a bit and he comes in with his fucking baguette. What are you on about, lad? Um, I will say... This is not very good, though. I've already I've already started on the Scooby Doo sandwiches. Obviously, this year is a little little different for me because I'm I'm off the meat at the moment. But um, I uh, I still made quite. Are you a, vegan? I, I, I bet, basically because Sarah's vegetarian. I've been vegetarian. Yeah. I, the only time I ever eat meat is when Ager and uh, Ager and Bordy are around because you know whatever. <laughs> um, because I ain't seen her for a year, I've basically become like a bit of an accidental vegan. It's weird. Um, you say accidental vegan, you mean accidental crusty? Yeah. They've kind of gone hand in hand, to be fair. But I'm going to say this much. Bordy, Bordy, I'll tell you this much. You call me Judge Dreads. That's what I want to be called. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this much. All the vegan stuff, like when I was vegan the first time around, it's fucking horrendous. Okay, it's garbage. But, mate, you can get like a, a Frey Bentos pie that's vegan. It's mental. <laughs> a pucker pie that's proper, like a proper pucker pie. It's mental. You can get Ginster's vegan things, can't you? Ginster's vegan shit and stuff. That was basically my excuse. I was like, well, I haven't really got an excuse anymore. This is all there. So I've not felt bad. And I've constructed the first Scooby-Doo sandwich of the season, which I know isn't the one that comes after Christmas. We all know that's the important one. But I've been trying to get my practice swing in, you know. And a couple, I started toasting them as well, which clearly is old news to you, Chris, because you got the foreman out. But fuck a duck. These butties, I'm, I'm going in, lads. It's, Are you um, toasting it in under the grill? Whack it under the grill, like oh, they do in some way. But I tell it you, the game as good as a contact. You need no, it's a good. Get it's good. It's on. Tell you this, game crazy game. on it. It's new. This new sauce, like what? How do you say that stuff? Sriracha? What is that? Right. Yes, yeah, that they do it in like a kind of an orange bottle. It's in the like world food section of your supermarket. Yeah, like a mayonnaise. In the middle aisle. Yeah, mayonnaise. Yeah, that weird lid. Oh damn! Have you had it? Yeah. yeah did you say it's new sauce? I thought it was new. Not the, I don't yeah. mean the Sirac sauce on its own, but I mean like the kind of like the mayonnaise. Yeah, well, got you. Yeah. To me, anyway. I'll tell you what, yeah. game changer. Whack some of that juice in there. You got yourself a butty lad. Put in it. Yeah, I'm into <laughs> it. I'm a fan. That's all I've got. You, you're looking forward to Christmas. What's your favourite bit of your Christmas dinner, Gav? Uh, well, all of it, but roast potatoes for sure, obviously. How do you do? How do you do your roasties, Gav? How do you do your roasties? I don't <laughs> use it on like goose fat or anything like that. That's just bullshit. Just need good oil. Uh, part boil them for about 10, 15 minutes. Whack them round the pan so it gets a bit, uh, so it breaks them up a little bit. A rustic edge is what we need. I run a fork yeah. over it, Gavin, and I chuck the, uh, the salt. Nice. In the there you see, then you put, yeah, you put, put it in your pan, you, know, you heat it up oil, and then you whack on some seasoning, leave it in the oven, and just keep turning every 15 minutes for about 45 minutes. Done. Gap's right there. The key is to make sure that your oil is piping hot. So as, when they come out of the, the pan and into the hot pan, you get that. You, want, you Basically, you want to take your life in your hands. <laughs> yes. in your arms. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, you're putting them in, it's not spitting back at you. You're not doing it right. Yeah, basically, you're, basically if, if you're not doing it right, if you don't like that fella from the Falklands. Christmas <laughs> 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 dinner. And we, we have a veggie Christmas dinner in our house anyway, because listen. What's your, uh, what's your centre bit then, Gav, in that case? I think we're having um, a parsnip and chestnut pie. Mmm. Oh, have a pie. Bit, of, bit of M&S action. Anyway, what are you having for your main then, Chris? What, what's the centre bit? Turkey? You traditional um, or something like beef or something? No, just having a turkey crown with pigs in blankets. Yes, mate. A bit of cauliflower cheese, Yorkshire pudding. Oh, oh, cauliflower yeah. cheese, yes, mate. 
I've got something else for you. This is a bit of a contentious issue in my house. Sorry, listeners, I'm sure you don't give a shit about this, but I'll be honest, I don't give much of a shit about you. So um, what I want to say is cabbage. Are we fans or yes. not? Yes. Yeah. Cabbage. cabbage. All the yes. way, Yes. Oh, I'm doing it oh, with um, apples, apples and... Uh, yeah, it's got to be sweet. You've got that cinnamon touch to it as well. Is it? You're talking yeah, about cinnamon in it. You know, get that... Because the thing is, get onto this. Last year, I cook this every year because it's like a favourite. It's, it's a Christmas thing, isn't it? You gotta have it. it smells, it smells nice. Yeah, and I made it last year, and no one ate any of it except me. What? We don't like this, Nathan. Why do you keep making this? I tell you, what hurt my feelings. So I'm glad I'm taking solidarity in the company of you men who understand that Christmas isn't Christmas without a big plate of red cabbage. Mate, it's more than area. And you, sticking your sandwich you. afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Glad you're here. I knew there's a reason you showed up, and it's that. Be <laughs> <laughs> good, excellent. I see. I'll tell you. I bet he doesn't like red cabbage. Fine. Yeah, Owen will. Yeah, he needs it for his joints or something, doesn't he? Probably, doctor says. Uh, yeah, yeah. Make sure you eat plenty of cabbage, Owen. I wouldn't get into it. I'd be like, well, oh, it's got too much <coughs> vinegar in it for me. Oh, no. <laughs> Poison? No. Does it come with a dairy lead dipper? Yes, soft. <laughs> ice cream afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit spicy. Yeah. I have some ice cream. I we went out for dinner once. Like I was after some show or something. Was it GBK or something? I wasn't even that. Oh, some random spot, and everyone else is getting chips and what have you. He just has chips and ice cream. It's like taking a kid to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. When you were in Wales, did you have to go out with Owen and have GBK like every meal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was either GBK or McDonald's drive through <laughs> Go to GBK. I don't think I've ever been to one. I must have done once, but Gordon Bennett. It's not a harvester, is it? Harvester's still a thing. I feel like maybe we might have lost that in the... Um... No, they hold on, don't they? I'm not the little chef. Rest in peace, little chef. Anyway. I suppose. Little chief. <laughs> little chief. Speaking of little chief, should we get Dan Sant back in here so we can wrap this up? Thanks for coming, boys. No worries. Cool. See you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Take it Hopefully, easy. Hopefully, see you soon. Take Hopefully. it easy, Rob. Peace. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Peace.
Who have we got left then? We got um, Mr. Daniel Stunt. Is he? I think he actually might be genuinely boycotting it. No, no, no. He's, he's asking. He keeps asking. He's like, I'm not coming on. Then he messages, What time do you want me? <laughs> <laughs> it just occurred to me that we haven't actually explained quite why we've got all these different sort of friends jumping we'll in. We'll do, we'll, do we'll do that after count. Here he is. This is what now. Here he is. It's everyone's favourite. Hey, pretend to be asleep. Pretend to be asleep. <laughs> I might log off. I went to play Warzone. I might get off. I'm going to put him on mute. Warrington's finest export has turned up. And I tell lads, and I tell Hello, how's it going? Well, uh, you know, I'm just licking my wounds after dropping in and feeling like I was that fifth person when you're about to press uh, press start on quads. <laughs> For listeners, we had, to, we had to. We were in the middle of something, and Dan showed up, sticking his fucking face in. It, it turns up on a video chat. No one wanted you on video chat, Dan. No, I just clicked the thing, and it instantly started the camera. So yeah. I made sure I didn't have it on this time after the abuse I got five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of an intense uh, Bigfoot story, Dan Potter. Yeah, we were talking about Bigfoot, and then and then Sa the San Francisco Sasquatch comes lumbering into the interview and just, and, you know, spoils it for us. Well, did you see it or did you not? That's the thing. I can't be sure. I, can't be sure. I think I caught a glimpse, maybe. <laughs> we'll never know. How are you, Daniel? All right? Yeah, not yeah. bad. Yourselves? I'm, I'm well, fantastic. We're all good here. Um, what are you up to in San Francisco? Are you working at the moment? Yeah, I was just yeah. working. I just got off. I'm oh, nice. Do you, so in your line of work, uh, are you open right up until Christmas? I presume so, since you're in the gifting business. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be open Christmas Eve, 12 to 4. Um, I, gonna be, you're going to be like a little uh, Bob Cratchit working away down there, selling, um, That's right. <laughs> selling that mega GI joke bat. Yeah, I'm part Tiny Tim, part Bob Cratchit. What's the best selling item you've got at the moment? For those who don't know, Dan works at Super Seven, which is a fantastic shop. Not just works at, I would say. What What would your actual What's your actual position at the moment at uh, Super Seven, Dan? Uh, I'm basically in charge of physical retail. Nice. So, uh, I should also point out that Dan, pretty much, whenever like Dungeon Punks does, well, I don't even know if this should be going on the record, but whenever Dungeon Punks does a great event, Dan pretty much supplies half the prizes for the entire event, and that's pretty much all the ones. We've done. So, um, shout out, Dan. Not all scouts are bad. <laughs> wow um i need a lawyer just like a scouser i need a lawyer right now to uh defend me against all these out you know just allegations and all this, all this racism yeah you know i don't have any i don't have anyone's car stereo at the moment so lay off yeah not so bad mate bye turkey uh, yeah, picked it up. Nice turkey yeah, crown. Hey, I've seen your turkey crown. We didn't ask Dan. Well, Who Dan, hasn't? Bolly's got turkey crown. What have you got for your Christmas dinner, Dan? Well, I went on a mad... I set my alarm this morning at 6am because the Tofurky feast is is a uh, rare, rare species apparently right now. Well, so I've heard about this. Yeah. Pre-order it. Was it was it on like a raffle for my polite? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get it from there, but I went in and bought bought five other field roasts instead. <laughs> I'll learn them. Um, yeah, that, uh, that's 
turkey roasting. I had that a couple of years ago. It's fucking good. Yeah, it, it it's really nice. But I had to. Uh, I basically, I pulled up the Safeway app and I went in there and it says, "Hey, it says you have this right now." It was an oipaloi situation. <laughs> I went in and it says, "Says you have this in stock. There's not on the shelf. Can you go find it for me?" They came back. Sorry, we don't have it. So then I'm like, "Oh, well." Um, all I'm right. Something else. <laughs> well, I did. I bought. I did buy the field roast just as a backup, but then I went to Sprouts <laughs> and I found one. Sprouts. Uh, Sprouts. Sprouts is a health food store. Okay, excellent. So Christmas is saved, is what you're telling me. Well, we'll see. We'll see how how bad I make it. Uh, and it's, it, what else do you have for that? Because I'm curious. Because obviously, it's, I'm, I've gone back to um, a, a, a plant plant lifestyle at the moment because I'm going through a, a late bloom crust phase, much to the amusement of my. Um, my peers here. What do you have <laughs> with, your, uh, with your jar of turkey, mate? Well, the great thing about having a cross-based lifestyle is, uh, you know, when you're doing the dishes and stuff, you've got your front flap and your back flap ready to go. <laughs> but what, what I am making with it is some roast Brussels sprouts, some roast asparagus okay. and some uh roasted mashed japanese sweet potatoes oh wow. Wow. look at this guy body i bet you can't believe what you're hearing here can you good that yeah tickling that. your whistle mate where's the kids well, side dish roasted mashed sweet potato i mean i've never heard of that before cut your mind is what i'm yeah thinking. yeah roast it with the uh skin on with uh some some black pepper and salt on it with a little bit of olive oil Gets all crispy and then you mash it up so there's little crispy parts throughout. You leave the skin in on it. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you ain't got the crunch, have you, Mark? You need to have the the yeah, exterior. Like There's no crispiness to be man. What you said about Bob, how do you like your sweet potatoes mashed? Uh yeah, I'll I do a sweet potato mash. Uh pureed, you know, and it, it, however it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Bolly, I'm glad you were here. Oi, Bolly, talk to us about a Mandalorian. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I was into yeah. it. You know, kind of like <laughs> final episode. Pretty, you know, emotional. Did you feel about learned. Luke? Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it kind of made sense. I, you know, it's one of those. It seemed a bit obvious, and I guess you know, the bit kind of like ways that you can like say, oh god, you know, they could have done something a bit less obvious, but it it kind of made sense because if Grogu was going to reach out who's who, in a position to wear it mainly. So. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, we all kind of saw that one coming. Uh, interesting. Who's going to be training, you know, foundlings and all that? It's going to be Luke because we know that yeah. from Absolutely. shitty episode eight. Absolutely. It was, kind of, it was kind of a giveaway, wasn't it? i tell you what I thought. I thought we might have seen more of Ahsoka in that whole thing. I, I feel like... Uh, she's got her own spin-off series coming, hasn't she? No, but yeah. I mean... I thought she would be more of a. If you're going to bring a, a character like that, who's obviously a fan favorite, definitely underused a fan favorites, and I think that was with intent because Boba Fett, obviously his arrival coming back is huge. Ollie, I, I'm curious about your opinion on this because you're a man who used to wear a Boba Fett hat to gigs quite a lot. I did indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you feel about Boba Fett coming back into it? Um, we be getting your hats out again. Um, I think that hat is long. Actually, however, I've still got it or not. Um, I've, got a picture of you. I've got a picture of you around here somewhere. I found it the other day of you wearing that Boba Fett hat. I'll, I'll try and get take a photo of it later on. I was probably also wearing kind of like a, a, 
a Generation X or, or kind of like Bishop from the X-Men t-shirt as well. So I, I want to say it was an X-Men t-shirt. It's, it's a picture of you, Bordy, and, and Mark. Big, all the big hairs. I mean, pretty much used to wear kind of like nothing but comic t-shirts and <laughs> and then I grew up a little bit and then I regressed back to kind of like where we used to be. So, <laughs> Did you think of him then, Paul? I thought he was good, Boba Fett. I liked him. Yeah, um, uh, you know, it, and again, it, it, I think with a lot of things like that is kind of, you know, why are they doing it? Is it kind of like obvious just to kind of like get the kind of like marks kind of like, you know, a bit wet or is it kind of like just, you know, does it make sense? And it made sense in the context of the show and kind of like what, you know, where they would go in and, you know, I think even more, even more than that, I think it's because it made them go do that and they went, fuck yeah, that's exactly what we should. I mean, mm-hmm. they just bust off it, you know what I mean? I think that's what got me. You could tell they were buzzing off the whole yeah. thing. Well, well, I think, thing, I think that's it with Favreau. It sounds, it seems like someone who gets it. Yeah, but Dave, Dave Filoni is uh, really, really the. I think even stronger behind. I mean, I know Favreau probably has the wow the the authority. You know, like hey, I just did all this Avengers stuff, and you know, uh, but Filoni is the one like weaving these storylines yeah. as with, with i mean they're collaborative obviously but i'm gonna have to say uh the way they did boba fett was it it, it wasn't so thumbed at all because he obviously had been wandering you know he was in tuscan raider garb he had all the tuscan uh, raider weapons uh they definitely paid homage to the fact that he'd been on tatooine like struggling you know and then uh, yeah and then he saves her life, so she has a, a debt to him. And then, uh, yeah, I think it was really well revealed. And uh, I know when they do the book of Boba Fett, it won't be uh, it won't be as long as a series as the Mandalorian. I think it'll be a shorter series. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel yeah. about your man um, Bib getting um, iced? Well, <laughs> I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of timber on as well, hasn't he? Yeah, just a bit, yeah, yeah. Just a bit chunky. A little pandemic twenty. <laughs> um, I have to say, have you got an next up big fortune tattoo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it in ninety-five. Oh, that's an OG tat there, Dan. Why big fortune? I'm curious. I, I think when I was a little I thought, kid, Dan thought his things were goggles. Thought they were Stone Island goggles. He's, he's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the bumps on his forehead. CP Fortuna. Um, no. So when I was a little kid, uh, my mum put under the tree two figures that came from uh, the dog, Oscar, <laughs> to me and my brother. And uh, my brother got Greedo and I got Bib Fortuna. And I, I just, ever since then, it like, I don't know, I just love Bib Fortuna. And like, he's been my. He was so creepy looking because he's, he's like mouth is like dead weird and his eyes are red. But what used yeah. to kill me about the action figure was it like it looked like he had big flares on. Yeah. Remember, it, like, yeah. So, did the, so did the emperor. Yeah. The emperor was was wearing kickers and flares and a, a, a yeah. bucket hat. <laughs> that was a funny figure, man. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Flares. The emperor was a mail away for a while. I know that much. Yeah. Uh, I, I got yeah. it as a mail away. Yeah, it came it came in a little white box, so you thought like, oh, what a jip when you got it because you thought, oh, why is yeah. there no like card art or anything, you know? Yeah, they used to bum me out because they did that a couple of times for mail away because you used to was it like a proof Anakin, of 
Anakin, Anakin as well. The other one, that's right. Yeah. Um, was it? It was like yeah. Proof of Purge, didn't it? You got it off the like the game. Yeah. You had to cut into your cards and yeah. Shit got, your, got the Yoda backpack thing for Luke. That's right. I'm a, I'll tell you right. Look, there was one time where I I saved up my Proof of Purchase points for that, and I sent off emperor and i was so buzzing when this little package turned up but it was really long and i was like that seems weird yeah. like the figures can be really thin when i opened it it wasn't what it was my grand had saved up a load of stuff off the back of fucking boxes of frosty and i had like a ruler a tony the tiger ruler with a calculator like attached to it i was like nice. i was like what the fuck is this man i want the emperor <laughs> where's the emperor not? it didn't occur to me that i could have both things i'd actually got both things coming and therefore i was being quite <laughs> loyal i was just furious that someone had bought me something to do with maths you know what the fuck is this i want i want, <laughs> I want palpatine I'm like, what can i do with this sums you know what right. though i i heard it's that ruler was great <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> right on, on that note i'm gonna actually jump off the chat now um and get some oh. sleep um merry christmas and love to all of you um yeah let's uh let's hope 2021 is a good one the year of the dungeon yeah i to see you people i mean i don't say this lightly because I can't stand most people. I've actually wanted to see all of the people in this chat in real life next year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Good one, it. I'll, yeah, I'll anyway. be over. I'll be over if the thing hasn't mutated and you don't have three arms by the time. More arms to argue with, man. Some, some of us yeah. have extra limbs or extra toes anyway, so you're out of luck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, Aga, what's up, Hull? That Hull DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbing out the slime. Be <laughs> <from Dave>. All right then, boys. Peace out. Bye, Dave. Merry Crimbo. Gone. Have a good one. Right. Um, so, the one thing... Um, I, are, we, are we still on Mandalorian? Yeah, man. Gone, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, yeah. The one thing I, I thought was done really well is the um, the Frog Lady episode. I thought that was fucking yeah, that great. Was sick. Yeah. What was it you liked about that? Well, I like... I mean, I always like an homage to Alien, but sure. that whole I thing like was the Alien, fact... Yeah, but I really like the fact that an ancillary character like that got a really, really well-developed backstory and you could know so much about her and, you know, subsequently some, her yeah. her I relationship felt, and stuff. I felt some yeah. love for her, man. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, look, I, I felt like Yoda, uh, Grogu was kind of a dick, kept eating her kids. Oh, me too. I, mean? I, I, was, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was dead mad at him. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like right. munching his way through a fucking thing. I'm just like, this woman, the survival of her species is in that tank, and you're yeah. treating it like a buffet, you little dickhead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so Japanese. Yeah, just bobbing, bobbing for like... Um, it was like old boy, wasn't it? Like yeah. old boy. Yeah, that, just... that squid, yeah, fucking yeah. hell. But um, what, was, what was great about it was in the next episode how gentle and nice he was once it was a, a tadpole or whatever, you know? yeah. Like, uh, I suppose it's the child thing, isn't it? Like, you know, he, he can't really equate the two things until it's actually in front of him like a life, I guess. But I, I, one, you, you hit on a really kind of like valid point there. And it's what I was trying to say earlier on was that why I liked Empire the first time around was because of those ancillary characters that suddenly make the world a lot bigger. And you kind of not so caught up in you know, space wizards flying around and daddy issues that you've actually got these other more kind of like regular guys who've got stuff going on. Do you know what I mean? And the same, the same could be said of the Mandalorian, and that like the reason that was great. He had a real, he had a really great kind of like supporting cast, kind of like just yeah. for kind of like one or two episodes. But like you had like Oliphant, you know, being, you know, you had some proper kind of like you know really cool kind of you know people who are only in it for like twenty minutes, half an hour, but you know they really make an impact in, in, yeah, in no, the screen time yeah. they've got. 
I watched Timmy the Elephant in. Same. Absolutely. Exactly same. Well, having said that, I watched him in a movie the other day with Vin Diesel, and it was quite possibly the worst film I've ever seen, Mark. And I only watched it because Oliphant <laughs> was in it. It's really yeah. bad. I can't remember what it's called, like One Man Out or something like that. It's like an action oh, film. Yeah. God damn it, some like, dog shit. He's, he was really, really good on uh, the latest season of Fargo. Yeah. I think I'll watch him in anything. You know, he's he's up there with um as I like like Bill Paxton and Michael Bean. He's he's in that kind oh, of yeah, tier yeah. for me. Speaking of Michael Bean, of course, we um we got a little taste of him in uh I in that sorry. one episode of Ahsoka. Yeah, well, he was great. Do you think the uh, the shotgun references were a little bit of a, a hark back to uh, oh, right. yeah. other career yeah, other totally. career highs for him? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was great. I think that was one of the cool I, things as well. They referenced as I've said a lot to... of as I've said to like Bordy though, kind of like as much as I, I I love the show and kind of like you know you watch it and you kind of like get really invested. In it, the the bit I look forward to the most of all is kind of like the end credits with oh, the kind of like yeah, conceptual yeah, art. Oh, it, that, that's amazing. the stuff that absolutely blows my mind off. Do you see? <laughs> you know the episode where um because the one the episode I really liked was the one right before the penultimate episode where they went to that um. And they were doing the trucking thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Did you see the conceptual art for that where it looked where it's Poe Dameron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, you know. Because I was looking, I was like, holy shit! So those pirates who weren't pirates who were very clearly indigenous rebels. um, Yeah, it was interesting. I I thought the whole way the way they did that, where they kind of flipped the perspective. Because at one point you're like, I'm stoked to see stormtroopers because they, you know, when they they show up and everyone's all stoked to see them. Oh, you made it! Then all of a sudden you think, hang on a minute. Guys on the skiffs were just—they weren't weren't trying to steal, yeah. you know, fuel or you know, um, incendiaries, whatever it was. They were trying to destroy it. So obviously, they're they're very got anti-imperialist sentiment. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, I thought it that. Was, it's a cool shout out as well. The explosive trucks to like you know like wages of fear here in sorcerer. Yes, I mean, definitely had that vibe. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what was uh, really good about that is the the fact like. Mando, like his fighting style, he like thought he was wearing Beskar or he was like doing muscle memory like he was wearing Beskar. Yeah, and then yeah, when, yeah. The, when, when they smashed him with that spear, he's like, oh, fuck. What's it like to get hurt now? This, this sucks. Yeah. Um, I thought the other cool thing was, or the way I thought it was going to go, was when he turned, we know when like Mayfeld like a, clearly had a crisis of conscience and he sat with yeah. an officer. And it's just mm-hmm. like you know what, fuck you, man. Oh, do, you, do you know what I mean about when that whole yeah, dialogue? You yeah. said about the people that you, or you you killed just so you could I don't know win the day or whatever. And the guy was like, "Well, fuck them." The thought that turn, I thought that turn was really good. And I tell you where I thought if I had written that episode, this is where it would have gone, and it's where I thought it was going to go. When he did that and he shot the officer, and then they fled, I thought the way Cara Dune had looked at him previously, because we know how much he hates Empire. Despite, despite apparently being a yeah. real life fucking Nazi or whatever, um, <laughs> she hates him so much. I honestly thought that when he got out and they were fleeing, I thought she was going to pop him. I mean, and that would be like yeah, yeah. the moral of the story would be that like she wouldn't have known that he'd had a crisis of faith and she was like one more dead Imperial or what have you. That would have played yeah, true yeah, to her right. character, I thought. So I'm kind of glad they didn't do that, but it would have been bleaker yeah. if they had. I, I liked, I like that bit you're talking about with the, with the uh, Imperial officer because that's like a. Um, a bit of a nod to like Tarantino as well, in it, in um, the the one uh, yeah. Inglorious Bastards in the scene. Absolutely, uh, yeah. The and one thing I didn't it. like about it though that he was a creepy Southern American. I want all it, my Imperial officers to be nose in the air, <laughs> Kensington. 
the reason the reason for it though is because um if you watch like old west or, or not old westerns but like westerns when they had a lot of the southern officers who um after the after sort of like the civil war ran away to mexico and became like ban bandits or whatever I always played them as like these creepy southern texas like you know like southern american yeah yeah, so that's know, like what they're kind of referencing. Rogue Confederates, kind of. Yeah. Exactly, that's what they were referencing because they're like rogue imperials. That's well, why they're always, not It's always interesting that the stormtroopers have American accents, but the yeah, officers yeah, yeah. are always British, you know? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It kind of, it kind of like plays rogue. into like a class thing, though, as well, doesn't it? I suppose yeah, absolutely. that's a typical exactly. military that's thing that's anyway. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like, I suppose they, they, they're kind of like... Clark's, you know, kind of like referencing of it in it, but the, you lot, a lot of the people who can like, you know, die are just the common working class schmucks, and the people who are kind of like, you know, um, sort of like choreographing it all and kind of like, you know, um, you know, ordering all these to do people are kind of like the upper class people who don't give a toss who lives or dies anyway, as long as they well, you know, impose their will. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely from Blackadder, you know. That's totally. definitely totally. thought about throughout the uh, from '77 on. I feel. I feel that is definitely like... And that's why they've got it right as well. When they reference, they hark back to those things. And, you know, one of the things I noticed about... I don't know if I was more aware of it or, or I was looking for it, but I think that whole Mandalorian thing, it was definitely a lot of the dialogue is really reflective of the time we're living in. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. loads of, like, you know, very pointed commentary about, like, you know, Imperiums and, like, how it's basically fascism and blah, blah, blah. It was a lot of that. And I don't know if it was, I don't think it was heavy handed. Even, like, Man the Mandalorian um, himself, who's obviously the, the, the point of him is that you know, he does anything to turn a buck. His sort of character arc in this whole thing, where he has chosen to stay out of these conflicts because they are not financially rewarding to him. But by the end of it, he was he was taken aside. Do you know what I mean? He clearly. Oh, like, I, I'd say three episodes in, his he's changed like almost like. I mean, the uh, kid maybe, has clearly influenced him, but yeah. I think, but in in the second season, I think just it, the people around him were clearly sort of. Uh, I, I meant like, three episodes in into three episodes mm -hmm. into season two. Not. Oh no! Then uh, I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, the, yeah I thought that was kind of cool, actually. When the, when they get to. Uh, where the Mon Calamari are going to fix his ship. From then on, he's essentially what we would recognise as being in the rebellion. You know, yeah, he's he's basically a, re a rebel, isn't he? By mm. that point, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking right on, man. I, uh, that, what a great season! And I just, that, to me, that's been the one high point throughout this entire miserable year. Has been that show. Do you know what I mean? It's something, to, something genuine to look forward to because it's it's just, it's just pure as fuck. What's what's everyone buzzing on right now besides that? Like, what's everyone's favourite uh, bit of oh, media? I, I, actually, I just mentioned it before. I rewatched The Detectorist a couple of weeks ago, and that was oh. fucking mind-blowing. And then I went on to... I don't know if you've seen it, Dan, but um, Nate Nate told me about it. Don't forget The Driver. No. Watch no. Oh, mate. Mate, you will fucking love it. You will love it. You got All right. player, Dan. No, but I need oh, to get a VPN oh. so I can do it. Okay. Yeah. We'll check that out. It's, it's kind of a, like small, bittersweet English kind of comedy. Not unlike Detectorist, I suppose, but in a, in a yeah. slightly different setting. But it's good. It's got that guy Toby. Is it Jensen? What's his name? Yeah. That that actor who's in Detectorist. He's in it. Yeah, man. I think I think you'll like it. I, I sort of stumbled upon it by quite by accident. It's, it's really good. Nice. Um, I I uh, recommended Detectorist to uh, a coworker, and she was like three or four episodes in, and and she just. Uh, texted me and said, "Does anything happen in this series?" <laughs> oh. 
I'm uh, like, yeah. Welcome it's, to it's British not, TV. Yeah, I'm yeah like, I, it's, it's not for Americans then, I guess. It's not an American. Yeah, I don't think Americans would, would get that. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's. I think you have to be one of those things that you probably only resonates if you are English, to be fair, because it's very much a. Or if, or if you're, an, or if you're like an, an Anglophile, if you've watched a lot of How You Being Served and, and stuff like that as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's just, it's just sweet, in it. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just really charming. That's the only way I can yeah. describe that program. Charming. Seen there's um, a new World Gummidge episode this Christmas, Dan. No, I haven't seen the last oh, ones because they haven't shown up okay. anywhere. Oh, it's my, amazing. Um, Amazon Prime. Thing. Okay, fair that, enough. That oh, yeah. isn't it really good. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> there's a great escape because he's dead. Um, it, it's basically he's directed these series of films. I guess it's about pretty much post, post wind um, post wind rush to almost uh, yeah. to the eighties. Really good, like that first one, Mangrove was fantastic. Like yeah, and it's knowing thing about me and Dan were talking about before because the first episode, the first they're all self contained small movies and they're based on. I think they're all based on true stories, are they not? True stories, where the personal side of things, the historical yeah. relevance is well well fabricated into the world that they yeah. existed in. It feels in. very believable. And I know, like, so the, the first one was about this chap who had um, opened up, like, a little Caribbean restaurant. And I'm guessing, like, what do you reckon that was, Dan? 70s? 70s, early 80s? 60s. Oh, was it 60s? 60s? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, basically, like, he'd, he'd opened up this little um, restaurant and how they, the, the, you know, what the busies were like in the 60s and yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, these are fucking assholes. How they basically just intimidated and bullied and just would go in and like batter and smash the place up. And how it became like a bit of a kind of community, like staging ground, if you want, inadvertently, not by, by his choice, but like yeah. the rest of the community sort of rallied around it. And it ended up in this uh, big sort of riot. And um, it was sure. really well done, wasn't it, Dan? It was like incredible to watch. Yeah. The second episode, uh, and this is where I, I, I sort of had to chat to Dan about this because I didn't really grasp it. The first one was really quite sort of political and quite incendiary, and there was a lot of shit going on. Um, the second episode, on the other hand, was like a really small story about um, this lass like slipping out and going to like a house party, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, they had like a sound system going on, and yeah. you know, they're playing all reggae and all the food going and stuff. And it's just a small story set in that. Like, there's no big sort of revelations or anything like that. It's more just like a little slice of life. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, the first time I watched it, I was disappointed because I was like, well, I don't, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I, I want to see cops getting smashed up or, you know, like <laughs> some, some kind of riots and shit. But instead, it was just like, it was a smaller story. And it wasn't until I spoke to Dan about it, he kind of, because he knew more about the music yeah, 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 yeah. side of it that was quite relevant to it. Didn't know anything about that. It was called Lover's Rock, and it, which is, as I found out later, like a style of reggae, I guess, that's kind of quite centered around a sort of specific lyrical theme. And it all made a lot more sense after he said that. And, then, and I think the third one was about uh, Boyega, you know, the stormtrooper from yeah. Force Awakens, him becoming a copper, and he's only a white copper. And in the, er- of abuse in the early 80s National Front era in a, yeah. a very uh, mixed area, so where the police yeah. are yeah. oppositional to the, to the people they're supposed to be policing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, they're really good. If anyone, you guys should definitely watch it. I was really like, I'm gonna watch it. Quite impressed. It's just you know, the, when the BBC does those things, they're doing really fucking well. Like they, you know, they nail it. Whole vibe was there. I've still got a couple more to watch. About I haven't seen the one with the guys in prison. Dan, have you seen that one? You, yes, I, I've seen them all. You're gonna love the the next one, the Alex Wheatle one, uh, yeah. because it, it it's well, he's a writer, so you know. He ends up being a writer, but you don't know that. Like, uh, 
necessarily, you know. Uh, but what you'll see is just, I don't know, just the amazing thing that is like whenever you move somewhere new and, you you know, you want to belong. Yeah, absolutely. And you feel outside of your own community. You know, like sometimes I'll go to a hardcore show and I'll be like, I don't have anything in common with anyone here, you know? Uh, yeah. You know, it, so like imagine moving to, you know, Brixton during the Brixton riots, you know, and yeah. feeling out of place within your own skin, but also out of place within society. Like it, it captures that really, really well and captures the, captures the, um, the inner strife and the damage to your own psychology that happens because of, the way the country's class system and innate, innate racism is set up, but also what can happen within your own community if you if you don't know how to style switch, you know? Yeah, for it, sure. Yeah, it's super cool. It? It's, it's so well done, and it's just like, you know, we're living in times where, you know, racism, of course, is prevalent. It's heavy in the news, and it's all around. You do start sort of thinking about yourself and how you, how you act, and, you know, we're all pretty multicultural kind of guys. You know, we all listen to rap music the same way we listen to punk and all that it all just seems to be one big melting pot you know we're not you know we're, we're pretty switched on in that respect but i, I, I would punk- say, i would say we've actively made as being raised by punk we've all actively made choices to be anti-racist as much yeah, as sure. possible and to smash racism wherever we can but mm. it doesn't mean that society is not instilled just things that you just don't think of sometimes and yeah, you right. just catch yourself like Jesus Christ, like I was thinking about explaining to someone because we talk on 185 Miles South, the pod, about, hey, we're not going to let telephone, like, uh, so that's what it's called in, in America, telephone, but in England it's called Chinese whispers. And I I was thinking, like, that's racist as oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know? But you, you just, that, yeah. you're just some, somehow, you know, it's what it's always been known as. And then you're like, wait a second, that's stemming off of not understanding Chinese people, so that's why the message goes wrong and it's racist as fuck. <laughs> I'd never even thought of that, Dan. That's a really fucking... Because uh, it gets to the point where you always think, to yourself, oh, am I tripping over myself here? Yeah, but then you just think there's all these things that, you, like you say, Chinese whisper, something as simple as that. It might not be the most offensive thing in the world, but it also comes from a place of, like, you know, not understanding another culture, doesn't it? And that's... Well, God. yeah, like, ju- just saying that's how woven into... Yeah things that we've grown up on uh, that it's deep below the subconscious sometimes so we you know we all have actively have work to do always to to get better yeah no you, you're, you're bob on and like, going back to what i was saying that's what i think that's why that that particular set of films has been really good because it does show that like no matter how switched on we all think we are and you know i, I, know. I don't, I don't yeah. even say pc i just think you're either a cool person or you're a dickhead you know that's that's how it is but you know, we've still got a bit of, bit of oh, grafting no. to do to like kind of understand other people. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, I, I always feel sorry. Uh, uh, I, I always feel like that there's things to do, but it becomes antithetical if you are policing yourself 24 7. Like, you can't enjoy anything anymore because that's not the case either. I, I don't think uh, anyone should reject things that were from a different time because of uh one small element of it being awful you know like for yeah, example no, I, like imagine if you were into uh bon jovi or poison or motley crew like crazy 
<laughs> right, Bolly? <laughs> Imagine, you know, but the pretty, <laughs> pretty womanizing songs, you know, throughout the thing, or like, that, yeah. like anything, anything in the nineties of hip hop, which is the best era of hip hop. If right. anything is dropping an f bomb, and you're like, I can't listen to that anymore. It's like time has moved on. Like the the youth who is showing us the way a lot in in the way that they are leading with these kind of conversations, and it is great. They have to understand that everything wasn't the same way, and this art doesn't just get washed away because like if we're thinking about <laughs> you go into the louvre you if if every dickhead that you couldn't support their art anymore <laughs> there would be nothing on the wall there'd be nothing in there i was thinking about yeah. this before actually and you know it came to my mind when the whole morrissey being a racist thing came out and i thought right i don't ask for a fucking cv check or whatever it is whenever um I, I buy a record or read a book. I don't know anything about the personal lives of, I don't know, William Blake or fucking Ice Cube yeah. or any of these things. You know I mean, I took the things it was, enjoyed it or pushed it aside. Nine always, I think a lot, I think the internet age has a lot to do with the fact that like everything is accessible and you can sort of like pick through the sort of bones of people's lives just to see if they're a nice person and like, oh, they, they do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm driving? I'm not, I'm articulating myself very well, yeah. but yeah. Everything's there to be seen now, isn't it? And you can judge everybody off. Also, I'm going to say this. I said it before, I think, but like, you know, art and music and books and all these things, they, they tend to come from a place of like, a lot of time by damaged fucking people. Um, yeah. Pain. They're all going to have their, you know, their shit together. They're not all going to have the, the right set of opinions. I mean, the, going back to The Mandalorian, when Gina Carano, she says a lot of terrible things. She's, so, a, she's, a, horrible, she's a horrible person doesn't mean she that I, I want yeah. her completely written out of the series just because she's a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, she's stupid more than anything else. But, I mean, it did. It rankled yeah. me a little when I was watching it. I was like, she stood there. She's got that rebel tattoo on her face. She's saying all yeah. these things that are like, basically, you know, I, I resist oppression. And yet here she's in her real life. It, the, the two things are not, oh, she's not, she's not sort of like, there's a gig. It's a job, right? You know? And, and yeah, well. Yeah. Politics and they're separate. And, you know, my, 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 I don't agree with her politics and I think they suck. Uh, at the end of the day, she, she's not making a passion play, is she? She's making entertainment. So the it's thing like, that hurts the most about the Morrissey thing, though, is he was one of us. Do you know what I yeah. mean? For the longest, longest time, and all of his songs are about that lonely, oppressed person and finding something funny or finding some love somewhere. And those lyrics have meant the world to so many lonely people yeah. all over the world. The thing is, he's he's not a racist. He's a xenophobe. And I'm not saying, you know, we could chop that up, but, you know, and see, like, the xenophobia probably comes from a racist standpoint. But he's just chose to align himself with, like, people who are hammering on about immigration, which really does come from a level of racism. But, Absolutely. you know, it it's like watching the, um, the Steve McQueen films, right? I look at England in those times and it just has such an amazing charm and like it is what my nan grew up in and all of this and all the stories. And I mean, when we were young, when we were like teenagers, England was just slightly crawling out of that, like slightly. You it was know? on the arse end of that, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, remember where you had to like get up and run to the shop on a Sunday morning or it was closed at noon and, and, and <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have it, yeah. any potatoes or bread or anything after that. Like now it's open 24 hours a day. So the thing that like when I always say like, oh, I, you know, 
like no when I did the band Northern Towns, I did you know all the artwork was from from yesteryear that I celebrate so much like in a mindset. But what's great about those films is it shows yeah you may look back at this as like a glory day or you know something quaint in your memory, but this was fucked yeah, for so yeah. many people. It was fucking miserable for a lot of people, weren't it? It's um, but I mean wait, wait. like I. Yeah, sorry. I, I I look back on the miners' strike as being like a formative thing in our in in my DNA of like this is when my mum told me how disgusting politicians were, and this is how yeah. she showed me all of this. And I I look back at it sort of fondly, but it was the demise of so many people's lives at the time. You know, it's Interesting strange. You say that because like I remember that the miners' strike kicking off, and because my family are all stories working class conservatives they told me another perspective they were like that Arthur Scargill's a terrible fucking man look at him he's just a trouble man. I remember like her saying yeah. like, how much uh, yeah. him. Like, my, you know. my nan my nan was like that she's a very working class Tory at the same time like mm. believed in conservative things for uh, monetarily I suppose but yeah. you know it, isn't it weird when you think about it like I'm, I'm definitely post military as well <laughs> Yeah, tends tends to lend itself to that sort of thinking, doesn't it? But um, yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. all that stuff. Like even when there was like the poll, you know, the poll tax riots and all that stuff. My mum was just like, "Demon, that it was terrible." And at the time, I didn't really understand. You know, I was young. I didn't fully understand what was going on. It wasn't until I got a bit older. I was like, "Hold on a minute, why the why are you thinking that way? That's fucked." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's where's the trickle down here? Um, yeah, well, you used to think as a kid like. Well, if the police are mad at those people, they must be doing something wrong, you know. Well, like, as parents think they're they're terrible, you know, because the only people you know, yeah. is the adults you know, are your fucking parents are they, and, and, and your teachers or whatever. So you you, you kind of, I just remember sort of thinking it, and why is, why is she so mad at that guy? Like, I think it was her, his hair. She seemed really annoyed about the scar. <laughs> <hair. The timeline, laughs> didn't he? But um, yeah, he had enough, the I'm... he had the bigger and McCracken. <laughs> 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 it was that it was like a like a Gregor Fisher, you know, off the Hamlet adverts. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still there, Bowles? Like, you gone to sleep, mate? I'm still here, yeah. Okay, mate. <laughs> well, what have you been watching, mate? Um, what have I been watching? To be honest, not an not an awful lot. To be honest, I've been uh, watching the new Dark Materials, but I'm still I've yeah. not watched the last couple, but it's good. I know I haven't. Yeah, I'll check that out, man. I, I watched the first two episodes of it. I really enjoyed it. It's got that uh, that lady I like from uh, Luther. What's her name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Ruth Wilson. Yeah, she's crazy. She's crazy in it and all. <laughs> she's wicked. Yeah. Whenever she shows up on screen, you know something's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, totally. There you go. And the other thing that probably was on some time ago um, now, but um, did any of you watch um, Des, the um, drama about Dennis Nielsen? I've got no. one episode to watch still. I forgot. I've not finished it. it. Really, it was, really good. True was fucking sick in it, wasn't he? Yeah. What? I haven't watched it. I, it's on my list to watch. I just haven't got around to it. It's, You'll it's, fucking love it. It's brilliant. Um, Give it a whirl. It's kind of like you know a, 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 manip, a, manipul, a manipulative, perverted civil servant, and I can identify with that, of course. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're <laughs> wow. It's the Bali oh, story. I actually was on a chat with like some of my colleagues the other day. Um, someone that we used to work with, you know, um, he went on a date with him once when he was doing his killing and stuff, but you know, they didn't get on and never met again, which is kind of lucky. I guess. Wow, fucking hell, good swerve that. that. That's like winning the uh, 
cracking your hacker. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, um, have you seen the Ripper thing? No, that's on. I'm, about, I'm yeah. about to start it. I'm about to start it. I've not watched it yet myself. But I, I, I mean, I so. I loved the Red Riding trilogy when that what right. was done. You know, so good. That might be the darkest thing ever put to celluloid. It's bleak in it, and also yeah. um, part of that is um, I think it maybe because it was a composite of different characters. One of them was based upon Robert Black, who was um, notorious child abductor and uh, pedophile murderer, and he actually. Some of that, one of those murders took place right here where I live, and they abducted a girl from Sarah's school. She was one of the yeah. Ones. yeah, it was like he he came around there and swiped them. Part of that is is what's inspired that um, Red Riding. Uh, I think I just touched upon in one of the yeah the episodes. I think yeah, it's fucking it is miserable that Red Riding thing. I I I thought about watching it again recently, but I just need to be wow. in the right place. I've never, yeah. I've never, I've never got the bollocks up to watch it. I always put queue it up and I go, yeah, I don't really, I'm not in the mood to watch it, and I keep. Yeah, do, you think, do, do I need this in my life? I think that a lot yeah. these days. I know I've definitely. I don't know if just I've suffered. Watch- I've just become a bit more sensitive <laughs> to these things. Just watch- you watch- got to watch it on one of the three sunny days in Manchester, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> just to, as a juxtaposition. Yeah, you need something because if you, if you watch it when it goes dark at three p.m., you're gonna be like, <laughs> "Fucking hell!" Oh my god! Yeah, I tell I tell you what, I am watching right now, and I'm on episode six, and it is brilliant so far. Is zero 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 on Amazon Prime? Ah. it's a a really amazing series that's holistically showing a mafia drug deal and everything that's going wrong in it from start to finish in, and and it's super multilingual like uh the italians all are speaking italian the uh the mexican oh. cartel it's all in spanish the oh, trailer looks fucking sick it is so fucking you will this will be your favorite thing you've ever seen <laughs> i swear <laughs> you're gonna love it and it is brilliantly acted and the production design like they go uh, i'm not going to say where they go but when yeah. they go elsewhere it is just done so brilliantly yeah, i was that i had that on my list to watch i didn't know it was out yet so that... and apparently the director of that or the showrunner director person has two other things that so I was turned on to this by my friend Brandon, and he said, "Oh, wait till you watch Gamora, and wait." Did till he do Gamora? Did Gamora? Is it right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. I started with zero 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 on his recommendation. He goes, "Start with this one, and then move to this one." Yeah, yeah. Is that the movie or the TV show? Because they've done two of Gamora, aren't they? When it was it a film he first, shot. and then went to a TV, or was it the other way around? I can't remember. He did the TV show though. Right. Uh, okay. I knew his name from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Did you do a film as well, did you, Bob? I'm sure. I think the film came first, if I'm if I'm honest. Um, you know, probably about I don't know, 2003 or four or something. When I was doing cinema quite a lot, I think I went to um, cinema yeah. to watch it. Have, yeah, have yeah. you have you lot been able to be playing any games lately via technology? No, um, not really. We've been quite weren't we? I mean, Nate played a played a game the other week, a couple of weeks ago with the boys, but Shadowrun. Yeah, uh, I've I've been doing a regular Tuesday night D and D game. Oh really? And I saw your Instagram the other. Now I'm back on Instagram. I, was, I did I did notice the other day. Let's talk us through that. Yeah, it, it's been really cool because it's my first time playing D and D. I think since I left England, right. uh, which you know, I, 
back when I was playing then, it was more like choose your own adventure style. Like we'd be like, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> as soon as the <laughs> impact happens, I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to do this. Instead. Keep, keep your thumb on the page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so that uh, hardcore band, Torso, that are on oh, Rev. Yeah. Super Dude, I fucking, love that band. Yeah, ripping band. So the guitar player is the DM. Kidding. Yeah, and uh, it's it's all Oakland punks, and then uh, Claire from she- uh, from Rotherham or Sheffield uh, is his girlfriend. Oh, That's okay. you know, um, Claire, Posse Claire, Posse X Claire. Yeah, she's no, in it. Her. She's playing. Uh, Let me God, I can't remember. Right. Yeah, she's 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 dead nice. Like I, I I've got a lot of time for her, and um, so yeah, we play. I'm playing a Tabaxi Rogue. That recently, oh, recently uh, we killed this. Um, God, what's it called? It's like a fire demon. Uh, kind of looks like a phoenix. Fuck, I'm, my mind has gone blank because I'm like all excited to tell you about it, and then of course my mind goes blank. Um, salamander. So yeah. we killed this giant salamander recently, but the the spirit of it pulled me into like into my mind to speak with it, and I've got a really cool like side narrative going on now where i've agreed to smash all the effigies of the of the boobtail uh in in chult uh in exchange for gaining warlock powers from him so i'm like i'm like a crossing is that the goal yeah yeah so i'm uh a warlock patron of of him learning all these uh things but then trying to still be a good team member but still like ran- ran- yeah, and randomly flaring up, and my whole team going, "What the fuck is wrong with him?" You know? Yeah, like it's it's, it's cool. Forty did some of that stuff. I, we had a side narrative where he had like a my voice in his head, uh, so he's trying to be the good paladin, but he's also got me whispering in his ears. <laughs> yeah, so so like our NPC guide that's with our group. Like when I smashed this thing, he was like, "Why are you doing this?" Blah blah blah, and I was like shut the fuck up, rah, like raging on him. And he's like, the whole team is like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. It was, How did that yeah, group come together then, Dan? So I think they do games regularly, but then, you know, when the pandemic started, it, about in April, because uh, they, they knew I, I was interested uh, for whenever the next game opened up and they, they hit me up. And what's cool is that... Uh, four members of the team have been playing a little bit longer but we were sent we did a side game for me and and kwami the another player we did a couple side games where we fleshed out our characters and were sent on the mission by the person that sent them on the mission and we caught up with them and then became part of the party you know yeah it was really cool organic kind of growth into the game than just like showing up sort of thing yeah because because uh what's cool is like sometimes we'll hear oh yeah we've met someone like that or they'll pull something from their notes and and kwame and i are like what and then they have to explain it to us you know and it 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 makes it uh richer team yeah this is it so i'm got you're enjoying your uh your sort of re-emerging in uh D. yeah yeah it's really good i haven't got the balls to do a voice yet. <laughs> a voice. 
<laughs> we we don't do that. That's the one thing we don't do. I I think sometimes I get we... told I have a voice, but I, I I'm, I'm, I'm yet to I'm yet to hear it myself. <laughs> it's one thing I struggle with, man. Like I think when I have to do NPCs or whatever, because I'm quite physical, I guess I jump up and down, and maybe I adopt a bit of a different mannerism rather than a different voice. Would you agree, Bordy? Jackie P, the the Jackie Potato Seller, had a different voice. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I had a blixer. I had a pretty good blixer as well. I when I was doing blixer, yeah. I was basically doing impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, when body twitches around and stuff. I, I that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was ripping you off entirely there. Where um, for one of my characters, um, but you were cool. You're a cool warlock who lives in the tower. So. Yeah. I mean, you're dead, but yeah, dead. you're a bird. You're a bird, man. You look cool. I don't what? do voices when, or I try not to do voices when I'm with um, like body and that because I feel too self conscious. But I have been yeah. sort of like doing so GM with my wife and some of her family actually. So I've kind of got Marie into it a little bit just as a mainly yeah. a summit for her and something for like um, a brother and a, a nephew to do. And I thought it's a way of keeping in touch. So I've kind of like got Marie into it. And when I'm GMing with them, I do voices a whole lot more. Oh my yeah. God. Not with people you've known for like thirty years. <laughs> I, I think it's very tough to get over that threshold, but Keith does it. Uh, yeah, he's the GM, and it, he does it uh, for like um, all the NPCs, and and even and then Claire does a voice too, and all everyone else is slowly developing their voice. But I, I'm a you know, a panther person, like a cat person. I, d oh, yeah. I don't want to come all puss in boots. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine, Dan, Dan I'm, I'm trying to envisage your character and that's fucking killing me. Just like just like a big cat walking around with like a stone island on. Um, <laughs> like I'll send you a picture. Send you a picture. He's got, he's got a dope cape. Of course he has. Sentences I never thought I'd hear on this podcast. He's got a bath round with him. Is he even cats don't like going in the bath though, do they? That's awesome though, dude. I'm glad you're actually someone's getting some fucking game in. Um play with Marie then, Paul. What's that? Have you been playing with Marie then? Um, I haven't done anything for a couple of months, to be honest, but uh, I've got a load of things which I'm half writing, like games to, to play, but um, I've done a few things with, I, I think I did one of the games with yourself, um, which was kind of like based upon um, the Mortborg rule set, which is kind of like yeah, something yeah. I really like, because it's really simple. It's kind of, yeah. you know, and it, it's just something, I don't need to bother about kind of like flicking through a rule book because it's just kind of like yeah. so intuitive and his own, like, yeah. you know, as, as, the, as the game says, kind of like it's, um, you know, rules light, heavy, everything else, you know, so yeah. I, I, I'm kind of, you know, so I've um, got a game called the, I think it's called the Storyteller something or other, and it's like a card game, which you get a bit more like a cross between a card game and um, choose your own adventure. So you lay out your cards as to where the map's where you're going, and then you um, flick to a page in a particular rule book and um, and that you'll read out the you know the story, or you can flesh it out you want as long as you give them the choices when it gives you in the book, and then you you play out those choices. So I kind of like using the cards. I kind of like made up a bit of an adventure using using that, and um, kind of like run that using the Mortborg um, rule set. And I've also done um, an adventure out of the book for the Lone Wolf adventure game. But wow, awesome! Yeah, I mean. It, <sighs> 
I, I like the setting and I like the concept of like the Kai and kind of, you know, Lone Wolf and that. Um, I think it can be, the, the rule set can be a, a little bit clunky at times and I, I don't think I had the best kind of like grasp on it. And also as well, because it's the sort of like combat plays like the um, Lone Wolf adventure books do so yeah, it's yeah. kind of you know you, you, you use, the co- use the combat table and you know and yeah. when you're having group combat what you're finding is that that the person who with the highest combat skill tends to go first and you know that with how you re- read the tables they you know going to be inflicting damage but they're always taking damage so you can like most fighty characters tend to get whacked quite a lot and tend to be right. struggling on on health quite a lot because of how the you know how like the initiative goes and how the fact that if they usually go first they're usually going to get clobbered by the um you know you know take some damage whilst they're inflicting damage interesting All right interesting at least yeah, you've been that. lone wolf combat system even in the books was a bit more clunky than um than like the yeah. ff one yeah do you know what i mean it was always i always like, struggle with it a little bit but um no that's awesome uh, uh, yeah. Have any of you played on Roll Twenty by any yeah. chance? Yeah. So that's yeah, how yeah. that's how we do this game. Um, so you get you know a bit of visuals to let you know where you're at or which characters yeah. near you or anything like that. And then um, we use Discord for the for the, the dialogue. camera dialogue element. You know. Right, right, right. You got um, a dice roller in that as well, aren't you? In your Roll Twenty, then. Yeah, you got all of that. So it, it you can click on like. You can turn advantage on or or disadvantage on. You can you can click. Uh, you know, if you're doing a constitution check, you just click your constitution and it rolls the appropriate dice yeah. for you. And it's it's we, pretty we cool. It. We have used it. I've played on it. I, I did that um, fight fantasy game through that, but I, uh, some some of it's a bit clunky. I find that I think if you you have the paid for option, you know, we actually like subscribe. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you get yeah. some bits and pieces with it, but. Um, I yeah, I do too. find I do find it a bit clunky on a small laptop screen. Like you know, you've got like four windows that you're trying to yeah, yeah. see everything on. But I mean, in in pandemic times, it's perfect. Yeah, right. you know, do you so, think, Dan? Uh, once the pandemic, you know, if the pandemic ends or you know, a situation changes, do you think you'd go to play in real life? Is that something that you would do, or is it just like a? I will push for it, but half the half the parties in san francisco and half the parties in oakland so okay, even right. though it's all even though it's only like four miles away from each other crossing that bridge feels like you know going from manchester to leeds or something That's which sure. you which you always do to go play in person anyway so i'll tell them that <laughs> i'll tell them that <laughs> that we like use our terrible example as, a, as a, yeah i mean we haven't actually played when we played wow. other games yeah. we haven't played dnd in ages simply because so, wow. We got bored of it, I think, and um, now no, Vegas moved. I on mean, hole. I lived, I lived through that campaign you had that went over, you know, a couple uh, yeah. seasons of of uh, <laughs> Dungeon Punk's pod, and it that's what got me fired up to want to do this. To be honest, you know, really, oh, yeah, amazing. especially like hearing like the you know the twist where Connor kills Max, etc. Like, oh, fucking oh, awesome! Fucking <laughs> so wild. good. You know, I imagine if if that had not been known and around the table, the like mic drop moment of like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's know. definitely some fuck moments in that. I think we yeah. will return to it because I've I've 
I got burnt out on it, to be honest. That's well, because I, I because you, 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 you know, you put a lot of work into it, so it's hard not to get burnt out. You know, uh, I think so much. you're essentially writing a novel. Yeah, I, I, I think since I was when I was writing a game that we, you know, for that's coming out next beginning yeah. next year, it kind of it re-inspired me to get back. And I was like, there's loads of shit we need to do here that's going to be kind of cool. So um, uh, I'm hoping that. Once pandemic lifts, maybe we'll get back together and I'll run a session and we'll see how it goes, Mark. Because yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. well, I always like hearing about like that it can be dark and evil and stuff, but not just for the sake of it. You know, it's like let's really <laughs> make you make you strive to combat this evil. Do you know what uh, I mean? It's I not like, hey, that. come on in and just all be chaos psychopaths. Because what's the point of that? Uh, definitely, we definitely try to have some emotional investment. Like they were definitely fight, fighting the rising of the tide. Do you know what I mean? It was um, yeah. When you brought down that city and like collapsed that entire political structure, I fucking loved that. <laughs> it was just yeah. like that was a that was a game changer. Then you then you went off and lived in the woods and really, you you basically had your um, Luke Skywalker moment. Then you bought, you know, I think about it. You went, yeah, off, yeah. went off and tried to raise all those kids, and then they got, <laughs> <laughs> they got stolen and butchered. Oh, we don't know yeah. the butcher jail because their bodies have never been yeah, chasing them, aren't they? Yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's a story for another day. Hey, I think yeah. I'm kind of need to go to bed. <laughs> to be okay. fair, time's getting on. Um, been awesome. This has been really fun. Totally. Yeah. Sorry to nice. gab on so much, but it's uh, <laughs> <I do>. you <laughs> know, living alone like. and uh, enjoying these convos. You know what it's about. It brings me to a good point. One of the reasons we. We decided to do this, and we've been a bit of radio silence from Dungeon Punks for the past few months because you know we've all been caught up in our little worlds. But you know, Bordy threw out a line earlier on, said, "Let's do this. Let's get some friends in because you know everyone's living in these weird, disconnected times from one another." And you know, it's one thing to like like someone's picture on Instagram, but it's nice to hear people's voices. And you know, I haven't seen Bordy or Bolly or Egg or anyone for a long time. That it's you know I, I, we live for these kind of conversations. You know, the amount of we're being up in my kitchen or whatever we're sitting around bullshitting eating pizza and we have all these conversations that's the stuff of life and when that's taken away from you and you're just rattling around in your head you know it's um it's nice to have these little little forums if you like just to uh right, reconnect and, you know we try and have a do don't we every sort of december and get everyone together yeah. and we've not been able to do that this year so we thought we'd sort of try and reenact it line and just, just have people popping in and out and just talking shit and in the shit, and then maybe someone who's at home on their own painting, sat in the room, hasn't spoken to their mates for a while, can just listen to people in a conversation about role playing and films. And this is this because this podcast is never going to be like some you know content heavy kind of thing, it is literally just fucking something you stick on in the background while you're painting or you're you know oh. working or whatever. And hopefully, something will make you laugh or make you think, or you go, oh, maybe I'll go check that movie out, or maybe I'll try and find a picture of. Ollie's Boba Fett hat, or whatever, it, whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> I'm saying it's uh, so. Yeah, it's been nice, sort of having everyone checking in. I hate that. I hate when I say checking in. Well, checking yeah. in. Fuck that. No, what what's great about this podcast is showing like there are things that we enjoy uh, coming together for to pl- you know playing games. It's a it's the backbone of what the podcast mm. is on. But the podcast is about friendship more than anything. Oh, that's what I yeah. get from it as a listener, and that's what I love about it. It's like I feel I can drive to work and have the podcast on and just be fucking cracking up at <laughs> just just the just the slams that are flying around, you know. 
does get brutal on air, doesn't it, from time to time? I think uh, I've lost. Shit, it got it got brutal when I fucking turned my webcam on. It was like, <laughs> why is Dan Sam on my fucking screen? I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You know, it goes up. I've got standards. You know, I've got a reputation to maintain. If I've been a dickhead, but I was I was genuinely very pleased to. Um, um, on that wonderful note, I'm going to uh, make my exit from this conversation. I bid you all a very uh, happy Yuletide or Christmas or whatever it is you're doing, wherever it is you're doing it. And uh, much love to you all. And I will hopefully speak yeah. to you again soon. Bye -bye. Uh, take, take, take care, care everyone. Bye, everyone. Christmas. Okay. Bye -bye. Happy Crimbo. We'll hope you all get the uh, Bib Fortuna under the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kings, 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 kings. <laughs> all right, lads. Thanks so, for thank having you. me. Oh, thank you. Santa, Macy. Yo, man, let's go eat, man. I'm hungry. Come on, man.